Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 18, with your host, Claude and Justin. Hello, everybody. What's up, guys? We are talking about the illustrious fall finale, I Do. I Do. Which, if I were you, I wouldn't. Because right up there with uh, further instructions, this is one of the worst episodes um, let me not say worst episodes, just the, probably one of the biggest letdowns, uh, of the, of the millennium. Yeah, I think, uh, as, uh Bob, I think the height might have killed it. Yeah, as Bob M. put it, you know, it should be the lost letdown, which yeah. I thought was really funny. Indeed. Uh, I think if they had thrown this in the middle of the season, it would have been, it would have been more acceptable. Uh, at this point... You expect some big thing, and well, yeah, it wasn't there. Well, as as a lot of people who posted on our uh, comment section said, um, you know, if if this was just another episode, you know, if the season wasn't split and it was just regular episode six, it would be fine. Yeah. You know, but since it's the uh, you know really hyped fall finale, people are expecting. You know, we were all expecting something really big and monumental, and uh, it didn't really deliver. You know, um. And like we no, said, I mean, it was basically one of those drama episodes. Yeah. Where, you know, there's a lot of sort of intense drama between the people, but nothing, nothing as far as the mysteries. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's, you know, disappointing. Yeah, it is very, it's very disappointing. Um, you know, that somebody mentioned on our, on our blog, I forgot who off the top of my head, but they were saying, not our blog, but our site. Um, I guess it's a blog. Technically, it's on Blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, they were mentioning that, you know, season two, we left off with Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. You know, what's going to happen to them? They're in turmoil. And then now we're in the exact same situation again. Right. You know, we don't know what's going to happen to them. And, you know, okay, that was cool the first time, but now we got to sit 13 weeks. Oh, no, what's going to happen, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and what really can happen? I mean, are they really going to go is, you know, they're going to let Kate get, get the... um get the submarine or you know what you know there's a lot there's there's a lot going on with this whole thing jack's playing i don't know if you really thought it through uh but you know he's missing he's potentially missing some key points to you know of information so right and no one's gonna tell him no one's gonna tell him you know um okay so let's i guess we should probably start on kate's backstory since that's the most boring and the quickest to talk about okay um, so... Uh, can I just say something? Sure you can. I'd like this this to be the... Justin has something critical to say about the episode segment. Okay, we're gonna... Okay, cool. <laughs> and and it ties into something critical about Lost in general. Alright. It's a really long name, but is that's this, what I want to call uh, it. Are you, is this your cranky fanatic? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it's... But it's not... It's not a bitter thing. It's more like I just... Okay, let me, let me just say what I want to say. Please. I think um, at this point in in the story, you know, we've seen these characters, the main characters at least, the ones who have been there since season one, which include Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. Uh-huh. Um, we've seen them in flashbacks many, many times. Many, many. We've seen them in many situations uh, of various types on the island. And I really think... After two years and six episodes, we have a good idea of who these people are. Exactly. And 
you know, I think with any story, if you're going to include flashbacks, it, it needs to either A, be relevant to the plot of the main story, or B, actually add some insight into the characters. And I feel like at this point with the main characters, we're beyond the point of adding insight. Yeah. And uh, they they really don't have a way, or at least they haven't tried to find a way to tie in most of the backstories to the island mystery. So that renders a lot of these flashbacks superfluous. And so at this point, I you know, the flashbacks just seem like just seem like obligatory exercises that just don't they don't help. And I I don't know you know I really wish. Uh, that they would get a, that they would not do a flashback unless it was really going to add something and not just do it because they're obligated you know I really wish that if they didn't have an interesting flashback that they would just stick to the island story yeah you know, move the plot forward more I agree with you to a certain extent I, it would actually be very interesting to see an episode of Lost that doesn't have a flashback um, but um, I want to disagree to to a very small extent. I think I think Kate's flashback, um, was relevant to the to the main story. I think they at least I think they were trying to make it relevant. Um, because there were you know basically the will the real way you know if a backstory is relevant to what's going on in the in the main plot is how they do the flashbacks. If they have somebody looking you know intensely and thinking and then they flashback you know or they have a or the or they flash forward to someone thinking. You know, you can sort of tie them together. I think this flashback was supposed to illustrate, not that we really need to know this or that we couldn't have at least have assumed it, was that Kate has problems, you know, staying put and, and committing. And I think this was, you know, specifically, you know, she's born to run, obviously. We've been told that. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And she has a problem committing, you know. And even, so basically it was this idea that she sort of found the perfect guy, you know, in Kevin. And she really loves them, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, she's even going to the lengths of, of making tacos and uh, <laughs> and French toast. I mean, come on, that's that's not Kate, you know. But yeah. um, I think the point was that, you know, she really loved this guy and she couldn't settle down and commit to him. And, and I think they're juxtaposing that with, you know, what's going on with Sawyer and a little bit about, you know, Jack, too. Is that, you know, she loves Sawyer. She obviously doesn't want him to die. You know, they, you know, they get it on in this episode. But it's like, what is that really going to mean in the long term? You know, because she she may just be in, incapable of um of sort of committing. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Which is sort of like Jack, I think, to a certain degree. Although I think his problem is he's overly committed, which which ruins him or something. Commitment is what makes him tick. Yeah, yeah. He's as his dad of, said. Yeah, he's sort of too committed for his own good. He commits but to everything. I agree. I think I think what I think most of what you said is true. You know, they a lot of these backstories don't seem really relevant. And and with with Kate and Sawyer and Jack, there's nothing else they could really show us that would at least reveal character insights. Now, there's revelations they can do. Like, of course, they can. You know, you know, we heard that Kate was married. Now we got to see what that was about. You know, we know Jack has tattoos. They can, of course, show us how he got those. But yeah. in terms of like insights into what makes these people tick i think we 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 know enough about them from the flashbacks and and their you know their present um actions that that yeah i agree we don't need to see anything else this was that was boring you know to watch kate you know pretend to be i mean it was kind of interesting i mean obviously she was pretending the whole time i mean even before we get the the line you know he thinks her name is monica obviously you know 
she's just pretending because she, you know, that that's who she is. But um, anyway, let's let's just start. I agree. Um, I that, I just I, I think that you know she. I mean, what, back back in the uh, episode, I think it was Outlaws during the I Never game when when she said that she got married. And, you know, indirectly. Yeah. Um, by saying I never and then drinking. Uh, at that time when she said that and she said, you know, it didn't last very long, I assumed more or less what happens in this episode. She's on the run from the law. She gets married and she can't stay married because she's on the run from the law. And of course, I guess in this episode, it's more like she can't stay because she isn't able to stay. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I sort of inferred most of this episode, and so it just didn't seem necessary. I mean, I could have figured that out on my own uh, to a large extent without seeing this play out. Yeah, I that that's ruined me every now and then. You know, I, you know, I think there was something last week where we just all, I forgot what it was now, but we all sort of assumed something. And so when we saw it, it was like, well, we already assumed that. What's the, oh, with Ben and the, the, um, the x-rays oh. you know everyone assumed it was ben's x-ray so when they tell us it's ben's x-rays it's like okay you know whatever i don't need i don't need to see this scene right so yeah sometimes the power of inference you know sort of hurts but um let's let's start talking about well we already started talking about it but let's uh go through it specifically okay um so of course the first scene kate comes home i guess she's at a hotel room yeah which i wasn't really sure why they were in a hotel i guess I guess because they're about to get married, so I guess people do that or something. Um, cause, uh, I don't know why though. Uh, I remember going to a wedding and everyone had like got, registered at a hotel and, you know, got room. Uh, I was like, why? You guys live in the city, but I guess that's just something to do. I don't know. So anyway, they had a hotel room. Yeah, that's and... confusing. Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're not getting married where they live. Maybe, but I don't know why you wouldn't. Well, people do that. Well, like when? What do you mean? I mean, when? like, well, give me an example is what I mean. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't want to, I mean, it won't make any, do you mean, I mean, I've known a lot of people who didn't get married where they lived. I mean, but yeah, I'm asking, well, well why did they do that? Why, why get married? Basically, somewhere? well, there were various reasons. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I understand, I understand getting married in Hawaii or getting married, you know, in Vegas or going like you know, someplace really interesting to get married, but since they just, like, sort of got married at a church... Sometimes they got married in a different place because, you know, one of their families was in that place. Okay. Well, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um, but, yeah, there's also the, the scenic reasons and stuff, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't really care or think that's true, but I just, it's, it's at least a pseudo-possibility. Definitely. So, Kevin comes knocking on the door, and he pretends to be, you know... The police, or he is the police, but he pretends to. <laughs> he pretends, yeah. Yeah, you know. He pretends and, to be acting as the police. Yeah. Now, I just want to know: Did anybody actually think that was like the real police, and that she was really in any kind of danger? Can I raise my hand? Oh um, God! Because because uh, I'm quite gullible, and I did. Wow! Did you really? Yeah, I'm Come sorry. Come on. I did. Evangeline Evangeline is not that good of an actress. She, you know what? She fooled me. <sighs> Canadians fool you all the time. You're right. And I do want to say that Nathan Fillion is Canadian also. Of course he uh, is. So they're just made for each other. Uh, he's the guy who plays Kevin. Anyway. Right. Um, the next scene, we see Sawyer throwing rocks at the little food machine. And I gotta, you got to love that line. Kate's like, what are you doing? He's like, 
throwing rocks. <laughs> I just love the matter of fact quality of that. What do you yeah. think I'm doing? I'm throwing rocks. Um, and of course, you know, we get that line when, when she's like, oh, well, can you get me a fish biscuit? And he's like, what are you trying to keep me, you know, busy or whatever? And it's like, oh, that was a little overt, Kate. He knows what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I do want to quickly say, uh, I had to take a lot of notes on what was going on in this episode because, uh, the transcripts are still not up on the Lost forums and the Lost TV site, and uh, they're behind two episodes. Yeah, I don't think the cost of living is even up yet. No, it's not. I don't know what's going on with that. It's really weird. Yeah. Spooky um, is behind. And I haven't seen any other place that has Lost transcripts. Me either. You know, That's I mean, the place to get them. There's another site, but they didn't have the recent ones either, so... They're not that hard to do. They're just kind of time-consuming. Yeah, well, you should do it then. No, see, they're time-consuming. <laughs> well, they're not that hard. It's not rocket science. Okay, the next scene, Ben and Juliet come in to see Jack. They're gonna obviously, they're obviously discussing the surgery. Are we are we done with Kate's flashback or? Oh, I forgot we were doing that. What was that? Uh, yeah, I just was that supposed <laughs> to be? I just. It just so yeah no I forgot we were doing that I was going through my notes scene by scene scene but, uh, by scene yeah well I mean we can I just no 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 I think it's harder page yeah no let's let's do her whole flashback sorry about that okay so we started with her and Kevin <laughs> <laughs> we started with her and Kevin and he comes in pretending to be the police blah 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 let's get it on mm-hmm. isn't he so debonair um so the yeah. Next... <laughs> <laughs> Wanna get it on? Yeah, but you know, I think that's Kate, you know. It's a regular She's, Bogart. Kate, Kate's charmed by that kind of lowbrow, uh, that lowbrow, uh, come on, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, she's Kate, you know, she's, she's, she's from, where's she from? Uh, Kentucky or something. Oh, I think Iowa. Iowa, just as bad. I mean, just as good. I love Kentucky <laughs> and Iowa, both <laughs> together. What would you do without whiskey and horse racing? And then what would you do without corn? And what else does Iowa have? Um, state pride. There you go. Okay. I, wow. You can say that about any state. All right. So I'm the sure next... Iowa has many valuable products that it contributes uh, to uh, <laughs> to the <our> union. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. You know, Iowa's the kind of place you always want to go, but you never go because there's no good reason. <laughs> anyway, let me stop bashing Iowa. <laughs> I should look at I should look on our frapper and see if there's anyone from Iowa there and then apologize. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, no offense to our Iowa fans. I I won't even live in the please. coolest place either. You really don't. But let's not say where you live or you might get a, a throng of people itching for your autograph. <laughs> I think people will know if they look at the forever map, but uh Ooh. Alright, you just get Anyway, I'll keep it a mystery for now. Alright, alright. Keep it on the DL, buddy. Okay. So the next Kate flashback scene, Kate and Kevin are in bed, and the wedding dress is in the corner, and he goes, Have you tried it on? <laughs> And I just laughed out loud. It's 12 hours before the wedding. I hope she's tried her wedding dress on. Oh. <laughs> I hope she knows it fits, because if not, you're in trouble, buddy. Is it not common to just buy a wedding dress and not try it on? <laughs> yeah, you just buy it and buy it off the rack and you don't ever wear it. I mean, <laughs> come on. people. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty stupid question. That's a, about it. that's a big deal to go for your wedding dress fitting. I mean, not that I've been married or am a bride or were a bride. <laughs> but 
it's a big deal. Um, <laughs> anyway, I thought it was really funny that he said that. It's just one of those lines, you know, but then we get that line, oh, I have to hold my breath to, or, you know, to button up the buttons, and it's like, you weigh like 90 pounds. Yeah. Plus, you're supposed to get it tailored. Anyway, enough of, uh, fashion police. Um, maybe she got a cheap one, and she didn't really, uh, Hey, hey, know. hey, Kevin is a police officer. They got plenty of money. Mm. Those guys make like five grand a month. Come on. They make some money. Mm, okay. Um, I do want to mention, just for anyone who's, who's interested in knowing, that they are in Florida. They're in Miami. Um, and I know this because on his police car it says Miami-Dade Police. And Miami-Dade is the name of the county that Miami is in. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So they're definitely in the Miami area, so they're in Florida. So um that sort of just puts her on the map, if you will. Uh did you know that, Justin? Uh that she was in my uh Florida? Yes. Oh good. Miami specifically, no. She should be in Miami, because uh that's what his car said. I think I read in a spoiler or something that they were supposed to be in Florida. Uh I see. You gotta do the work for yourself, man. You gotta do the work for yourself. It's more rewarding. I agree. Investigation is a full-time job. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. And so is being a police officer. Okay. Um, the next Kate flashback scene is what? <laughs> okay, the next. I know that was a rhetorical question because you're like, uh, uh. Yeah, you're getting me in trouble. I didn't exactly know. The next one is when it's the wedding day. It's, I guess, around 12 hours later, because he said oh, okay. we'll be married in 12 hours. Yeah. She's has her dress on, and she looks so pretty and white, although I don't think she's a virgin. Uh, call me crazy. Mm. Um, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's not the law. So anyway, who is the law is the mother-in-law who comes in, whose name, if I call it correctly, is Suzanne. And she comes in, of course, to give Kate the sort of valuable family heirloom necklace thing. And it was all very nice and sweet. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention or ask you is, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what time frame is this? Um, where did we leave off in the Kate backstory? Uh, what was the last flashback we got about Kate? I don't really remember. Well, we jumped some... around a lot, but the last Kate flashback was, uh, what Kate did. Okay. Okay. So after that, that's when she goes on the run. So are we supposed to believe this is, you know, sort of quickly after what Kate did? You know, it's clearly the, after that, but yeah. how soon? I don't know. Okay. I would say, well, it's before she went to Australia. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see, what was the other? Flag I mean, there's the had? there's no there's no chance like you know she she killed you know she killed her stepdad or whatever and then went on the run and then went to Australia and did all that and then came back to the United States. <laughs> And then, uh. No, because the marshal gets her. Oh, that's right. The marshal gets her and they get and her. And takes plane. her on the plane. So she I, couldn't have gone to Australia and then came back and then went back. Well, what if he caught her twice? <laughs> hey, hey, she's crafty. You need five guns to take her down. Okay, I was kidding. I didn't think that was possible, but. Okay. Um, so this is, this is after the, the flashback when she, okay, so this is, this is, it's now, what be... I don't know is, is this after that uh, the other flashback, Born to Run, where uh, she, she went goes to, to see, see the her, dad. her the, uh, the guy with the plane, and, you know, her mom was f- afraid of her, because she's, so she's got murder in her heart. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
You know, even when she's like on her deathbed, her mother can tell when there's murder in Kate's heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> help! 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 <laughs> she's like a ghost. Oh, um, she is. Um, no, that was that whole thing was weird. I I, I want to think it's after that. Um, I don't know though. I don't know how you can tell, but it seems like it was after that too. Yeah, could be or could. I mean, I think it could go either way. I would guess. Oh, see, I'd want to say, I'd want to say, if it were after that, I feel like the marshal wouldn't be so willing to let her go. But that might not be true. And then, okay, so basically, there's a lot of flashbacks we've got to place. So basically, from everything we've seen of Kate, it was that she she killed the guy Wayne, right? Uh, was it Wade or yes, yeah, Wayne? She killed Wayne. Wayne. She killed Wayne. Then, you know, Whoa. she went... Huh? Sorry. I just said oh. deja vu. That was weird. Oh, I said it twice. Maybe... <laughs> did you say that on a previous podcast? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I don't know. I probably did. She killed Wayne. And then... Okay, then we have the flashback of her um when she tries to get the airplane back in the bank robbery. So that oh, was yeah, obviously... Right. That was obviously, af- obviously after Born to Run. Right. So, oh, okay, right. So that's a, there, then, yeah, that was definitely after. Okay. So, uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, so basically, it, w- it either went, you know, what Kate did, you know, she blew up Wayne and went on the run. Then she went and saw the, the old boyfriend guy, you know, got him killed. Right. Then either, you know, um, got married to Kevin and that fell apart and then went back to get the um the plane and the bank robbery or or it was the bank robbery first and I, I, I sort of like to think she went for the bank did the bank robbery thing after she was married. Uh it seems to make a little bit more sense, you know, after she's sort of you know, her heart's sort of broken that she can't settle down, blah blah blah, and then, you know, um she eventually goes to get the plane from the guy. Um or yeah, I mean, obviously the guy is dead because that's when they go. That's when they that's when they get the plane. Is when that episode when he dies. Okay, right. So I don't know. Who knows what order this is supposed to be in? It's interesting that like I guess it doesn't matter because the writers don't make it clear too clear what order it's in. So I guess it doesn't really matter, obviously, in any way. But yeah, um, what matters is that Suzanne has four boys. That's really important because uh, of no real reason. It's a number? It's a number. That's it. I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Um, and then the scene after that is the actual wedding where, um, <laughs> the minister or priest or whatever decides to take a moment to talk about <laughs> how much he loves Monica. Yeah. And how honest she is. Right. And what you see is what you get. With Monica, there's one thing we all know. She's not a fugitive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you know, the one thing we always say about Monica is that she's not born to run. <laughs> she's born to stay put. And if there's one thing we're sure, there's not a marshal following her. <laughs> oh, God. Say what you will, but there's... <laughs> but she's honest. And you know what? I, I get what the writers are doing with that. But, you know, Kevin said as much in a previous scene... And it was it was a little over the top then, and then now the priest says it, and it's like, okay, yeah. we get it, we get it, we get it, you know. Yeah, we do, we do. Um, and not only that, I mean, we can't, I can't at least, I can't buy Kate is scary or Kate is a hardened criminal. So 
That that line to me has less impact when you know she really isn't that bad and like yeah, it's basically just a bad set of circumstances. So yeah, you know, if she really were bad, then I could say ooh, but you know, I don't know. Well, you know the whole but the whole thing is really about guilt because she's pretending to be somebody else. Well, yeah, you know? but she doesn't. I mean, what can she do? You know, if she if she. I mean, I mean, really, all she has to do, to a certain extent, is just, you know, use her real name. I mean, obviously, you don't want to use your real name when whatever, because her real name's going to be out there, you know, it could be in the paper that, you know, right. Kate, uh, I forgot, what's her last name? Uh, Austin. Yeah, Kate Austin gets married to police, whatever, you know, and that'll be in the paper, and then it can help track her down or whatever. And obviously, she's able to use her real name, but, you know... She really isn't undercover that much. I mean, she has a fake name and she's on the run, but I think to a certain extent, she she really is to Kevin who she really is in real, you know, who she really is as a person. So I agree. It's not I that. Agree. It's, it's not like she's really. I guess that's your point. She's not really pretending that much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like they're so wrong. What you see is what you get. I mean, there's something they don't know about her, but I don't think she's this terrible person that they, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think she is pretty much like that. She just can't. She can't be totally honest because of her situation. Yeah. So after this, you know, they get married, and I just—it was really weird how the priest just inter- It seems like he interrupted like the ceremony <laughs> to say this, and then he's like, "Okay, well, we've already done the rings, we've already done the vows. Now you can kiss." It's like, okay, you just interrupted the whole flow of things. Yeah, okay. I know we have a ceremony, but I let's just let's just stop for a moment and talk this about is, Monica. This is how much I love her honesty. I'm gonna stop. So it was so it was so weird, man. I don't know what it is. It seems like a recent thing with me is I always ex- like I guess I'm always trying to find, uh, analyze the show and try to figure out what's gonna happen next, you know. Or I don't know what it's going on, but like when they were walking away, you know, down the aisle and they're all happy, it's in slow motion. I was so sure they were gonna cut to the uh, to like the the people sort of in the audience there, uh, who came to see the wedding, and it was gonna be the marshal. Uh huh. I was so ready for the marsh to be there, and I was like, "Yo, it's gonna be." I was like, "Okay, oh no," and he didn't show up, and I'm like, "God, just watch the show. Stop second guessing everything." <laughs> that would have been something. Would have been. Yeah, I thought it'd been interesting, but it would have been a little predictable, even though I didn't predict it. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, you gotta explain that to me one day. How it's predictable, but not able to be predicted. Well, it's. I think it's able to be predicted, just not by me. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, you predicted it. In fact, I did, but it was wrong. She doesn't. But it count. didn't happen. So yeah, so it, it didn't predict it if it didn't happen. Um. Well, you predicted it. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I do want to quickly say, since the next scene is when Kate is being taken to see Jack, she's got the bag over her head. I know yeah. we're not talking about that scene, but I did want to want to say I love the the juxtaposition there. Of her walking down the aisle happy with a veil on her fa- on her head, ah. and then the next scene is her, you know, in desperation with a bag over her head, yeah, you know, and being sort of walk, you know, w- you know, led the sort of same way, right? You know? So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Um, the next Kate flashback scene is her at the grocery store. It's taco night. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, why does it seem like 1955? All, this whole flashback, it just seems like in a different era. Like, yeah. Her, her hair. Her hair was really. Yeah, it was her hair. Her hair was. fashioned looking. I thought, I thought it was a wig for the longest time. And I'm like, why would they have her wear a wig? But it just, her hair looked really weird. And like, 
it just seemed very like 1950s and she's you know it's taco night and right. you know i was like oh that's really weird so anyway she goes out to the payphone to call agent edward mars mm-hmm. um who's the guy who's after you who's obviously after her all this we time. all remember him from we the plane from the from the bullet that uh <laughs> didn't shoot him in the heart, it shot him in the lung. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Sawyer. One of the one of the first really good Sawyer moments. Yeah. Um He's one of those guys who I forget that he was actually on the island at some point. He was. He really was. I I feel like he's he's one of those off island characters like Jack's dad. Exactly. Like, well, I guess wait, he was sort of wait, on the wait, island too. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, he, but, you, know, you mean like like Yimmy. Oh wait. Um, yeah, I know. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, you mean, you mean like Dave? Oh, wait. Um, (laughs) how about Locke's dad? How about, wait, wait. Who's, wait, who's Jacob is what I want to know. Oh, boy. Okay, let's talk about that later. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I always think of him as one of those flashback characters, um, who wasn't on the island, like apparently a lot of them were. Uh, uh, but he was actually there. So anyway, go ahead. So she goes out and calls Agent Mars, and um, who I did a little research on the United States Marshal Service. Um, they, you know, because basically I wanted to see if they really had the jurisdiction to like go to a different country and like extradite somebody for uh, you know for murder. Um, and I really couldn't find it if they actually had that jurisdiction. I know they work a lot with the FBI in a lot of respects. Uh, and the FBI can't really do that stuff, if I'm not mistaken. I know the CIA has that jurisdiction to, like, go out outside the United States. That's what they do. Um, guess what I'm saying is, I did some research and didn't find out a whole bunch. But, um, although they are the oldest federal, like, agency or something. Um, although the Postal Inspection Service claims they're the oldest. But anyway, a <laughs> little tidbit for you guys to forget very soon. Um, well, it was really weird, as we talked about off-podcast a little bit, uh, you know, you know, he, Mars says, you know, if you can really settle down, Katie, I'll stop chasing you. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Will you really <laughs> just drop the case if she can settle down? Like, uh, I don't know, marshals can do that. They can say, oh, well, I don't want to pursue this case anymore. Like, that's just obviously doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't really think, um... I mean, a marshal could do that, but I don't think they're allowed to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. The, the other thing I want to bring up about that scene is, you know, in the days of caller ID, I, the whole like, ooh, we gotta, we gotta have 20 minutes to trace the call seems sort yeah. of silly. Yeah. Uh, I don't really believe that it takes that long when I can see who's calling me in like a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's, I think the I think the point is well I think the point is finding out where she is and you really can't do that with caller ID but I think you can obviously get the number which will help you know where it is if they got the number exactly they could figure it out yeah um I don't know what to think about that I, I'd like to believe that was before caller ID um that that was you know maybe ugh, what was before caller ID maybe six or seven years ago before caller ID was like everywhere um. So I would buy it was it was that long ago. Um is there anything that makes us think it was it was more recent than that? Um I mean that's pretty old for Kate. If she if that's six years ago 
And it's and it's you know however long after she killed uh, Wayne. I mean, mm-hmm. she was said to be twenty four at the time she killed Wayne. So, you know, however many years between this and you know, well, how old do you think she is now, though? I I think she's under thirty. You think she's under thirty with all those wrinkles? <laughs> <laughs> I kid, Evangeline. I kid. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Okay. Okay. Well, well, I would buy. I mean, like I said, you know, five or six years ago. um, And not only that, I mean, that's that's six years ago is when she killed him, and we're saying, I mean, other stuff has should have happened after that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole uh, her mom and the 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 boyfriend guy thing, and the bank. The bank you said was after this. Okay, but we've at least got that. You know. Which should at least add, I don't know, something. I mean, it couldn't have been immediately. Yeah, it should add something. So, um, so I don't buy that it's that long ago. I would say, I would say, you know, a few years ago, maybe three or four. Well, do you think it's just a contrivance to have her with a little little timer and all that yes. stuff and the countdown? And I just I agree. About, and you know, when when Call ID started to become popular. For whatever reason, I don't know, I'm crazy. That was one of the first things that popped into my head. The days of those those movies where the police are sitting there waiting. We're tracing the call. Keep them on the line. Well, you know, I was watching some other movie. Uh, not that this is a movie, but I was watching a movie, and um, they did the same thing, you know? Um, I don't know what it is about the need to trace um, where you are. They did the same thing in a, in a, in a fairly recent movie. Um, maybe it's just one of those things that just... You know, it's not gonna die. It's good for know? drama, but at this point, it's it's just not. I I think they need to find another way, cause uh, I'm not buying that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, so yeah, no, maybe they still do it, but I said, you know, I thought, well, you know, if they do it now, it's just unrealistic. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Now with a cell phone, I mean, that's that, yeah, it's a that would be story. different. Yeah, because you don't know where they are, just you know, based on the number. See, that's what that would that's what that would have been cool if like Kate was coming out of the grocery store and there was some like guy who had a cell phone and she you know pretended to like need to call her husband or something, you know, and was like, oh, I need my phone, I my whatever, you know, some sappy story, and she calls the marshal. Yeah. And then gets to talk on that guy's phone, you know. So, I mean, it's it still sort of, tra- I mean, if that guy lives in the same city, it traces her to that city. Yeah, that would be bad. But if you got a cell phone from somewhere else, yeah, you'd be in good shape, and, you know. All right, I guess there's no, there's no, there's probably why they did it that way, because there's no real, <laughs> there's no real way, real good way to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless she just already had a cell phone with a plan somewhere else. Yeah, but even that though, I mean, to get a cell phone, you got to have like, you know, your social security number and all that crazy stuff, and you have to have a social security number to get a cell phone. Yeah, don't you? I mean, because I thought you did because like, if you don't pay your bill, like they put it on your credit. How else are they going to put it on your credit without your social security number? Really? Yeah. So if someone comes here from out of the country, they can't buy a cell phone? Well, maybe they can. I don't know. 
just doesn't seem. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Sorry. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just that I just remember. I mean, I remember when I got regular phone service, they asked for my social security. Oh, I'm sure they asked, but I don't. You know, I feel like maybe it's not required. Oh, maybe it's not. Um. Okay. So let's see. The next Kate backstory scene is when uh Monica. <laughs> And Kevin are at breakfast. Um, and she makes the French toast. She's such the dutiful little house. I have to say, the French toast looks a little burned. Did it? Well, you know, a lot of people make French toast like that. I think it's, I think it's, it's supposed to be that to a certain degree. Okay. Uh, Golden brown, not black. That's that's the rule. Cajun style. Come on. Cajun style. (laughs) (sighs) Um, okay. So, you know, it was really weird. So, I, I thought it was really weird how she she brings the French toast and he goes, "Okay, your turn." I'm like, "What? Her turn to get breakfast made for her?" But I guess he means her turn for a surprise or something. Her turn to have something nice done for her. Ah, uh, okay, there we go. Um, so he she looks under the placemat and uh, you know, it's uh, tickets to Costa Rica on Oceanic Airlines. Of course. Add. Uh, I'd love to tell Kate that. Um, <laughs> They're not the safest airlines, but uh, I don't know if it's exactly Oceanic's fault. I don't think it uh, is. Yeah, it's still not good for their record, though. Well, it's not, but if they knew the the story, they wouldn't blame it on Oceanic. Yeah, unless Alvar Hanzo is CEO of Oceanic Airlines. Well, okay. <laughs> um, so I thought it was really win- interesting because, you know, when I saw the tickets, I and I, I hope other people assumed it was tickets to Australia. Which would sort of get her there, because I because I don't think we've seen how she got there, right? No. Uh, so no. I was hoping this was this was the way she got there, but of course the tickets were for Central or for Costa Rica, was in, which is in Central America. I mean, um, yeah, right, which is not anywhere near Australia. Not anywhere near Australia. But um, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, that is kind of weird that there's that hole there. How she got? I mean, they just showed her in Australia, and they never quite explain. I mean, I would assume she's on the run. Yeah, she's on the run, definitely. So, going to another country probably makes it easier. Um, although, yeah. you know, if she really wanted to run, she'd go to a place without extradition. But Like Venezuela. But that would be a little too... That wouldn't work for the plot, because then she wouldn't be on the plane. And I don't... Yeah, and I don't know if Kate is smart enough to, to get that, that whole extradition thing. No? Um, oh. I don't know if she's... Not that she's stupid, but I just don't know. She's I mean, smarter I don't think than Claire. That... <laughs> Let's not play who's smarter than who right now, because uh, Claire never wins. <laughs> okay. Oh, Claire. You're right. Guess, that's not fair. I mean, even Claire versus Vincent. I don't even oh, know if she wins that one. <laughs> no, see, not... that's not fair because Vincent's pretty smart for a dog. I know. Well, he's a lab. Labs are pretty smart. I mean... Vincent knew that Charlie had an addiction to cocaine and brought, <laughs> you know, Vincent brought him the statue. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty smart dog. I mean, yeah. Claire could Claire didn't even figure out for a long time that that <laughs> Charlie had an addiction. <laughs> Vincent even knew. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like right. Aaron versus Claire. <laughs> I mean, at least Aaron knows when he's hungry and needs to be changed. Oh, God. Like, Claire doesn't even know that. All right. All right. Poor Claire. Enough. Poor Claire. We love you so much. <laughs> um, May not be the Carl- smartest character, but uh, at least yeah, you had an Damon, interesting backstory. 
Damon thinks she has great hair. Oh yeah, I uh, remember he, that. He really likes her hair. Which I'm not I'm glad I'm not the only one who's uh fascinated by the hair on this show. Uh there's a lot of interesting hair. Sawyer has good hair. Desmond with his flowing locks. Mm. Uh I really think that's how um maybe he's like Samson, you know, like you know, his power is in his hair. That's how you can see the future cuz he's got that hair. Who? Samson? The biblical guy? Remember? Uh, remember? No, I don't remember what, uh... uh when's the last time you read the Bible, buddy? It's been a long time, which is to mm-hmm. say never. You know, you know the story of Samson? Like, if I remember correctly, he was, like, really, really strong, blah, 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 and, like, um, you know, he had this, like, long, flowing hair, and then his... I forgot who his nemesis was. I think the king of, of wherever they were. I forgot where they were, someplace... And uh, the king realized his power was in his hair, and so when he cut off Samson's hair, Samson lost his power. Um, so there's my <laughs> really unfunny explanation of that joke that was equally unfunny. Um, Sorry, I, yeah, I just, I didn't know. I've never heard that one. I guess that's okay. uh, that's an Old Testament thing? I think it's the Old Testament thing. Sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. That's uh didn't know that one. The Bible is full of uh, good little stories and hope and promise for the future of humanity. So, anyway. That's a weird story. Is that the end? And then he's defeated? Something like that. I mean, it's a morality tale, which is what most of those stories are. The moral of the story is, you know, don't let people cut your hair (laughs) because that's where your power is. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I just know bits and pieces of it. So yeah, that's, that's all I can tell you. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it all makes sense in context. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, we're back to the. We're back to Lost. Um. So anyway, this scene ends, and then the next Kate scene, flashback scene, um, I believe is when. Uh, where is it? Where is it in my notes? It's when basically she... Oh, it's the pregnancy thing. Oh, right. Um, Uh, So, let me just mention it. If you think back to uh, the whole truth, when Sun asked Kate if she ever took a pregnancy test, and she oh so meaningfully responded, Yes, I have. Oh, God. Thanks for reminding us. Now we know at least probably what she was referring to. Now we have proof that she did it at least once. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah, she takes a pregnancy test and she's not pregnant. Although that test was really confusing to me. Were you confused by that test? I was very confused. I thought because... she was pregnant. <laughs> I know. Because she, you know, I saw the little guide that says, you know, plus sign if you're pregnant, minus if you're not. Yeah. And then, and then it had the display that had a minus sign, but then there was also like a, a vertical line next to it. And I was thinking, Oh, maybe you put the two lines together and the horizontal and the vertical make a plus sign. So she is pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why guys don't take pregnancy tests because we can't figure these things out. It's too confusing. It's too confusing. Why put a That's vertical a... line there? What's the point? Yeah. And then I thought maybe the vertical line just, just let you know that you peed on the stick correctly or something. Oh. Like, that was just like to let you know the test was, I don't know. What. I guess like her reaction made me think she was pregnant too. Her reaction could go either way. It's like, yay, I'm pregnant, but I'm sad I'm pregnant. Or, yay, I'm not pregnant, and I'm sad I'm not pregnant and happy I'm not pregnant. 
That was a, that was a lot in that. She's a very versatile actress. She pulled out a lot of motions in that. Apparently. <laughs> um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, what happened to Widmore? I was trying to see if we got a glimpse of who made that pregnancy test just on the off chance. It was a Widmore pregnancy test like the one Sung took, and I did not see in that scene who uh, who made the pregnancy test. But uh, what's going on with the whole Widmore thing? They, like, brought that in, and then it was a big deal in the tw- in the Bad Twin book, and then it's like, okay, they're not going to mention that anymore. Well, it was part of Desmond's flashback. Um, I guess, uh, you know, Penny, the Penny part of the story that they haven't addressed at all is tied into the Widmore thing. So okay. I think it will be coming back. In some form. Alright. At some point. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, it's gonna be, I don't know when. Sometime this season. Yay! I, I don't know how much, you know, it seemed like Widmore was, you know, the new, the new Hanzo or the new Dharma or something like that. To some extent. Um, or tied in with them somehow, but I'm not sure if it's just going to be that, you know, they're in the background of, of Penny looking for Desmond or if they're going to play a central role, but I think they'll at least be mentioned. I can, if that's all there is, I mean, well, who knows? This is lost. Yeah, yeah. So Kate comes out. She brings the what looked like Lemonade or something uh, to to Kevin, and he, of course, takes a big gulp. Right. Uh, which, if you ask me... It wasn't enough to knock him out uh, because he didn't drink that much of it. And if that's all it took to knock him out was that little sip he took, then it must have been really concentrated with whatever she put in there. And then I felt like he would have tasted it. So anyway, I'll 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 let it slide that it wasn't exactly realistic. But um, she brings in the lemonade from hell, and uh, which eventually will knock him out. And she confesses, you know, oh, what if I told you I was a fugitive? Oh God! It was it was it was all very um, melodramatic, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, he gets knocked. She confesses, and he wants her to stay, and she's got to leave because she was almost pregnant, and she can't do taco night. Oh no! A normal life for um for for little Katie won't ever happen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as much as she seems to want it, that is called irony, my friend. She's doomed forever, and that is her tragedy. She's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. Okay. So anyway, she confesses, blah, blah, blah. He gets knocked out. She leaves the uh, the necklace the stepmom gave her. And uh, she's out of the picture. Of course, of course. So now that we're done with her backstory, those, let's talk about something uh, those, interesting. Those, like, you know, trinkets that become uh, meaningful or symbolic, That's that's a really standard device that I'd never noticed before, but... In this episode, it seemed very, uh, very tacked on. I, I didn't yeah. really like that. I mean, that whole thing, that whole, that, that necklace symbolized who, that life she was trying to have. Yeah. And then when she, when she realized she couldn't have that life or didn't want to have that life and she left, she gave, you know, the symbol of that life back to, you know, the person who started that life with her. So right. It's all very good writing and very textbook. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the beginning of the episode and talk about the the A story. The I good guess. stuff. The good stuff. The stuff we all really want to talk about and the stuff we really want to see. Um, like I said, when we first see them, Sawyer's throwing rocks at the food machine. What are you doing? Throwing rocks. What does it look like? Um, the next scene, uh, Ben and Juliet come in to talk to Jack about the surgery. Um, 
So there's a lot going on here. Indeed. Tons of stuff. I mean, there's so much going on here that we could devote like a whole five minutes talking about. Exactly. And let's do so. And we'll do it in um, three. One of the things I wanted to point out for those who were who missed it, maybe, is that the X-rays are a week old. Yes. Um, that he saw, um, which at first made me think that that's the reason Jack was on the list because a week ago was around the time that the list was made. It was about a week ago, right? Okay. Um, no, it can't be. It wasn't. It can't be. The list was made before before Ben was freed. Oh, okay. I was thinking. Okay, but I was thinking a week ago was when they were he he got Jack and they were on the dock. Was that about a week ago? Um, I the don't know. Two? I would say I would. I don't know. Like how long. If if each episode is a day, then yes, but that's yeah, not really true because further instructions, you know, further instructions didn't advance this plot at all, and and the next episode picked up where the previous one left off with Colleen yeah. coming back. That's so true. I would say at this point, at most, um, what five days. So a week ago really should be. I would say a week ago would be after Michael let him go. As you know, as soon as he got back to the others, that should be when okay. they took the X-rays. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, do you think? Since you're talking about the X-rays, do you think um, Ben going to you know to the hatch or wherever he was going? Uh, do you think that had anything to do with with his uh, with his X-rays? Do you think, um, or you know, with his with his sick illness? At this point, yes. I do. So, what I mean, can you elaborate a little bit? Well, um, at this point, you know, and maybe I'm just going along with what the writers want me to believe, but at this point, I get the sense that, that, uh, for Ben, the surgery is what it's all about. That's what his goal is. And that's what his goal has been. Uh, I really don't think he has any other agenda at this point. So okay. I, I have to believe that, you know, whatever he was doing before was, you know, in the pursuit of that goal and that somehow he, his infiltration was supposed to lead to him getting the surgery. I don't really know how or why, but I, I, I anticipate maybe some line coming later. Is that why you came to us? Cause you wanted me to do the surgery and you were going to trick me into doing it or something. Yeah, Jack, that's what I was doing. And I just, I feel like that's what's coming. And, and, and I get the sense from this episode that, <laughs> That, that that's what it, that, that that's what it's all about. So I, I say yeah. I say yes. I don't like that answer, but that's that is what I think at this point. You do realize that I agree that there might be a line where Jack was like, "Is that why you you know pretended to get you know got yourself caught and that's why you came with us and infiltrated us? You want me to do the surgery?" And I just want to let you know that if if Ben answers yes to that, then the answer is really no, because <laughs> Ben always lies. Well, so, you know, you know what I mean. He he he's a. I mean, he's he's like. I'm trying to think of other like villains. I don't know of any villain who just lies this much. I mean, at some point, the villain tells you what's going on. You know, the whole like you know James Bond villain where they tell you what they were gonna do right before they kill you, and then of course you get out and you can stop them. But um, he's he just he's a consistent liar. He's habitual, and like what's and I want to talk about later. You know what I think is going on with this whole surgery thing. I think there's some other stuff going on. I do agree that I, I can't really imagine 
anything else that is going on in terms of why Ben wants Jack. Um, but I got to tell you, if this is it, I'm going to be really disappointed. This is, you know, because I think, because they, they mention it later, you know, that, you know, Sawyer says it, oh, okay, they wanted Jack to do the surgery, and then, you know, he and Kate are just bait, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think that's, you know, one of those lines where we're supposed to take that at face value. And to me, that's just really crappy. Because it, it's, because it, to me, it seems like the others would have had this knowledge that it was all going to sort of work out this way. And it could have worked out a lot of other ways, you know right. what I mean? And I guess they were just going with the idea that they could, that it was going to work, but... But back to the whole thing about Ben going, you know, when he gets captured and and, and stuck in the hatch, like what did he, what was he possibly gonna do? Like like tell Jack that he was really Henry Gale and he just you know, um you know was just caught you know stuck on the island like he was and then and then what tell him that he's got this pain or something and then Jack was gonna realize he's got a tumor, but then like even if he convinces Jack he's got this tumor and you know whatever you know how's he gonna say? Oh, I've got a place that we can do the surgery. Or, yeah, that's where the plan falls you know? apart. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he Jack has no no tools, no. Oh, well, I guess maybe the idea was after if Henry if Jack if Ben would have convinced Jack that he was really Henry Gale and he was really, you know, normal and sincere, didn't have any ulterior motive, you know, convince him of that, then maybe the others could have orchestrated some way to where like you know, maybe they have the medical hatch stocked again or something, and then Ben Ben pretends to discover it and says, "Hey, here's a here's a hatch, and hey, look, oh here's scalpels, and here's." I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that a you get Jack to trust you, and then b you know you sort of orchestrate some way where you have access to the tools you need for the surgery. You know, but then it's like, would you would you really have had that much time? I mean, you know, it's borderline operational this far. You know, right. Um, I don't know. Let's keep going. There's a lot of questions. It might there. have been a desperation move. I really feel like, I really feel like that's gonna be it, even if it's a crappy explanation. I agree. I I want it to be, not only do I want it to be more than that, but I want it to be a better plan than that. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I mean, I think Henry's the. I mean, his his plan from the beginning was was not very. I mean, just just the whole idea of what he did of infiltrating and using this name. I mean, that was kind of crappy to begin with. Also, I wanted to say, I think when, in the last episode, um, I think it was the last episode, where, where Ben tells Jack that we had this great plan to break you, and, you know, uh, I, we were gonna, we were gonna wear you down until, until you wanted to do the surgery, and you yeah. wanted to do whatever we wanted you to do, which the main thing is the surgery. I think when he said that, that was true. I, I think that was his plan. So I, I don't think he's lying about that. And I think, you know, various times in that episode, like when, when he talks to Juliet and says, uh, you know, why'd you show him my x-rays? And I yeah. feel like he's, he's more or less honest in that episode. I, I don't, I don't get the sense he's being, <sighs> being deceptive about that stuff. I definitely want to believe he's telling the truth. And it definitely came off the tr- as the truth for me. But whether or not it was the truth doesn't mean he de- he didn't re retool his plan. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, well, now that Jack knows about now that Jack knows I want him from the surgery, I have to do A, B, and C to get him to do whatever other thing I want him to do. Or you know what I mean? Like if there's some, I still like there, I feel like there could still be deception going on, even if he was telling the truth, and even if that was his original or part of it, at least part of his original plan, that there still can be other 
things going on that we don't know with Ben. So there could be. I mean, I think there are other things going on, but I feel like from from Ben's perspective, that's all he cares about. Okay, I I, I buy that because I have nothing else to go on. Um, so um, I'd be happy to be proved wrong. By the way, I just oh well. Stay tuned to episode seven and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway. Um, oh, I I want to talk about. I mean, we can't really deal with it all from this scene, but I definitely want to talk about Jack's thinking and his plan. Yes, I. Um. Yeah, I I want to. It's part of it. Part of what I think Jack's plan is is in this scene too. Uh, but yeah, we definitely need to talk about Jack's plan. There's a, there's a thing I want to talk about in just a second uh, about something with his plan. <laughs> okay, so let me just say, uh, in this scene, he's not going to do the surgery. He He pretty much says, screw you guys, I don't believe you, I don't trust you, I don't think you're going to do what you say, so I'm just going to let you die and not do it. That is definitely what it seems to be. Okay. Now you uh, you think he's, <laughs> he's not really saying I mean you don't think he believes that at that point? Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me Oh, first let, let's finish this scene real quick and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh I just want to say, you know, Jack Jack goes on and say, "Okay, you know, is is the room fully equipped? Does it have blah blah blah? Does it have blah blah blah?" And, you know, they say, "Yes, it's fully equipped." But I'm still wondering if that defibrillator machine is is still broken or not cuz you might need that. Uh, at some point, but, uh. I know, that's the thing. They're, they're, the others have everything they need until the plot needs them to not have something. <laughs> exactly. You guys got a clock, right? So I can call time of death? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, I just, I love this. This is, this is, this scene made me very excited about this episode because, you know, Ben goes, okay, whatever you need, you got it. I'm ready. And Jack goes, oh, I didn't say I was going to do it. I just want you to understand how you're going to die. Right. And I was like, oh, yes, Jack. Thank you very much for saying, like, I was like, nice, you know, big prayer of brass balls for Jack. And uh I really love that. But then I'm like, did he really mean that? Because, because, now this goes to the question about what was his plan all along? Did he really, did he trust Juliet from the beginning with, you know, her little Bob Dylan card thing you know that she did in the last episode mm-hmm. um and okay here's here's why i think jack was going to do the surgery even though he said he wasn't in this in this scene um um because juliet you know when when he says i'm not gonna do it screw you guys you think i trust you juliet goes jack you know she sort of barks at him and then jack says don't you know he sort of turns to her and points her or whatever and says don't and then they cut to Juliet, and she's got this look on her face, and she backs down immediately. Oh and, you know, she backs down immediately, which makes me think she understands that Jack has a plan, and she's not going to keep pestering him to do the surgery because she knows Jack is doing something very pur- purposeful here. So that's that's just one little nugget I want to put out there. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, whatever. But I thought that was a little weird. That exchange was a little bit weird. Uh, when When he says don't, to her specifically... And she backs down, you know, and so it has that look like, okay, well, he's telling me don't, and it's sort of one of those don'ts where, you know, he's he's not just telling her, he's he's sort of trying to, you know, uh, what's the word, telegraph it to her, you know. I um, felt like he was communicating to her that, um, yeah, I know about your plan, I'm not doing that either, I don't trust either one of you. Yeah, it could be that too, it definitely could be that too. Because, um, because you know, later he changes his mind, 
And I mean, what was the, what is the point of this? What, what does this accomplish that saying yes then wouldn't have? What is what now? What is, what is saying no and then saying yes accomplish that's just saying yes wouldn't have? He only, he only says yes after he sees Sawyer and, and, and Kay. Well, but you're saying, but you're saying he was, he was not, he was saying, he, ugh. I thought your point was he wanted to do it from the beginning. Yeah, that's why it doesn't really work. Okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I'm, like I said, I'm telling you why I think he wanted to do it in this scene. Like, like, well, okay, maybe I should just throw that away because it doesn't really work in the long term. And the, the overall thing of Jack and his plan, I think it doesn't work. I just thought the, when he told, when he told her don't, I just thought in my head that he really wanted to do it and he was telling her, hey, I've got, I've got a plan. I'm going to pretend like I'm not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But I guess that doesn't make any sense. So let's move on. I, so I guess what you're saying is when you look at this scene by itself, that's how you read it. That's how I read it when it's by itself. But in the long term, I think he wasn't going to do it. And then they convince him to do it through this whole deception thing uh, that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, but I love when, uh, yeah, I love when, when uh, the other great Jack line in this episode is when Ben goes, oh, that disappoints me, Jack. And Jack goes, well, at least you won't have to be disappointed for long. And then it goes, lost. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love that. That was very good. That was a very good, like, opening, sort of early scene. Um, yeah. And then it's sort of almost downhill from there. The teaser. Almost all downhill. Yeah. Okay. The next scene, uh, skipping over the Kate and Kevin scene, the next scene is Pickett uh, comes to take Kate for work and not Sawyer. Yeah, which is very strange to me. Yes. Um, Kate doesn't want to go without Sawyer, yet Sawyer is sort of okay with Kate going to work without him. Yeah. Which I thought was very strange because, you know, this is a very dire situation. You don't know what's going to happen. And it seems like, you know, not only is it sort of unfair for her, you know, being a woman especially, to have to go do manual labor, but he, you know, if he's not around, he's not going to know what happens to her. You know, so I thought it was really weird that he was sort of like, oh, well, if he wants to give me a day off, then fine, you go work. You know, that was that was a little out of character for him, I think. Um, but then I thought, why would Pickett want to give Sawyer the day off anyway? I agree. That's and it was, It's very puzzling to me. My only conclusion is that he was possibly going to kill Sawyer right then. But he's at the work site. I mean, he was he was taking Kate. If he, you know, if he's if somebody else came and took Kate and you saw him staying there with Sawyer, then I would say, yeah, probably. No, but, well, he I mean, they both left because Sawyer came too. But I mean, it was it's the idea that maybe, you know, if Kate would have gone by herself, Pickett could have stayed behind or he could have gone to the work site too and then later came back, you know, when Sawyer's by himself and then killed him then. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can come to the conclusion. Why would yeah. you want Sawyer by himself? Why would you want Sawyer? But then again, I guess the other side of that coin is that at the end, when Pickett was going to kill Sawyer, he wanted Kate to watch. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. I mean, I can't make any sense of that scene. I there's no, there's no, like, no point. What's the point of that scene then? Um, I don't, I don't see a point to the scene actually. I want to point out that one thing. Uh, when, when Kate says, you know, no, Sawyer, we're a team. You break the rocks. I haul them. Yeah. And, uh, no, Kate, it's the other way around. If you remember, she broke the rocks. 
hee-haw thing. Oh, wow. What? Oh, that's funny. You know, I thought it was funny because I think in the, in the when we actually see them working, they're both breaking rocks. Yeah, so they like, were. They were both can... breaking rocks. But yeah. in, in the one episode where we really saw them working, it was the other way around. Yeah, that's really... That's really weird. So I thought, you know, way to go, writers. You can't even remember, like, which... Or maybe she just... Maybe she said it back... Maybe it's not the writers... Don't blame the writers for everything. Maybe she just said it backwards and they didn't feel like, you know, no one caught it or they didn't feel the need to correct her. It would have taken, like... Okay. I think Well, you know, you have to do a whole... A whole nother shot, so... Whatever. Whole nother take. Anyway, um... They do. Don't... Sorry. Huh? Go ahead, sorry. Uh, okay, anyway, the next scene... Yeah, this scene was weird. I don't see any point for this scene. Me either. If it, if it wasn't to sort of communicate that, you know, Sawyer was maybe going to be killed then, or um, or maybe the whole idea is that they're a team and Kate Kate is really attached to him now, or, you know, sort of more than ever, I guess. Um, yeah, that's probably that's part the of point. it. Um, um, and I think you might be right that we're supposed to think that's what he was going to do. Um, I mean, I, I barely think that, but I've heard that in a, in a um, like in a, in a hostage situation, if one of them takes you alone to somewhere, you know, you, you should try to not let them do that because yeah, know, supposedly they're more likely to kill you in that case. So you know, <laughs> was this when you were in hostage negotiation school? Yeah, actually, uh, that was a strange year of my life that I want. I know, jeez. Because, God, if only uh, if only you could remember most of that year. If only you could remember. Uh, yeah, I really didn't help very much with my life goals, but uh, well, you know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's there's all these. <laughs> at least I got all these. <laughs> yeah, in the long term, that uh, that year didn't really help. But uh, <laughs> no, I um I on that on that topic, I a friend of mine is a uh, oh a special forces in the army, and he and they went. You know, part of their training is is hostage negotiation, and and what you do if you're you know captured by you know terrorists or whatever, and and uh that's some of the stuff you have to sort of know and you know another big thing is you're supposed to you know try to make friends with your captors as much as possible yeah uh get on the first name basis all that good stuff so um you heard it here first folks if you're ever captured uh don't let them take people of your party by themselves and uh try to be friends with the people who are uh making you work and break rocks um, right they're not doing no matter- so good on that one no, they're not. They're not doing so good. But it's Pickett. How can you make friends with that guy? Yeah, Pickett's a bit, uh, yeah. He's a bit he's a surly. stickler. He is the definition of surly. So, speaking of uh, surly, and by surly, I mean Desmond, Paolo, Nikki, Locke, and Saeed. Uh, <laughs> Together <laughs> they form surly. They form, yeah, no. Um, the next scene, Desmond, Paolo, Nikki, Locke, and Saeed are at Echo's grave. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm the Segway captain of the world. Sorry. I'm really good at my job. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all hanging out at Echo's grave, picking up directly from the end of the previous episode, The Cost of Living, right. because the cost of living is death, Echo. Well, you know, I always wonder about these dramatic endings. You know, what did he say, John? We're next. And then... Yeah. Okay, so, um... So it's very body. Yeah. He's like, what did he say? We're next. It's like, okay, cool. What are we going to do about this guy's body? (laughs) Yeah, it's just so weird how it's it's super dramatic and then it's like boring. I can, yeah. How do you juxtapose 
Like the intense drama and boredom? Well, Lost can tell you how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I can totally see Paulo saying that. Like, he's like, we're next. And Paulo goes, uh, we're going to do this guy's body. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like, yes, we've got a body, so let's deal with that. Uh, it's like, hey, there's a dead body. That's what you wanted, right? Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's just God. always just- he always wants to be somewhere else. He's such a weird guy. He is. Um, yeah, the, I got some stuff to talk about Paolo and Nikki later. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, we gotta point out, you know, in relation to last week's podcast, when, uh, uh, I think it's, uh, Nikki that asks, you know, what happened to Echo and Locke says, must have been an animal. Maybe yeah. one of the bears. Yeah. That's oh, his, geez. that really is his stock explanation. Yeah, he loves that. Maybe one of the bears. And that makes me think that, because here he's blatantly lying, that makes me think that when he said it to Echo, he didn't really mean it then either. Of course he didn't mean it. Of course he didn't mean it. I think, I think Locke isn't, you know, at this point, he's not really surprised about any of the strange goings on on the island. Um, so the fact that Yimmy's body was missing, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if Locke sort of has any clue about what happened, but, I don't really think he's, you know, it's not the kind of thing I think he's he would be worried about. So he just sort of, you know, wanted to say something to appease Echo. But he sort of knows in the back of his mind that, you know, this is a strange island. Who knows what happened to the body? You know, in the long run, it doesn't really matter. Especially, you know, Locke doesn't give a shit. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I think he was just he was just yapping. He was just saying something. Right. Uh, anyway, in this scene, Desmond, Paul, and Nikki, Locke, Saeed are at the grave. You know, they're sort of standing there. They've already buried the body. Uh, Locke finds Echo's cross again. <laughs> Um, and, uh, this time I guess decides to keep it. Um, I love the, you know, so anyway, there, Locke wants to go, uh, get the shovel. Oh, they haven't buried the body yet. I forgot. Um, because they, he's going to go get the shovel so they can dig the grave and Saeed wants to come. He's very forceful. Um, and, uh, you know, that whole thing when someone's like, oh, I'm going to go do this. And someone's like, I'm going to come with you. And it's like, oh, no, that's okay. You should do this. And he's like, no, I'm coming because you need this. Right. You know, like the same, like what happened with, um, first thing because of mine is, uh, Anna Lucia and, um, and what's his name? Uh, what was the other, uh, Goodwin? Goodwin, you know, Goodwin's like, oh, I'm going to go to the top of the cliff with the, with the radio. And she goes, oh, I'll come with you. He goes, Oh no, you should stay and help make camp. Oh no, you'll need, uh, I'll be back in Pilia time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely like, a stock scene. It's one of those things, it's one of those like, um, it's one of those, um, what do you call it? Um, I'm totally spacing out. It's one of those, uh, what do you call it? Give me the word, Justin. I have no idea what word you're looking for. It's one of those things. <laughs> Uh, where neither person wants to be sort of forceful, because at a certain point, somebody's going to look really weird saying, oh, no, I really want to go. Oh, no, you shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. You know, so everyone has to sort of downplay, you know, what they really want, uh, which is sort of weird. But anyway. And there's a word for that? Well, I mean, um, you know, what do you call it when two people talk? <laughs> That's the word I'm looking, like, trans something, like, uh. Conversation? Well, not the not that word, but whatever. It doesn't matter what word it is. Okay. Um, not it's not discourse. It's um, I don't know what we're looking for. Anyway, um, I thought it was really no, I thought it was really weird that um that Paulo and Nikki would which I like to call Paul Icky, 
because uh, I think their word, their names should be combined because they're the same person. Pollocky. Or 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 Nalo. I don't know. They're the same person at least right now, so I feel like they need one name for the both of them. Yeah. Uh, I find it really weird that they just sort of stay there. I mean, they didn't really know Echo. I mean, obviously, you know, we never saw any scenes with <laughs> Echo and uh, and Paula and Nikki because, of course, they just got on the show. But yeah, uh, I you mean, I guess with that church Echo. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we're supposed to believe that they that they knew him to a small degree. But uh, I just thought it was really weird. You know, this guy just died by these mysterious causes. Nobody asked what happened. I mean, obviously, Saeed asked Locke in the next scene, but no one of these guys say, oh, what happened? He's just sort of there one second and dead the next. They did no ask. One... I just I just said that. <laughs> Nikki asked. Oh, that's right. Oh, says, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Well, edit that part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she did say that. All right. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. got to be fair to picky... Yeah, is it picky? I thought you said it was picky. I said, I said Pollicky. Oh, Pollicky, sorry. Yeah, because I thought picky was too close to picket. Pocky? Pocky? No. Where's, <laughs> no. Alright, Pollicky. I don't okay. like that. Too long. I like picky. It is too long. I like, I like, uh, I don't remember. My point is, I thought it was weird that they were just going to hang out for the hour it was going to take Locke to go get the shovels and come back. They're just going to hang out with the dead body and sit there. Yeah, I wish we could have got some scenes from that side of the... Uh, yeah, theory. I mean, what are Paul, Paulo, Nikki, and like Desmond going to talk about? Yeah. Like, nothing. I mean, I guess Desmond and Paulo can talk about golf. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so anyway. Desmond, what was it like being in the hatch for three years? Yeah, and then Nikki's gonna be like, "What's a hatch?" Oh, oh, Nikki knows, <laughs> but Paula won't care. Paula won't care. Nikki's gonna be like, "Oh, I've got some insights that no one else thought about." Right. All right. So the next scene, Saeed and Locke are walking, and Saeed asks, "You know, so what killed Echo?" You know, I guess he's saying, "What really killed him?" Because that, because Locke gave that answer in the previous scene. Yeah. About the bear or whatever. Um, I really didn't catch that. Um. Locke tells him it was it was basically Smokey, although Locke doesn't have a word for him in his own vocabulary. Um, and Locke says maybe it was what brought us here, um, which was a weird thing. Um, do you think that the island and Smokey are one of the same? That is really irritating because Locke knows what brought them there. He was there when Desmond told him, you know. So, <laughs> well. Know. Yeah, but do you think that he believes it was really that simple? That that's all it was with this this sort of scientific explanation? I mean, I think he's he's trying to he's trying to pin it on a more mystical fate thing. I guess, but like he has he has a pretty good explanation. I mean, you have the readout, you have the fact that it's a magnet, you have the timing perfect. I mean, it, it, for him well, to sort of still believe something else, I think is really it's it's going beyond. It's going beyond, um, you know, uh, faith or something into just irrationality. Well, do you think that maybe he's talking more about and in, in sort of not specifically what brought them there? Like, obviously, they crashed because of the 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 um, the magnetism. But maybe he's saying that they were sort of all led there in a more general sense. Okay. That that was that was more than just the plane crashing. It was it, you know there was there was a lot leading up to everyone getting on the plane and all this other stuff. And then 
what's transpired on the island. So I'm, I'm hoping he, he that's what he means, just sort of more in a bigger sense, like what brought them there. Yeah, not not yeah. literally what yeah, brought them because, there. Yeah, but... because I think he really wants, you know, he he's supposedly back on the, his, his path that he was on in season one, right? I mean, he, at least he thinks he is. Ostensibly, yes. And so I think he wants to believe there's some big governing force that, that, that wanted them here, you know, the same force that gave him his legs, the use of his legs back, you yeah. know, wanted him here. So I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, he sort of knows why they crashed, but he, I think he's saying, I think he feels like, you know, the reason, the reason for them, the reason for the magnetism, there's something behind that too, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess that's, that's sort of what I think he means. But, but my question, do you think that Smokey and the island are, 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 are the same? Is, is the, is Smokey sort of the physical manifestation of like the island? I guess I asked this last week. Yeah, I don't think so, but I think Locke thinks so. Yeah, I feel like, I, I don't want to think so, but I feel like it sort of has to be. I mean, do you think the island has its own will and consciousness unto itself? Yes. Okay, but you don't think that has anything to do with Smokey? No. Okay. Do For you now. think that, okay, I agree, I mean, what's weird is that there would be, that, that there would be two distinct, you know, sort of magical, mystical like entities yeah you're right that that's what's pulling me in the direction of they're the same but yeah then when i think about what they've done separately mm-hmm. it seems like the island wants something different than than what Smokey wants yeah you know it seems like the island is leading people to certain things whereas Smokey seems to just sort of judge people well i i feel like maybe maybe the the catch here is that the i, I mean if they like the, and with the conceit that they are the same is that the things that we've seen that we sort of attribute to the island is, is really smoky, but it's basically like, you know, smoky, smoky, you know, leads you to certain things, blah, 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 leads you to whatever big realization you need to have. And then once you've had that or didn't have it, that's when you actually see smoky or, or come in contact with it and it actually judges you, you know? So the difference here is that, you know, when it's leading you, whatever, you don't necessarily see it or, you know, we haven't really seen it. You know, maybe it's just doing the, the, you know, inducing these dreams and all that stuff. But when it's actually going to judge you, you know, it's obviously the form of Smokey. So that's that's how I can, you know, put together that they are the same, you know, is that Smokey is the thing that is leading people to, to whatever it wants them to do. But uh, but when it comes time to judge them, that's when it actually appears. Because that's when it's going to bash you against trees. Okay. Yeah, you might you might be right. You might be yeah, right. it's just you know, like I was saying, it's just a little hard to believe that there would be two distinct entities. Yeah. That that was always my problem with two groups of others. It just seemed like too much. Oh, I, it was just enough. I couldn't I couldn't buy you know they're two secretive, all seemingly supernatural groups doing different things. Like that just seemed too no. ridiculous to me. And I guess I feel the same way about that. But at the same time, I don't want to believe that they're the same. So. Uh, so I'm kind of pulled in both directions. I think your your theory is plausible. Um. Okay. Cool. The next uh, little part, Locke says, I believe Echo died for a reason, and of course, the big question is, what reason would that be? Um, I believe that. Uh, I mean, maybe you can you can chime in here. Obviously, um, from what I remember on the official podcast with Carlton and Damon, um, spoiler, they were maybe. No, I don't think so. So this well, this was talking about Echo and his death. I mean, that's not a spoiler because it happened already. Okay. 
I was I'm talking basically I'm trying to say what was the reason for Echo's death, and I believe they they said basically it was because he chose not to confess, right? Uh, yeah, is that what they said? I don't remember. Do you remember? No. Okay. Anyway, I mean, what could there be another reason that he died? Because you know, other than the fact that he, you know, he sort of didn't confess. He I didn't... mean, I mean, that's. It was clear to me that that was the. It's like it's like with the plane, you know. It's clear that the reason that Echo was killed is because he didn't confess. Just like it's clear to me that the reason the plane crashed is because they didn't, you know, Desmond didn't press the button. But, but I feel like. I feel like the reason he died should be more sort of global than that. Yeah, exactly. It's not not that he didn't confess, not that he specifically didn't, you know, confess, but that he didn't own up to his his transgressions or he didn't, you know, want to take blame for that. I mean, I guess that's the ne- that's the other thing that that leads to. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's more it's more universal or or something. It's it's not so specific as well. He didn't confess, and that's it. That's the reason he died. Even though it is, but you know, I feel I mean, like if it, he if he would have confessed, if he would have said, "Yimmy, I'm so sorry. You know, there's been so many bad things in my life. I've done a lot of bad things, and even though you know, I don't think you know, I had a choice or whatever. I I still am sorry for them." Do you think Smokey would have let him go? I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because if not, then it's just fucking around, you know? If it's just <laughs> going to kill him anyway, like, shut up with all the confess. Like, shut up. Just kill him if that's all you're going to do. I think it really did want him to confess. And and if he had, then it would have let him go. That's weird. That's weird. Now, why do why do you think Smokey, like, for instance, with the pilot, like, it just sort of killed the pilot outright? I mean, part of me wants to believe that just because it was, it was in the you know first episode. Yeah, that, really that's. I think that it's problematic, but I I would say yeah, it's they basically. I would say at that time, they hadn't fleshed out everything about it, and so in that in that first episode, you know, and not only that, you know, the pilot was basically the replacement for Jack because originally yeah. Jack was going to die during that time. So I don't, yeah. I don't think they I don't think they put enough thought into the future when they, you know, it's just like we need we need this yeah. pilot to die to sort of add drama and to so, so I just I don't think I don't think we can really factor that into what we know about the monster. I guess the next part of my question would be do you think everyone uh gets to be judged or do you think uh that that Echo and potentially Locke since he's next um, are are special for some reason that that they that even though they might have done or might be bad people or might have done bad things that they 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 have this um that they get the ability to sort of confess or, or you know make amends for their their uh, past or do you think or do you think Smokey would would do that for anybody? It seems like it's specifically interested in certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it first ran into Echo, I, I feel like this is cost of living material. When when it first ran into Echo in the the 23rd Psalm, you know, Charlie was with him, but he was up in a tree. I mean, it doesn't seem like Smokey would be foiled by the fact that he was in a tree. It seems like he could have easily gone up to Charlie as well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. So I get the sense that it's, it's particularly interested in Echo and in Locke. Um... More so than anybody else. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I don't think that Smokey, like, necessarily didn't see Charlie in the tree, but like I said, 
on that on that episode in the podcast for that episode, I uh I, I do think the fact that Charlie wasn't close to Echo was the reason Smokey showed himself. Um because it was sort of lurking in the background, you know, and all that whole time. Yeah. And then when then when Charlie's out of the picture it comes up to him. One of the things Carlton and Damon did say, you know, because someone asked, you know, that, you know, about Yimmy, was Yimmy the smoke monster and and all the other apparitions that we see in, in, in the previous episode of The Cost of Living you know, they basically said that Smokey was able to uh, take those forms because it read Echo's mind and, and drew images from his memory. Uh, so they basically said that in in their uh, official podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's basically what we had already inferred, but we have proof that that's what happened and, and, and that Smokey has that ability to read people's minds and take shapes from, uh, you know, people from their past. Right. Cool. The next scene uh, is Kate and Sawyer working, and we get the fabulous breach of the compound. Um, oh, boy. Which, which I, I want to say, what you know, I'm always wondering what the plausibility is on the little things. So when, when the little lady comes on the speaker, the little seemingly automated voice, compound breach, compound breach. Yeah. Um, is that plausible? That they would have, like, a, a, a recording of that, that Dharma, you know, when they had this facility, would have a recording of that. Like, that they would that they would be concerned, in, especially where the island is located, about the breach of a compound. And why would it say compound, anyway? That's a very specific word. Oh, boy. Don't get hung up on specific words. I know. I'm a writer. I do that. I feel like it, you know, would have said, like, facility breached or, like, you know... Um, intruder alert. I don't know. Maybe that's too Star Trek. But, um, anyway, I just thought that was weird that they had a recording. I get, I mean, obviously, I don't really think it matters because they, it's, it's just for the show. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to point out that if you remember in the, in the premiere when Carl escaped, uh, it, uh, the voice said, uh, something like, Oh, it said like subject escaped. Subject or escaped. Yeah. Um, see, I would, I would buy that. I would definitely buy that. Which I just, well, okay, I know, but I just wanted to point out that when Kate gets out and when she breaks Sawyer's thing, like it doesn't say anything. So, oh, of course not, because Ben turned it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you do you think Ben is not watching them, or someone's not watching them the whole time? Are you saying so? You think that the reason it came on is because Ben was watching and he just sort of triggered it? No, I think the reason, I think the reason, you mean, oh, when Carl escaped? Yeah. No, not necessarily. Um, I mean, maybe. I just, I, I, I sort of want to believe that it's, it's sort of kind of always on. Like, that's sort of the default that when, you know, the cages are open, it's always on. Okay. You know, and it, it comes off. But the fact that Ben, you know, as we'll talk about very soon, Ben sort of wanted <laughs> what, to, you know, that to take place, what happened with Kate and Sawyer. Okay. So, so you think he, he just didn't... turned it off? Yeah, yeah. All right, that's plausible. All I right. think it's I think it's a culmination of he turned it off and the writers didn't put it in there. You know, like, yeah, it would have sort of ruined everything. But it's at least it's at least reasonable that he could have turned it off. So. Definitely, definitely. So never mind. I thought I had a great plot hole, but uh, <laughs> didn't quite work out. Well, so with regard to the compound breach. Uh, no, I real. I don't know. I, it depends on what Dharma was doing and what was going on. Um, you know, I always had this theory about 
always had. I did not always have this theory. I, uh, <laughs> Ever since you were a little boy, you had a theory about <laughs> Dharma. Oh, for, for a while there, which I'm, I'm starting to lose any, you know, Aww. any hope or whatever about this theory. But I had this theory about the others being sort of defecting and going to war with Dharma and, uh, uh, and so if that were happening, you know, I could see them having some sort of alarm for, you know, when some unknown party, I don't know how it would work though. I mean, that's very, that's confusing. the thing. What, what is the, how does this thing actually work? There, is it like motion sensor? There's so many people around. It's how can it discern, you know, people who are supposed to be there from someone who's not, you know, it yeah. seems, seems a little too, uh, advanced for 1970s slash 80s technology. <laughs> Uh, so hey, dude, they had eight track players back then. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm gonna come down on the side of mere contrivance for that. I agree. I agree because that you know having that you know uh, intruder uh, what did it say compound breach thing was at, helped the drama a lot in that you know I was like oh no what's going on oh no yeah. yeah. So exactly, and I'd like to point out immediately when it comes on, Pickett says, "Where is she?" Yeah, and I'm like. Whoa! Why, why does he immediately say that as soon as the compound breach thing comes on? Well, I thought that um, I thought it was because someone on the radio told him who it was. Oh, really? And that's why. Yeah, yeah. That's the sense I got from how it happened. Because the I compound thought he hadn't breach... even talked on the radio. I thought he said it to the radio immediately, as if huh. you know, compound breach. Oh, where is she? <laughs> Like it must be Alex, I guess. It must be Alex. Yeah, that's not that's not the sense I got from it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, you know, the first first shot of Pickett after the compound breach, uh, he he sort of says to the mic, "Where is she?" I just assumed someone radioed and said Alex is here, but we don't actually see evidence of that. So uh, take it as you will. I think it's really weird that he just knows it's Alex, though. So I'd like to believe that someone radioed to him. Capron Breeds, it's Alex, and that's why he comes back. Where is she? That makes a lot more sense. Um, anyway. Um, so, before Alex comes in real quick, there's a couple of little things I want to mention. I want to ask, why are they burning stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty weird. They're, like, burning sticks, and I don't, I mean, it makes them look really busy, <laughs> and it makes the the work look really hard and hot. Yeah. But um, I just didn't understand what what they were doing, and um, I know you took a geology class. Do you know what kind of rocks they're breaking by any chance? <laughs> Can you identify the type by of rocks? Looking, uh, no. Oh damn. No, and yeah. I also, I mean, I think they're prop rocks. So I, I mean, I can't even. I have no idea. They're probably cheap rocks. Is is prop rocks the scientific name for some type of island rock? Or yes. Something? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No, I have no um, clue what kind of rocks they are. I'm just, I'm just still baffled by why they have to like. I know we talked about this when Jennifer was on the podcast. Uh, I'm just confused on why they have to break so many rocks to like. I mean, it isn't even. You know, I thought what they were doing was sort of like digging out the foundation of whatever they're building. But it doesn't really look like they're, like, digging up anything. It looks like they're just breaking rocks and burning sticks. Yeah, breaking rocks and then moving them from one location to another location. Yeah. And, hey, whatever it is, it's big. It's Whatever big. we're building. I'm like, okay, Kate. See, and that's one of those lines where if she said, you know, I just have to believe it. 
Yeah, Even you're though, right. It's the kind of thing where the writers are giving us a little bit of information. Yeah. Even though, like, what we're looking at, I agree. The bonfires really perplexed me. Like, we're just we're just gonna have a big fire in the middle of this construction yeah. job. I mean, I've never... I think there were. I think there were a couple fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were. Uh, the, yeah. I, I, but I just I don't not. I mean, I don't. I'm no expert on construction, <laughs> but. Uh, mm. I can't think of any reason why they would just build fires in the middle of a construction site. It doesn't and to, seem... And burning, yeah, and burning, like, sticks. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing they can burn is sticks. I mean, they're not burning rocks. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, that's a little useless. Yeah. But, uh, unless they just need hot rocks for something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe they're building, like, a, um... Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. Um, anyway... The 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 breach the compound breach signal goes off and Pickett says where is she did the doctor get out again and then Pickett goes does he know and I'm assuming he is Ben yeah uh so she's asking does Ben know I guess that Alex is around and then Alex barges in Bart Simpson style <laughs> with her slingshot and you know when I first watched it it was really really engaging and then I watched the episode again and it's just really funny yeah like she's just like. Hey, you, I'm going to get you with my slingshot. Watch out, bitches. Alex is coming through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's like a five-year-old kid, you know, playing like cops and robbers or something. Bang, 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 got bang. You. You're dead, bad man. And then, and then like she hits the first guy with the rock like in the back. And then, that okay, that's not going to knock him out, getting hit in the back. <laughs> and then she hits the other guy like in the middle of the forehead. But, you know, like, is that is that really going to knock him out or just give him a headache, you know? <laughs> And, uh, it was really, I mean, what other weapon could she really have, you know, like non-lethal? I mean, it'd be cool if somehow she got some of the tasers. Yeah. Uh, or stun guns, rather, but, um, it, it just was really, it just was really weird. It, it came off very strangely. <laughs> like, here's, uh, I like to call it ass-kicking Alex, you know, like some sort of action figure. <laughs> you know, there's a secret-telling Alex, and there's, uh, where is Carl... Where is Carl, Alex? And then there's ass kicking Alex, complete then, with sli- complete with slingshot and dirty fingers. Don't forget my favorite. They're gonna take the baby out of you and kill you, Alex. That's a good Alex too. That's a good Alex. They're all very, they're all collectors' items. You so know, I'm they- gonna help you escape, but just leave you here, Alex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's the uh, I'm mad because you look better in my dress, Alex. <laughs> You know, it's really weird. You know, they have those lost action figures, so they can definitely do a whole line of those. Oh, yeah. That'd be really good. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. We should get some uh, credit from the proceeds of those sales. I agree. Uh, we came up with those. And we can use it to fund terrorism. Have you have you seen... <laughs> what a weird thing to joke about. Um... <laughs> Because I feel like I feel like you're implying the sale of action figures uh, funds terrorism. Well, <laughs> um, I do want to. Have you seen those lost action figures? I, I saw this one. Like I don't know if it's a set you can buy, but it's got Locke and Hurley and uh, and Jack, right? Yeah. And it and there's a and there's a there's a little hatch, a little version of a hatch. Yeah, and yeah. It's basically when they're like about to blow up in the hatch scene. Oh, is and, it? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a mock-up of that scene, and they've got this little like sort of backdrop that stands up that has sort of like a picture of the island, I guess, you know, the trees or whatever. 
But yeah, it's got the characters and a little a little island uh, maca. I'm not sorry, a little hatch maca, and uh, it's really sort of realistic looking. But I'm like, who wants that? Who's gonna have that sitting in their house and be like, yeah, this is my like my you know thing. I don't know, that was weird. Yeah, I guess somebody wants it. Yeah, somebody wants it. Or maybe no one wants it. That's why they can't sell them. Oh. So, anyway, Alex comes and she, you know, she wants to, to, I guess she's trying to rescue um, Kate and, I guess that's what she's doing. I mean, she seems to be trying to rescue Kate and Sawyer. My question is, where does she think they're going to go? She knows that they're on this Alcatraz-like island. Um, and I, I think I, she's not just trying to rescue them, but also to find out about Carl. Is that really the best way? No, but I think that's what okay. she's trying to do. I think, I think, I don't know, if, but do, I mean, do you think, obviously that's what she, she asked in that question, but do you think she was, she was planning to do that? She was planning to do this sort of heist and then in the middle ask him about where Carl was? Yeah. I mean, I feel like basically, <laughs> you weren't supposed to say yes at that point. Um, I feel like what happened was she came in trying to rescue them. I mean, they didn't even like get going. They were like, who's this little kid? We're not following her anywhere. Yeah. And basically, she got stopped because, you know, Pickett had a gun. And I think that's when she decided to ask because she sort of knew that the game was up. I mean, and I feel like that was sort of really, you know, I, I guess to a certain extent, that's really what she wants. She, I mean, that's what she cares about the most. But um, I did think she was trying to rescue them, I guess. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you I, think agree, she, I agree that she wanted to do that, too. Do you think she has access to a boat? I don't know how she got over there. I mean, that's what he says. How did she get over here? And I don't think she can have access to the submarine, right? I mean, I feel like they would hopefully keep that guarded. I don't know how she could have access to the boat. Well, to some sort of boat. Oh, to a boat. Yeah. Not not the boat. Um, uh, Yeah, maybe. I guess. I, I have no idea. No, and I, I love um, I love when Pickett says, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" Because it's like we said, it's so absurd. It is, <laughs> and I love that line because it's like, "Yeah, what do you think you're doing?" Like, come on. And I, and and she, you know, he has a gun on her. She goes, "What are you gonna shoot me, Daddy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's not gonna shoot her." Like, no, come on. He's not. He's not. But you know, what do you do? And then she goes, "I want to talk to Ben," which was a very interesting line. Yeah. Um. And so I guess I wanted to talk about the whole Alex and Carl and Kate and Sawyer thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's some parallels they're trying to draw with that, you know. Obviously, when she says, they're going to kill your boyfriend like they killed mine. Right. And uh, and like we said, when we first saw Carl, we, you know, we sort of assumed there was some sort of relationship to he and Alex. Um, So obviously, this is confirming it. Pretty much. You know, know, but I think it's odd that... She she asks um, Pickett where he is. Yes, which means he's not at O Town because, right? Because she would know that. I would think and, so. And he's and he's not on the mini island because presumably she's you know been there this whole this you know for the last couple of days searching for him and hasn't found him and you know and she, I think to the to a large extent she would know any place they might keep him. I think he, she knew he, sort of, he was in that cage at one point because she yeah. makes reference to that um, when she says, you know, Blah wasn't even supposed to be in that cage. 
Yeah. Um, whoever she means, she she knew that he was supposed to be in there at one point. Exactly. Um, or or that he was in there at one point. Um, but the thing, but the thing I wanted to point out about it that's weird is she asked where is he, and then five seconds later she says they killed him. So does she mean like where is the body? Or, uh, no, I think she. I think it's one of those things where where she's like she maybe just wants to hear that he's dead. She sort of by now maybe assumes that he's dead. I mean, she just sorry. she just wants to she just wants to say pick it. Where is he? Where is he? And she wants to she wants confirmation that he's dead. If if that was she if that's what she really believes. I, or I, maybe oh sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say maybe she's just saying that though. Maybe she's just saying they're gonna kill you like they killed. Uh, uh, at Carl, because really, you know, like I was, I was trying to draw some parallels between between the whole thing with Alex and Carl and, and Kate and Sawyer, and they seem to be really interested in, in in Sawyer and Kate's relationship and all this whole thing about do you love him and all that stuff. So I don't know if they did a similar thing to Alex and Carl, or maybe to just Carl and sort of made him work and kept him in the. I don't know what's going on there, but my point is. She says they're gonna kill your boyfriend like they kill mine, but they're not they're not killing they're not trying to kill Sawyer for any other reason than Pickett wants Sawyer dead, yeah. right? Now maybe because I'm flip flopping all over the place here, because I do want to say that, you know, they, they, they did tell, you know, Kate, you know, the, the next two weeks are gonna be really you know, the worst two weeks of your life or whatever, something like that. Mm. So and, and I and I, I want it to rationalize that the fact that Ben specifically and then, you know, the others in general don't care that Pickett wants Sawyer dead was because they were going to kill him anyway at some point. Um, because I think it's because I think if Ben wanted Sawyer alive, he would have obviously have a problem with Pickett trying to kill him and was about to kill him. I agree. So if, I think so I want to go. I'll just pinpoint my my uh, thoughts here and say I, I want to believe that they were going to kill Sawyer anyway. For whatever reason, we don't know yet, but they were going to kill him at some point. And that's why Ben didn't really didn't really care, you know. I think at one point Ben says, you know, he's gonna tell Picky he's gonna have to wait to yep. kill him, you know, because I need him in the interim. But um, all right, that's I think I think I made one or two points there. I just wanted to say that it, it sort of reminded me of when Michael was in the the others fake camp uh, many episodes ago. Stamp, please. Stamp, sorry. And, uh, you know, he's talking to Miss Clue and he says, I don't even think my son's alive. You know, and then she says, he is alive. <laughs> he's standing outside right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I get the sense it's like that, where she hasn't seen him and she just assumes he's dead, but he's not necessarily dead. Yeah. Because um, I don't see, I mean, obviously the reason that they kill Carl is not the reason that they're going to kill Sawyer. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't think he shot one of the others or something. I, I don't. I don't buy that. Um, oh, you mean the reason they killed Sawyer is not the reason that they killed Carl? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, yes, definitely. If they killed Carl. Um, Although it, I would, I could buy that Carl did something similar to upset the balance of their whatever. Really? Like what? You think he? Okay. No, I mean maybe on accident or whatever. I mean, I feel like I feel like he was in that cell for a reason. You know, oh, I agree he, he was there for a reason, but I, I mean, I don't know. Well, as Jennifer said on the on the uh, on the comment section of the of the site, you know, if they actually killed Carl, it sort of calls into question their moral values. 
And uh, I sort of just wanted to say that I think pretty much everything they've done calls into question their moral values. I agree. You know, I mean, killing anyone, I mean, even one of their own, Carl, you know, or whatever, but um, they've done pretty much, pretty much everything they've done calls into question, you know, their moral values. So yeah. It's, re- it's really weird. I don't know what's going on with um, with this whole thing with Alex. Um, I, I don't necessarily think Carl is dead. Uh, I do want to find out what he did or why he was there. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's really weird. Maybe, maybe the whole thing with Alex is just a, this is just a contrived scene to, uh, to get some of the, the sort of foreshadowing and drama with, with, you know, the fact that Sawyer almost died later, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's part of that, the reason for this scene. Um, Uh, And it gives her the chance to say, you know... Whatever they say, don't believe them. And, you know, Again, I just yeah. wanted to yell at Alex, like, we haven't believed the others for a long time. We know they lie. We don't need to be told again. Yeah. There's there's nothing surprising about them lying to people at this point. Yeah. But hasn't she said that before? Didn't, did she tell us that before? Uh, I think Walt said it. I don't remember her saying it. Oh, okay. Because I think it is important to have that line come from her, or because she's sort of one of them, you know, or sort of defecting one of them. But, uh, yeah, I know you mean in terms, yeah, we definitely don't trust that. Yeah, and last week, you know, Juliet Ben is a liar. You know, I think think it's clear that the others don't always tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. so I don't know. It just seems sort of pointless to, but whatever. I mean, I guess it's dramatic, and that's that's the point. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with Alex. Um, I'm hoping that somehow the the Carl subplot gets uh, gets some time and has some interesting component uh, about the others. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like to think that the Carl subplot is going to become important. Uh, like, wh- when we find out what happened with that, it's going to be really relevant somehow. It seems like that's something the writers would do, but I don't know how that could be, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next scene, um, I believe, is uh, Sawyer and Kate uh, still working, and Juliet comes. Um, she, she, she comes to talk to Pickett to basically tell Pickett that, um, Ben wants Kate to go help convince Jack to do the surgery. Um, I believe there's a transcript out there somewhere of what, uh, Juliet tells Pickett because you can hear most of it, um, which is really interesting, but I wrote most of it down. Yeah. Um, he goes, uh, I don't understand. It's supposed to be two weeks. And she says something to the effect of, our schedule has been bumped up. And he goes, it's stupid. And then she says, it's not my call. That's the way it is. And as she walks away, he sort of begrudgingly says, all right. Um, so my question is, what is supposed to be two weeks? Um, oh. The length of time that they were going to pretend, going to make them work specifically or, um, or the surgery was supposed to be in two weeks from when they oh. captured them or. What are you owing about? See, I thought, when I heard those lines, I didn't write them down, but when I heard those lines, I thought she was talking about the construction project, mm-hmm. that they had moved the schedule up and they were going to have to, you know, speed it up. But now that I think about it, you know, that's what uh, Ben says to Kate, you know, the next two weeks are going to be unpleasant. Yeah. And so, you know, it's Ben's orders now to move it up. And so I get the sense that that's what it means, that, that she's referring to um, speeding up the plan of 
you know, getting Jack to operate on Sawyer. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ben. Yeah. Uh, uh, cause that, I get the sense that was, that's been the plan. And so, you know, he had some two week plan for making it work and now he had to move it up because of, you know, events that were out of his control. Do you, yeah, I agree. I mean, do you really think is two weeks enough time to break someone's spirit? <laughs> I mean, yes. the, the last time I broke someone's spirit, it took a good six months straight. <laughs> oh God. That's, and it was every really, day, all day. That's really scary. Well, it happens. Sometimes you got to do it. Um, yeah, no, I think that's what they're talking about. I mean, the whole construction thing, I mean, I can see why you thought that, but like, my, that, that brings to mind, like, what could they really build in two weeks from scratch? Like, um, with, 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 you know, pickaxes and like shovels. <laughs> you know, like, what know, could they really build in two weeks? Here's what I think about that is, you know, if, let's say they are building something, I mean, there's uh-huh. two ways to go. Obviously, they're building something or it's busy work. They're not yeah. building anything. If yeah. they if they're building something, then I would say they don't want to show us what it is in any way. So they have them doing something that looks like work, but we don't actually get to see, you know, anything that might indicate what it is. You mean the writers don't want us to see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the writers don't want us to see what if they're planning to make it something. And Kate's line about whatever it is is something big, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me think, you know, why would she really think that, you know, based on what we've seen, it seems silly. So I have to, con- I, I'm going to conclude for now that they are building something and that they just haven't shown us because they don't want to show us what it is. Okay. No, I'll definitely buy that. But uh, I mean, uh, I guess one part of that is that, you know, if, if they are building something, then what could Sawyer and Kate really contribute to the building process? You know, it's not like they can necessarily put up drywall and, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever else you would really do for a building. Um, God, I hope they don't have drywall on that island, but they seem, to, they seem like they can get anything they need. Anything but what they can't get. Which... Anything but what they can't get, which is, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I guess at some point we should, we should start hypothesizing what could they be building, because I do think they're building something, because uh, I do agree why would Kate say, uh, why would the writers have her say it's big unless they are trying to telegraph something to us? Yeah. Um, and my, I got, my other question from this scene is, um, uh, because, uh, yeah, Juliet comes up and basically tells Kate, hey, you know what? Uh, the guy who's staring a hole in that back, uh, he's going to kill Sawyer. And you can save him if you convince Jack, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are they only killing Sawyer? I guess here, I just want to ask your opinion. Are they only killing yeah. Sawyer because... Because Pickett wants him dead because of Colleen. Or See, do you think they had a plan all along? That's that's what I don't understand about this. Like, this this is really perplexing to me. You know, yeah, she says that, you know. So, so what we're led to believe is if Kate had talked Jack into doing the surgery, which she fails to do, of then, course. then, you know, then Pickett wouldn't kill Sawyer. But the weird thing is, as soon as the surgery starts, Pickett goes to kill Sawyer. Yeah. So it really doesn't seem like even if Kate had convinced him that he wouldn't have done it. I well, I think that I think the point there is that even though Ben, you know, or Juliet or whoever would have would have said, okay, Sawyer can go free, you know, I feel like Pickett would have killed him anyway because it seemed like, you know, you're right. It seems like right when right when Ben goes under the knife and sort of isn't, you know, in, under anesthesia, 
that's when Pickett says, okay, now now I'm going to go do what I want to do regardless of who, because you know, no one can stop him, you know, at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the point of that. So I agree that even if Kate convinced him, Pickett, I think, would have still killed him. Yeah. Um, Because he's so hell-bent on k- getting revenge for something Sun did. Yeah, I know. God, man. It's so it's, it's weird. Very, it's very weird. And... and that's, you know, what's really interesting is that, um, and, I, and I don't know if Colleen, you know, called this or not, but it's really interesting how, you know, Ben and, and I think Juliet, you know, we're, we're always saying, you know, don't think of us as, you know, against you. You know, we don't, we don't, we're, we don't, we're not your enemies, basically. Yeah. You know, they were saying that, you know, this whole others thing, we're not, you know, against These people you. who you think are your enemies. Yeah, exactly. And and that's exactly the way Pickett takes it. Pickett believes that the Losties are their enemies, you know, yeah. he's like, Ben just let, you know, let, you know, one of them do the surgery, blah, 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 you know. Right. And I don't, I don't know if he's thinking that, you know, because Colleen said, hey, you know, if you shoot me, you know, I we will become enemies, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, she sort of foreshadowed that with that line. I agree, but the thing that bothers me about that is they've already killed others, you know. They killed Ethan, they killed Goodwin, and, and, and Sawyer shot another in the season two finale. I mean, I don't buy that, oh, yeah. they're, oh, they're enemies now, like. Well, but those people weren't as pretty as Colleen. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, um, yeah, they, they have, they have, but, uh. So I don't point, buy that, ooh, uh, you know, as soon as Sun shot her, that's, they turned a corner and now they're enemies. Well, my point is the fact how, how it doesn't seem like, at least from what they say, you know, Ben and Juliet consider them, you know, them enemies, obviously they'll consider them enemies, but they don't consider them, you know, as sort of opposite them, opposing them, but Pickett seems to definitely think that. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting, you know, like, oh, it's those people and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next scene, skipping over the Kate flashback scene, uh, Kate is taken to see Jack. Right. And this is when, you know, they catch up. This is the first time they've seen each other since they were on the dock. Yeah. Um, and so it's very, um, it was really weird watching this scene because I didn't know, I did I wanted to, I was very interested to see how they were going to react to seeing each other for the first time. Yeah. You know, I, did, I didn't know if they were, if Kate was going to like run to the glass or, you know, but it was really interesting. They just sort of casually and sort of, it seemed like they were trying to hold in their feelings. And, uh, and I do want to say that like this, this, you know, you know, everything that's happened on the island, this has to be the most traumatic experience ever. For these guys, you know, to be sort of captive and, and sort of tortured, you know, some of them. Yeah. Uh, it's just really, 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 like, intense stuff that's going on, you yeah. know, to be to be cap- captured like that. I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, have Smokey living in your backyard or, you know, all the other crazy stuff. But, like, to, to be in this, like, situation that they're in, I think, is really intense. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, I just wanted to bring – I mean, obviously, that's obvious, but – uh, anyway, they're talking, and then we get the line, you know, they're making us work on something, whatever it is, it's big, you know, and she's about to explain more, if I'm not mistaken, about what's going on. Oh, he, like, no, did Jack... Yeah, did Jack was like... Again? Jack. Oh, I think Jack says he stops her to ask if they hurt her, and then, and then she, like, doesn't say anything, she gets this weird look on her face, which makes me think they did hurt her, uh, yeah. because remember there was a theory that she got hurt when um mm-hmm. when she first came to the 
to the little mini island and she's on the beach, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and, oh, I do, can I ask, do you think that when she was on that beach with, uh, with Ben, you know, having a little breakfast, do, do you think that she should have noticed that she wasn't on her main island at that point? <laughs> I mean, do you, I'm just wondering, like, if you, if you were on the beach of that island, which is fairly small, uh, do you think you could have just looked at the coastline and realized that it's not your island? Like, not that it's not your island, but that it's small? Uh, in that situation, I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't notice. You wouldn't be surprised? Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I think uh, if she, yeah, in a different situation, she can <laughs> notice, but. She's like, hey, wait a minute. I'm not eating, I'm not eating these eggs because we're not on my island. <laughs> yeah, I buy that. Yeah. Um, anyway, he asked if she was hurt. And so there was, there was some theory going on that, you know, once she came back after having the handcuffs put on her, you know, there was a lot of bruising around where she had the handcuffs on. And did they like, you know, I don't know, jostle the handcuffs really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they would have done. Come but... on, Kate. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. We know. Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I, I, at first I thought that maybe she, they did hurt her in some scene we didn't see, but then she talks about Sawyer. So, yeah, I'm assuming, I don't, I don't I'm assuming think... all that look was about Sawyer. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Mainly because of the, what Henry said during that, Ben said during that, um, that breakfast, you know, I want to bring you here to give you something to hold on to and give you a nice breakfast and, you know, it just doesn't, I don't see that going into, you know, okay, now we're going to hurt you. Like, it just, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just, I agree. I agree. It just seems ridiculous to, to um, segue it's, it's into really, that. It's really weird how you know it's it's been at least a week, right, or almost a week that they've been captured, right? Okay, like I said earlier, I'm gonna say uh, no more than five days. No more than five days. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's almost a week. Um. I just think it's really interesting how, you know, he says they're going to be really, these two weeks are going to be really hard. And so far, it's just been like breaking rocks and stuff. Is that really, I mean, is that manual labor supposed to be what she's really got to hold to a good memory for? Maybe. Or I mean, it, it just, does suck. It sucks. But I mean, or maybe it's just everything in general. Or maybe the, the worst is is yet to come or was yet to come. Yeah. Before I mean, Jack I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm sure, I, I, you know, I'd be pretty miserable. I mean... It's, it's It seems like it's not that bad, but, I mean, if I were actually there having to, like, break rocks in a dress and, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, basically slave labor at that point because, you know, you're held captive. You're not, you know, free to do anything. You're kept in a cage. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a crappy situation, even though it's the, it's not as bad as it seems like what he meant at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but Henry's good. Ben is good. God, I keep calling him Henry. Uh, Ben is good at, I think, exaggerating sometimes. So, uh, so I, yeah. I'm, you know, I think maybe it sounded cool to have him say that, but they weren't going to have a few weeks of them being tortured or anything. Yeah, that'd have been weird. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Kate's talking to Jag and he says, have you been, have you been hurt? Whatever. She tells him about Sawyer. And, uh, you know, he's like, what did they make you do? What did they do to you to make you ask me that? Blah, blah, blah. 
And so, you know, Jack doesn't want to hear it. You know, he doesn't want someone trying to convince him to do the surgery, um, which which I thought was weird. I mean, obviously, to some extent, he cares about Sawyer um, and whether or not Sawyer's dead, you know, at least to the extent that he has control over that. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess part of it is is not that he doesn't care about helping Sawyer not die, but that he sort of doesn't believe them anyway. That even if they said that, you know, like I guess he says that in the in the scene, right? Yeah, and you believe them. Something you like believe that. them? Do you do you think they'll really just let us go? Yeah. Um, which which I'm glad that you know, Jack is to the point where he realizes that. I mean, he's he's. I think he was there last episode too, but he basically realizes no matter what they say, no matter what they do, it's just it's not. It's just you can't trust them. You know, you just really right. can't. You know, um. So anyway, obviously Juliet and Ben are watching. Um, oh God! And uh, so let's see the next scene. Get her out of there! Get her out of here! Um, you know, Jack was—I thought Jack was a bit of an ass, though, because I mean, it seems like you know he should have been a little. I mean, oh, you just want to save Sawyer's life? Well, fuck you! Like I. I didn't really understand why he was pissed at her for that. I mean, it just seemed a little unfair. I think he was. I think he was. I think he was pissed because he didn't want someone trying to convince him of something he already decided not to do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what was he? I mean, what was he really gonna do? Like, I mean, obviously she. He obviously he realized she was there to tell him that, and it's like, okay, you told me I don't want to do it, and nevertheless, I don't even want to hear you say stuff like that. So it's like, what else are they going to, there's nothing else to talk about. So it's like, she needs to leave. Yeah, I guess. I, I just think it's unfair. I think it's a little harsh to uh, brush her off like that just for, just for you know, trying to save Sawyer's, Sawyer's life. I, mean, I, I just don't think that's, I just think that's really petty on his part. But You know how petty Jack is. He is, you're right. He's uh, almost as petty as Locke, but not quite. No one is as petty as Locke. <laughs> Yeah, those are that's the sort of height of pettiness that we can all we can all only hope to attain oh, through years one day. of meditation and practice. And much and much effort. Okay, the next scene, Kate is uh put back in the cage and Danny hits Sawyer for no reason as he puts Sawyer in the cage. Like it was like no reason. And then, you know, uh Juliet goes, Danny You go walk in the cage. I was. <laughs> I was. I was walking, boss man. I was walking. Um and then and then Danny says, You have anything you want to say to your girl, you best say it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um and so basically that line upon hearing it again made me think that Ben that that that, that line that Ben told him to say that line. Because I feel like at this point, um you know, um, Jack has already told Ben, no, I'm not going to do the surgery. And Ben has to figure out some reason to make Jack do it. He thought to have Kate go in there and convince him that didn't work. So plan B was basically, um, or plan C, I don't know, because I look at it, was to have, uh, was to instigate Sawyer and Kate getting it on. And, uh, because it was inevitable, inevitable. And, uh, to have basically, to engineer Jack seeing this, right? I mean, that's, that's my theory about what this, what the next sort of couple scenes are about. Okay. Uh, so I feel like that line is sort of setting up that, like, hey, 
you you got anything you want to say or do to your girl? Um, you need to say or do it tonight. <laughs> wink, wink. Nod, nod. Uh, so I think that's. I think. Now, I mean, I'm not I, saying Ben wants you to sleep together, but I just did. But if you do, we're not gonna be mad at you. All right. The next scene is Echo's funeral. Uh, I don't know about you, but I cried the whole way through this scene. Really? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, no. Um, I would be more sad if I believe, like... You'd be more sad if he thought it was a bear that really killed him? No. Oh. When when Saeed says, you know, so what killed Echo? Like, I I don't... I am... I guess because of the stuff I read about why, you know, Echo, Echo died, you know, that, that Adewale wanted to go do other stuff. and Yeah. You know, when he said that line, I just didn't, I didn't buy it. It reminded me of, you know, those, uh, those, um, uh, audition tapes on the, on the first season DVD where they have characters saying, you know, coming back and yeah, Jack died in the, in the forest, the thing killed him and. And we're going to yeah. have to get through this. And it just seemed like one of those scenes, like some sort of fake, like alternate plot. Like I just didn't, I, I didn't, I still don't really believe that he's dead because I feel like he wasn't meant to die. So that's like, I would be more sad if I felt like he was really dead. Well, they said that they knew he was only going to be on there for about a year. And that the only reason they didn't really kill him off in season two was because they already had to deal with Michelle Rodriguez and they didn't want Echo to die really close to when you know, Anna Lucia died. So, I mean, that's what they said in the official podcast is that they basically asked him, okay, do a little bit more than a year. Let's kill it. We'll kill you off in early season three. Um, so, I mean, he was definitely slated to die. I think he was slated to die later. Originally. Well, and then he asked at the end of season two, I want to get off. And they said, well, can you at least wait until the beginning of season three so we can, you know, not kill you this season? Well, they said on the podcast that he was only going to be there for a year anyway. Okay. So, well, I mean, it, it was, it was, you know, it was going to be, he was already, you know, do, doomed to a certain extent. So, um, I, I feel like if I anything, they made it later. playing damage control. I agree. I mean, especially when they said, you know, the first thing they said, you know, when they said, why did you kill off Echo? He was like, oh, we had a deal with him that he was only going to be on the show for a year. And I'm thinking, wow, you said the exact same thing about Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. And then, and then Carlton goes, and I, uh, Damon goes, and I know we said that about Michelle Rodriguez, but it's true too. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though. I, I just can't see what else could they have done with Echo. I mean, he was done, dude. He was done. They had nothing else for him. I mean, he barely did anything the entire show. I mean, his, his biggest contribution to the show was helping Locke, you know, with the whole Pearl thing, and then the whole, you know, when Echo wanted to press the button, and that that whole sort of end of season two. Yeah. That was his only major contribution. The rest, he was, I mean, what else could he have done? I'm, I mean, I don't, I'm not glad they killed him off, but it's like, we didn't, like, lose anything. He had nothing, nowhere else left to go, in my opinion, so. I think he could have helped with what whatever Locke and Saeed are going to do now. I don't think so. I don't think Echo would, I mean, he's definitely not gonna kill anybody. He's, he's not like, I don't think he's in the position to go like try to help attack the others, which is what I think Echo and Locke are gonna try to do. 
Um, I mean, I mean, even if that's not what they end up doing, I think that would have been their original plan. They were going to get some guns, mount up, whatever. And uh, Echo wouldn't have been down for that, especially not, you know, where we've seen him in the beginning of season three. So I don't think that would have happened. Um, I mean, I, obviously he, he could have been someone to do that, but given who his character is, I don't think he would be like, yeah, I want to go get some guns and shoot up some others and get these, you know. I mean, plus he didn't ever really seem to care about... <laughs> Uh, you know, Jack and them getting taken, you know, he was... I think he didn't get the chance to care because he had his own personal crisis. Yeah, he but, was, I mean, he was, he was rightfully preoccupied, but... But I think, I think if they had gone with, um, what they, what they wanted to do originally, they could have had him, you know, help out, and then, you know, he didn't necessarily have to go, have to, like, try to kill people, but just help, you know, try to rescue them. Like, I, yeah. I could see, I could see that happening. Mm. Boring, says me. But anyway, um, you know, Echo, I'm sorry, Locke goes to get Echo's stick, um, to, cause he, he thought it wouldn't be right to bury Echo without his stick, yet he doesn't want to get, bury Echo with his cross, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, you would, you would think he'd want to give the cross to Echo, uh, but, uh, I guess that cross is gonna be, play a major part, cause they focused on it for quite a bit. Yeah, I'm guessing that that's, uh, meaningful to him for some reason and uh, yeah he feels like he you know he inherits echoes something or other his like quest of faith or something yeah yeah something like that because uh, he said he says he's about to say something yeah know? well he says rest in peace mr echo thank you for helping me find my pup <laughs> and it, he's got to be saying path. I mean, come on. What else could it be? Yeah, I, I had no idea. Did he make a P sound? I didn't he really made notice. a P sound. Yeah, he made a P sound. Okay. Path? Okay. I, I, I was really wondering what that word was going to be. Um, uh, so, yeah, he definitely uh, feels like that. Uh, so, you know, then he notices the inscription on the uh, Jesus stick. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of people online have noted that the Jesus stick didn't say that last season. Um, oh, it didn't? It sort of looks different. Uh, if you go to various places, I think Lost Links still has it. Um, and message boards have it, if you know where to look. Uh, a comparison of the two sticks and what they say and sort of what they look like. Um, it's, oh, nice. it's different. Uh, it changed. They, they're using a different stick. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but they are. So anyway, yeah I, didn't, yeah, I didn't think it said look up, look up your eyes and and look north, lift up your eyes and and look north. I didn't think it said that before. Yeah, it didn't. Um, yeah, well, I'll buy that though. I mean, I'll buy he added, you know, he carved in some new stuff there. I mean, that to me, that's that's not a big deal that he carved in extra stuff. As I don't think along. there's any way he carved it in between the time when the hatch blew up and, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't see that he had a chance to change it. Well, I mean, when's the last time we saw the stick? The season two finale. Oh, well, there you because go. remember he 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 actually uh, tried to stop one of the blast doors with it, and then Locke grabbed it. Oh, that's right. Well, maybe he did it before that, though. Oh, you're saying it wasn't? I'm it saying wasn't... it wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, I think we uh. got a fairly good look at it in the finale too, because I think he was carving something in it uh, when he was. Uh, when he had his hatch time. Yeah, he was. I remember when he was sort of sitting there, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I want to believe that's what he was carving. Okay. 
Uh, because it's obviously there. How did he get there? I'll let you believe it, but know in my heart that it's um, true. It is true. You're right. So, um... Okay, what was so... Gonna say? Oh, oh, uh, the whole path thing. Oh, no, the whole lift up, um... I keep saying lift up. Uh, that's it, right? Lift up your eyes and look north. Yeah. Um, which, of course, is a line everyone knows who's looked online. It's from Genesis 14. Um, it's actually something the Lord says to Abraham... Uh, he's the, the, the official biblical quote is lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. Uh, the whole verse, the, yeah, the, the whole, the whole verse is actually, this is in Genesis, obviously the creation of the world. And this is basically when the Lord has created everything. And it's, I'm sorry, Ned, I think, I think it's Abram, not Abraham. Uh, this is Abram. Uh, I don't know if that's the same person or not, but anyway, this is Abram. Um, he's basically saying, hey, everything you see here, I made it for you. Uh, that's really what the line is about. So he's saying, look, look all directions because everything you see is for you. He's basically saying for you, for you and your children, your descendants, this is all for you, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what that line's about. It's, it's not really about looking anywhere in particular. It's not about like. So Echo left out some key information there. Um, Yeah, yeah. As far as, uh, what that means i mean that's weird you know it's it's even stranger because you know a lot of those verses when you look them up you can sort of you know sort of see why echo may have written that one of them i don't know john 305 is written there and i don't know if that's the one i looked up but one of them you know one of the verses is talking about not living with like sin in your heart because you know something for some reasons and so that makes sense but this whole this you know this line which is about looking around you and, and realizing that everything you see is is for you doesn't really apply to Echo's case. I think that line you know, that that, that line is just there for us because it's the show. Yeah. And it's for it's for Locke because as I think Kurt mentioned, there's someone he's gonna go on a cliff and probably look north and then see the, the mini <laughs> island. Oh god. Uh which which is how else do you think he's gonna get there? How else do you think they're gonna know what's going on? I mean, well, I, they have to go to the flame and get on the computer. Remember? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Oh, yeah, no. But they have to go find the guy. Remember, he said that he knows we're coming, so he's gonna go and. Yeah, I agree that they're gonna find that guy at some point, but um, yeah, the whole thing with I don't I think they're done looking for computers. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, because, I mean, they had one there at the hatch, and at the Pearl Station. They didn't even use it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was trying to cling to something. Uh, it almost seems like another Pulp Fiction reference, uh, because uh, the famous uh, speech from the Bible in that movie was, was sort of extensively rewritten uh, for the, for the movie. If nice. you look it up in the Bible, it's, it's, it's got some stuff from it, but it, it's pretty seriously changed. Basically, so it would work in the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bible's a good jumping off point for references, <laughs> but sometimes you need to change it a little bit for your TV show or your movie. Yeah, because the version of the movie is perfect for the movie, but, um, yeah. it, Can it you imagine wouldn't quite it? fit in the Bible. Yeah, and vice versa. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so. I do want to mention that the numbers 4, 8, and 15 are written on Echo Stick. I um, saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I, I never noticed that before, but I was looking up his stick stuff, and uh, they're they're written four colon eight colon fifteen, and uh, 
I thought that was very interesting. It is. Uh, my first thought was uh, it reminded me of a Pythagorean triangle, but those numbers don't fit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Yeah, they don't fit at all, so that doesn't no. work. But um, what would that have to be? Sixty-four plus sixteen? Yeah, no way. Yeah, it doesn't work. Or um, fifteen, sixteen, whatever. Yeah. But um, I was trying to figure out why, what, what significance those numbers could have, but um, uh, I couldn't come up with anything. Well, there are three of the numbers, uh, Harley's numbers. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying it's an echo. Oh, to echo. Like, what, what, why would he write that? And I, you know, I was trying to come, I don't know why. Well, he was the button pusher for a while. I mean, uh, you know. That's true. Maybe that's it. But what, you think he wrote them on there so he didn't forget them and he only wrote three of them? (laughs) You know, where they are in the picture, it looks like the rest of them might be under the rope. If you, yeah, I, what do you mean under the rope? Like covered by the, the little rope on there? Yeah. Oh, you think so? I think it's possible. Well, I was thinking that, you know, after the 15, you might see 16, but in, in this episode, when you see the, uh, I believe it's here when I saw it, when you see the shot of the stick, you can, it, there's something else after the 15, not like right after, but pretty close, but it didn't look like another number, so, um, but maybe, maybe I'll buy it, but why would he cover it up with the, with the rope? I mean, well, presumably, presumably the rope doesn't, has never moved since he put it on there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But, uh. Um, it just, it looks like it could have gone under there. Um, it just seems odd to write three of the numbers and stop. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's weird. Or maybe they're on the other side or something, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe the person who made the stick just, like, didn't know what they were doing. Nice. Alright, so. There's only three numbers, right? <laughs> and I ordered you a nice new washer and dryer, it'll fit right in. Uh, okay. The next scene, Kate comes back and, uh, to the cage and she tells Sawyer that she's seen Jack, that Ben needs surgery. <laughs> and of course, one of the best lines is, who the hell is Ben? And I'm like, oh, Sawyer, you're the last to know. Oh. Uh, I love the fact he doesn't know who Ben is, cause he shouldn't. Why does Kate know? <laughs> I don't know why she knows. <laughs> oh, well. Well, she, I mean, she knows Ben is the person who needs surgery because Juliet tells him. Now, why does she know Ben is Henry? Uh, presumably because Juliet told her that too. She says Ben needs surgery? Yeah. They said, they, she says something to the effect of they want him to do surgery on Ben. He's sick. And then so he says, who the hell is Ben? And she goes, Henry. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's a little weird that like, you know, my next question, if I was sorry, would have been like, wait, Henry's Ben? Wait, he didn't come in a balloon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they should know that, but... Uh, uh, yeah, that was a joke. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, insert a laugh where I said, like, yeah. tried to justify your joke. or Yes. Not justify your joke, or undermine your joke. Anyway, uh, wait, what was the point? The point is... So Sawyer goes, so they wanted Jack to come here to do the surgery, and then you and I are bait, and Kate basically says yes, and I'm thinking, really, huh? Uh, that's a really, I mean, I feel like it's, like we said, you know, every now and then the writer, you know, these characters say little things, 
And, you know, to a large extent, I feel like that's the writers telling us what's really going on. Yeah. Um, and I just hate that. I really hate the idea that that's all it was, that that they, they, they wanted Jack to do the surgery. They were going to break him down. And just, you know, just in case something went wrong, they wanted Sawyer and Kate there for, for like a backup plan, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is really weird. And the fact that he says bait, I think is really interesting because, you know, right after they have the sex, which is coming up, they really are sort of the reason he decides to say yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's really weird. Anyway, Kate pulls a Tarzan and she climbs out of her cage again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then she gets the rock and hits the, hits the lock on Sawyer's cage and it comes off way too easy. I mean, like two or three hits and the, the lock just pops off. And I'm thinking they, they didn't put it on very tightly or something weird, you know, but then I'm like, okay, they're probably Dharma brand padlocks. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, when you want a lock that breaks easily with a rock, get Dharma brand locks, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if you want a lock that's supposed to hold in the polar bears, but doesn't quite work, and the bears eat you, and it has a logo on it. Dharma brand locks. Dharma brand locks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I Here's my question for you, Justin. Why does Kate tell Sawyer to run? And not like, okay, we're both out of our cage. Let's go. I don't know. It's like, it's like, no, you run. You know, I mean, does she, does she, I mean, what does she really think is going to be accomplished by, by his running away and her staying there? Or, or is it just one of those weird lines where, you know, if he started running, she would have went too, but yeah, or like, you run. If I run, they'll kill us all. Yeah. (laughs) God. I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean it's weird because he's like, "No, you run," because there's nowhere to run. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't understand. Cause yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he was like, you're out of your cage, freckles. You run." And it, and it was, it seemed like they were challenging each other, like who was gonna run. Yeah, you know, like I'll run, bitch. No, I'll run. No, you run then. Well, no, you run then. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't understand how he's, how he's supposed to be saying, "No, you run," because there's nowhere to run. Like it didn't. Because he immediately says, you know, so he can't really mean that, right? I mean, no, you run because I'm not running because I can't run anywhere. But you can because. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I don't I don't really know what what he thought he was saying with that line or thought he meant with that line. Because, yeah, it's weird. He tells her to run, but he knows she can't go anywhere. So maybe the point was, um. God, if I had some time, I could figure something out. But I, I, oh, I come can't on, you're, you're, <laughs> you're Mister Thirty Second Theory. I am Mister Thirty Second Theory, but it hasn't been that long yet. Uh, I got twenty more seconds. <laughs> you're um, right. Sometimes no, it's thirty seconds or less. Thirty seconds or less. Okay, <laughs> nice. I can give you. A, it's, a, it's a guarantee. <laughs> thirty seconds or less. Um, or it's, it's just free. really. I mean, I can come up with some theories if you just want some shitty theories. Please. Uh, I mean, one is that he's testing to see if she's a mole. <laughs> oh God. To see if to see if she'll say, uh, like you know, to, maybe to see if she knows that they can't go anywhere. Okay. Uh, that's that's one of my theories, just to see if she knows that or not. 
Uh, and then he sort of figures out that she doesn't know that. I, I don't know. That's all I can come up with. I mean, not necessarily that she's a mole, but just to see if she knows that or not. She's why? Not why is that important? I don't know. Um, you know, I'm still not convinced 100% she's not a mole. You know, I, I really should be. But even stuff in this episode, you know, the fact that they like brought in Kate and like, I don't know, there's just little things that I'm like, you still could be a mole. You still could be a mole. <laughs> She could be, but she's not. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's that's probably my stance too. Is she could be, but she's not. And if she is, I think I always think she was. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who tells you different is lying. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So the uh them arguing about who's gonna run segues into some sex. Yes. Um, um, well, the, and one thing I want to mention is that we were asking about how far, how far is the, the mini island from the big island. And, uh, Sawyer says a couple miles out. Uh, so that would, that would probably denote, you know, less than three miles, you know, probably two or something, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, definitely less than four, but probably two or three miles, which is that really that long to swim? Did I say four? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. From okay. what he said, it should be, you know, because when you say a couple, it's like two or, you know, I always sort of have in my head that, you know, three is like a few, you know, four or more is, you know, sort of like, se- you know, three to five is like a few, six or more is like several, a couple is like two, you know. Anyway, just to get a good sense of my neuroticism. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's not a word. Neuroticism? Neuroses? I don't know. Neurosis? Neuroticness? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway, the, uh, the passionate discussion of who's gonna run leaves in the passionate sex on the dirty, dirty floor, because they're dirty people. Um, I'm trying to find my notes here, sorry. Um, Oh, I wrote, uh, I thought it'd be pretty funny when, whenever, cause, you know, after they have sex, you know, in the cage, it'd be really funny if they ever play I Never Again, you know, no matter what happens to them, if they ever get off the island, whatever, if, if any one of those people ever play I Never, you know, if anyone says, I've never had sex in a cage, they're gonna have to take a drink. Oh. <laughs> wow. They because can even they have. be more specific and say, I've never had sex in a polar bear cage. Exactly. I've never had sex in a polar bear cage on an island twice the size of Alcatraz. Now, that's one of those where if you were playing with anybody, you think, you know, they wouldn't have to drink. But these two would. These two would have to drink, you know? <laughs> they really would. Um, You know, that whole thing struck me as a bit creepy. Um, it was creepy, wasn't it? Yeah. I was really weirded out by watching them have sex. It felt very like, like, almost like I should be watching this. Or yeah. Like this shouldn't be happening. Like it didn't seem quite real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the, part of the thing that bothered me was, you know, the fact that they're sort of out in the open in broad daylight and being yeah. watched with cameras. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, Kate doesn't know that there's cameras. Sawyer, Sawyer doesn't know that there's cameras, but he knows to some extent that they can see what's going on. So he has to assume there's cameras. Yeah. Um, I know they don't necessarily know, but, you know, the audience knows. The audience knows. I do want to say it was dark, so they got that going for them. 
Um, but yeah, besides that, they are sort of out in the open, just getting it on. It didn't look dark to me. It looked like broad daylight. Was it broad daylight? Well, oh, well, when they're cuddling or something, it's dark. When so. they were cuddling, it was dark, but when they yeah. started the sex, when the, so, you know, the good part. Were we, were we supposed to believe it was like a couple hour in, like, romp that they had? Like, <laughs> how long, how long could it really have been, Sawyer? <laughs> how long can you go, Big Daddy? Um. <laughs> Oh dear! Like I can imagine, like Ben and Juliet watching the monitors, like they're still going. Damn! In. Damn! <laughs> I know we wanted him to do it, but stop him already! Oh man, that boy don't quit. <laughs> uh, I, I I think what we're supposed to assume is that, <laughs> is that they got it on and then like went to sleep, and then woke up and had the conversation, then went back to sleep, something like that. I don't buy that. Um, anyway, um, I like to believe it was several hours long. Okay. Um, so here's the, uh, it's the, uh. <laughs> let's change topics. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're about to earn the explicit tag. Yeah, we are. <sighs> we do have it though, so. Um, yeah, but no. Well, it was weird how Sawyer said, uh, Kate says, well, when were you going to tell me that, you know, we're on this island isolated? And he goes, well, I wanted to tell you, but I wanted you to believe that we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Which sounds sweet and nice, but it's like, what good is useless hope? You know, like, like, I guess, is it better to hope that you'll escape, even though, like, you sort of, I mean, Sawyer sort of has to know that they're really probably not going to escape. I mean, the odds of them escaping are really slim. So you, do you just keep someone in the in the dark? You know, especially after like she got out of her cage that time. Wouldn't you think that would have been a perfect moment to let her know what's going on? You know, after you know after after seeing that she can like get out of her cage, it's like, hey, you know what? It's useless to do that because we can't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but at the same time, I understand. I mean, blissful ignorance has its good points. I think. Uh, and, uh, so I think it's valid to say, you know, I wanted you to believe that we had a chance. But what's, but what good is that in the long run is my, is my question. I mean, Oh, I mean, what, that's a philosophical it? question. I think, uh, Hey, this I think, is the lost lowdown. We do, we deal with this stuff. I think from, from an emotional <laughs> perspective, um, it's just, it's good to not feel totally defeated when you're, you know. In a, in a situation like that, it's good to, it's good to, you know, I, I think the more you feel like you're totally hopeless, you know, the, the worse, uh, you know, emotional state you're going to be in, so. But don't you think you want to have all the facts when you're in a situation like that? Like, you want to know, I mean, I agree, it's good to have hope, but, but the, the big fact that they're, they're, you know, on this island, like, I think it's really important to. I think it depends on the person, whether they're, um, better equipped to sort of, have all the information because, you know, they need it to deal with it or whether they'd really just be better off thinking, you know, something yeah. that isn't true. Well, if, if, if you and I are ever locked in cages on an island, please tell me. Uh, oh, I mean, I would. I would. But at the same time, I understand. Yeah. Well, I just point. mean in, in terms of the fact that they're, you know, pretty much all the time, they should be trying to figure out ways to escape. Like, that's a big piece of information. Uh, you can sort of save your time and stop thinking about escaping and thinking about dealing with the situation uh, if you sort of knew that piece of information. Um, so whatever. Minor point. 
blah, blah, blah. The next scene is Monica and Kevin at breakfast. We've already talked about. Then we come back to the gang. Um, I think this is when we see them uh, just sort of lying there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we go to Jack. He's just sort of sitting in his little room. And he hears the static on the intercom. Which, the intercom that hasn't worked for years. And he, I don't know why he thinks static means someone is trying to talk to you, but in this case he's right. Yeah. Um, so you get the static and you hear what seems to be Alex saying, try it, the door. Yeah, I was gonna ask who you thought that was. Um, I think it's Alex, cause I think, um, there's something very specific going on here, which, uh, we can talk about right now. Oh boy. Um, yeah, look at that. Um, you know, Jack goes and he actually tries the door and look, oh, it's open. And oh, not only is it open, but there's a room down there that's open. Hmm, well, I'll just mosey on down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, here's some monitors. Well, boy, howdy. Oh, what's over here? Oh, it's a gun closet. Um, I did want to mention that I thought it was really, that, 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 that was a lot of guns for an animal research facility. Um, presumably that gun closet isn't like Dharma. Like, you know, standard Dharma issue guns or something. I'd like to point out, they did have an armory in the Swan Hatch. So, I buy they have one, you know, wherever else. Wait, I thought, was that an armory, though? Yeah, it was the, that was where Desmond got his guns. It was a bunch of guns in there. That was one of the first questions they asked. Oh, uh, yeah. Why would they have an armory in the Swan Hatch? That's exactly what they asked. I don't remember what, what the answer the- was, either. <laughs> What episode was that? Uh, okay, wait a minute. I'm not sure. It could be either, either one of the early season two episodes or the finale with Desmond and Kelvin. It was, it was one of those two where someone asks about the guns. Hmm. I don't remember which one. It's been too long. Yeah, I agree. It seems like it could have been the Kelvin one, but, um, I don't remember what the answer was either. Or if there was an answer. Yeah, I can't imagine there could be, because how can you explain an armory there? Can you explain you can't explain an armory there, can you? Well, my theory, of course, um was that it had to do with the uh, the war with the others. <laughs> <laughs> Which is apparently Ooh, that quite was, laughable. That was that was hilarious. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, that's weird. Um, so I say, if the Swan had an armory, then the Hydra can have one too. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. So I'm I sorry, say it I'm, is I, I, I'm trying to find the episode where they talk about the armory. Good luck. <laughs> I've searched through quite a bit, and because uh, no it, it could have been any one of the first three of season two. Yeah, where Desmond's around, and then yeah, like no one's mentioned the word armory in like those. Oh, they didn't necessarily episodes. say the word armory. Yeah, but I feel like at least in the transcript they would have been like they're at the armory. Yeah. But anyway, I can't find it, so that's really interesting. I never really thought about why the armory was there. Um, Yeah. Except 
to have some place to lock Henry when he shows up. I thought we talked about that at some point. I don't remember if we did. Uh, yeah. I wish I did. I wish I had thought to look up where that was. I just, I didn't, I didn't even think about it until you challenged the, uh, the armory and the Hydra. Yeah, I just thought that was weird, uh, to have the little gun, gun closet like that with all those rifles and stuff to, uh, I mean, what would be the point of that? I mean, if, if the animals escape, you're not gonna, like, kill them. Uh, and if, and if, and if you need to sedate the animals, you'd have, like, tranquilizer guns or stuff right. like that. Um, I mean, God, I just can't imagine why you would, you would need access to that many guns. But anyway, uh, he goes in there, he gets a gun, he comes out, and Ben is there, and he goes, and, and before Ben shows up, he's, he sees the monitor for the second time and actually notices Sawyer and Kate post-coital, and, um, and then that's when he's like, oh, that hurt, right in the gut. Uh, and then Ben comes up and rubs it. I mean, he just rubs salt in that wound so well. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, if I were a bet man, I would have totally said, you know, you and him. You know, I guess that means he's a, uh, a jader. <laughs> oh, oh, Ben's a jader. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I was hoping we could get through the podcast without saying those words. Um, no, 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 no. We can't. I, I, I got a, I got a new word for you, too. Oh, God. I, uh, I think that's the writers. Um, somewhat talking to the audience through Ben, um, because Damon and Carlton wrote this episode, and if you're an avid listener to their podcast, uh, they say if I were a betting man all the time, it's a it's a stock phrase they use for all sorts of things. Uh huh. Um, you know, referring to plots. If I were a betting man, I would say that you know uh, when. You know, I don't know. When when Locke first saw the monster, he thought blah blah blah. You know, they they yeah. say stuff like that all the time. So I I feel like that's the writers talking to the audience in some extent. Um, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Because uh, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when I heard that, I thought that too. Because I mean, who else cares that you know who Kate ends up with besides the audience? Exactly. Which you know, you know. I like to point out doesn't include me. Uh, I mean, I am part of the audience, but I don't care. Uh, oh, you care. Oh, I don't care. Oh, that's not what you told me off podcast. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Jack was um, perfect for her, okay? Okay, I know, I know. It makes perfect sense. But sometimes opposites attract. <laughs> although Kate and Sawyer are the same. So that's but why he they totally conned her, and she shouldn't have forgiven him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you need <sighs> that box of tissues again? <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Ben says, "Ugh, this is, must be the proverbial nail in my coffin. Wow. I guess you're really not going to help me with the surgery now, right? Totally using some reverse psychology. Jack is getting played like a fiddle. And then Jack goes, tomorrow morning, we'll do it. Blah, blah, blah. You right. know? And, uh, goes, I got to get off this island. I gotta get, you know, gotta get me off this island. You gotta get me off of this island. <laughs> which, which reminded me, of, I gotta have that boat. You gotta give me that boat. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, it reminded me of the Kramer thing. Gotta get me over that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think, okay, here's what I think happened. This is, this, this to me was what happened behind the scenes. I, right? I gotta know. I, cause I have so many questions. Okay. 
I think Ben orchestrated this whole thing. Okay. Um, someone, Sorry. someone, let me tell you why. And then <laughs> here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what I think. And then you're gonna you're gonna think about it, and then you're gonna agree with me. I couldn't help myself. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, someone mentioned that um, you know, oh well, maybe you know Ben didn't know that uh, Jack was in the observation room. Blah blah blah. And my conceit, for the record, is that nothing goes on on the, especially on that mini island. Nothing goes on on that island without Ben knowing about it. Uh, Ben, nothing to me when Ben's involved, there's no chance that it's all calculated maneuvers. What I think happened is that basically, uh, he, he, he told Alex to, you know, get on the intercom and tell Jack to open the door. You know, he had the door unlocked. He left the observation room door open so that, so that Jack would obviously go towards it. Um, I don't think he necessarily expected him to find the gun closet. But um, I think he definitely wanted him to see Kate and Sawyer uh, together. I mean, I think that's why he opened the, he let Jack out when he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, um, I mean that I think that because basically that is what convinces Jack to do the surgery. He doesn't want to have to deal with that anymore. If it wasn't for seeing, if it wasn't for seeing Jay, uh, Kate and Sawyer together, Jack wouldn't have done the surgery. Okay. And and the other thing is like Jack has a gun in his hand. Why not like why not just shoot Ben and get out of there, you know? Uh you know, and he doesn't know that he's not on his island, you know. So I thought that was uh, I mean, this is sort of a separate point, but I thought that was weird that he didn't just sort of, you know. I mean, he's not a murderer, but uh I guess that's really the reason why he didn't, but he I mean, I feel like in that situation, well, I guess that's the point. He didn't shoot him because he said, "Okay, I'll do the surgery because It'll probably be easier for him to do the surgery if Ben holds up to his bargain, do the surgery and get off the island, than to try to shoot his way off the island. Yeah. Uh, or shoot his way back home, you know, in his point of view. Right. Um, so, uh, why do you think that Ben did not orchestrate this whole thing? Okay. For a couple reasons. Here, the first reason is, um, in, in the final scene, when, when Jack's about to do the surgery, yeah. Um, Ben says, you know, did Alex ask about me or ask for uh-huh. me or something like that? Did Alex ask about me? Yes. And Juliet says, no, she's back home. We took her back home. I don't know where she is now. Yeah. So if he works out this thing with Alex, I mean, he shouldn't need to ask that question. Well, I thought when he, when he said did Alex ask about me, I thought he meant in regards to the surgery, um, because basically, you know, when, when we see Alex before, she says, I want to see Ben. And Pickett says, you know, blah, blah, blah. That sounds like a good idea. I think he did take Alex to go see Ben. Because if we said before, you know, Pickett, in the, you know, when, when Alex is pulling her Rambo maneuver, he says, you know, does, does, does he know? And we sort of assume that he is Ben. And, and Pickett is saying, does, does Ben know that Alex is on this island? So Ben obviously finds out she's on the island because he references that later. Um, and I think when he asked Juliet, did she ask about me? He means sort of in, in regards to the surgery, which, which I wanted to talk about. What is their relationship? Uh, if, if anything important that he has with, what is the relationship he has with Alex? You know, I don't know if maybe he raised Alex for all we know. Yeah. Um, from when she was a baby, he could be her sort of, you know, uh, the, the, her father in a certain respect. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Anyway, I don't think the fact that he asked about Alex negates the fact that he could have Alex, you know, uh, talking to the intercom. I mean, because the, because this was the next morning when he asked about Alex. So she could have still been around, you know, basically it's like, hey, Alex, go to this intercom right here, tell Jack, you know, uh, you know, to try the door. And she goes and does it. And then, you know, Juliet and whoever takes Alex wherever they're going to take her. You know, and it's a whole night has passed. Well, then passed. shouldn't he know that? Does she need to tell him if he... If he well, already... well, that's the thing. I mean, it it just depends on how it happened. I mean, it depends on so many little details, like maybe they went and had dinner or something, and then Ben went to sleep, and then he woke up, and she was gone. You know what I'm saying? I think the, that's, that's a minor point, because that's a lot of speculation on how exactly it happened, and what, you know, what did they do after Alex said, you know, what she said to the speaker... But, um, well, based I don't on your they, opinion that Ben sort of knows everything, I mean, it just doesn't seem to, to fit with that. If he actually worked out a deal with Alex and now he's like, you know. Well, I, I mean, obviously he can't know everything. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the big things that happen. I think, I think, you know, nothing is really coincidence when Ben is really involved. I mean, he wasn't involved in getting her home, so he doesn't know what happened with that. Okay. So he worked out this plan, and he's just like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Bye. He doesn't care. It's not about Alex. It's about him getting the surgery, and Jack just agreed to it. So he does doesn't... care about Alex because he asked about her. He asked if Alex asked about him. <laughs> he didn't say, how is Alex doing? He said, did Alex ask about me? That's a, That was a very sort of, like, selfish thing to ask. It is, but he still he still cares, you know, if she thought, if she asked about him. Yeah, but I think... Uh, well, it depends on what he meant by that line. Is the is the real point? Uh, it, whether whether what his real motivation behind that line is. To me, it's just sort of a selfish a selfish thing. And to me, I think uh, part of that whole discourse was for us to know that Alex got taken home, and that she's just not like, rent, you know, just so we know what happened to her. Right. Because uh, I thought it was weird that Juliet said we took her home. I don't know where she is now. Well, isn't she at home? I know that's that was that was the weird thing. <laughs> we took her home, so yeah. And then now, who knows where she is? Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't think I don't think the fact that he asked about her negates that that Ben set the whole thing up. What are your other reasons for thinking? I he think didn't? it makes it a little weird. Um, but I agree. You can you can weasel out of that. Um, I also don't understand why Alex would work with Ben on this plan when she's all crazy about, you know, uh, she's, you know, she tries to help Kay and Sawyer escape. She thinks they killed Carl. You know, she's, she's in the state and then Ben, okay, here, I need you to help me trick Jack into, uh, or help. You she could have, you know, how, do you know how easy it is to get Alex to do something as simple as that? All she has to, all Ben has to do, this is Ben we're talking about. All he has to do is say, I'll tell you what happened to uh, to to Carl if you do this. That's all he has to say, and she will do it. Uh, and then when when she was done, and she's like, "Okay, so what happened?" He did he tell her, and then she went. Oh, home. I don't know. I and don't then know. later he asks about her. I mean, it just, I just why is it why is it asking about her so strange? It's well, if they just had dealings, it just it seems like he should know where she went. I I don't get why if he's in charge, it seems like he the should dealings, know. The dealings is the is the night before. I don't think I don't think his knowing what happened to Alex has anything to do with how he could have or like negating how he orchestrated this this whole thing. You think it's just a coincidence? 
that the door was left open to the to the observation room and he just so happened to go in there and like see the thing and then and then Ben comes and says right after this right after Jack sees this Ben says oh he basically says I guess you really don't want to do the surgery now I mean what kind of line is that unless you plan this whole thing I mean you really think Alex told him to open the door to do what like what was her what was her plan after that well I'll let Jack go into the corridor and then he's on his own well, more or less. I, mean, I, I don't do actually... Think, and that's the other thing, like, like not to cut you off, but real quick, like, Alex was captured by Pickett. You think she escaped again and got to tell Jack this? No. That's the thing. I think it's set up, but I just, it just seems, I just don't get why, you know, her and Ben would work out this thing and then, okay, bye, Alex, I have no idea what's going to happen to you. Just, it's not that it's not that he didn't know what was going to happen to her, but like I said, this was the next morning that he asked this question. Um, you know, so much time has passed that he's just saying, you know, did Alex ask about me? He he's thinking that that she's still there, but obviously they decided to take her back to O Town. Yeah, you know, so it's just a simple question. You know, did he, did she did she you know was she inquisitive about the fact that I'm going under major surgery right now? You know. And and the other thing is, like other people have said, you know, maybe Alex did ask about him and Juliet is just lying. Yeah, right. right. I mean, there's nothing that is, I don't think anything has happened in terms of, you know, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer that Ben has not orchestrated. Now, I'd like to point out, uh, regarding that point, Jack seeing the x-rays, I don't think that was part of his plan. That was, yeah, no, that was, that was Juliet's thing, though. See, that's the other thing is Juliet... Has her own motive, so I think that was part of Juliet's thing. Okay. That was okay. either there was either a, you know either a big mistake and no one planned it, or Juliet did that on purpose. Right, right. I agree. Uh, okay, yeah. So I'm I'm willing to drop it, but um, I just I I think he set it up, but I just it just doesn't seem plausible. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I think it's plausible the way it, it, it panned out because I think it's I think it's unrealistic to think that um, that he would just like <laughs> the the door would just be left open like that. No, it's that's a, the thing. I don't. So weird. It's I'm not saying I'm not saying I think that was just a coincidence or just you know it was just a lucky break or something. You're saying it's implausible that Je- that oh I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll sort of buy that too. I mean, I think it was, obviously I think it was set up, but I thought it was weird how Ben seemed sure that, that, uh, that Jack was going to see them on the monitor. I mean, he missed them the first time. Yeah. You know, when he walks in there, he didn't catch it. And then on his way out, he happened to see it. But maybe, you know, at this point, Ben's pretty desperate for, you know, whatever. And, uh, so he was like, well, this might not work. He might not see them on the monitor or they might have, you know, not be together by the time he gets up, gets over there. But, um, yeah. you know, it worked out for him in the end. It did. It did. Now. Okay. So let me, let me ask my real question. Oh, um, this is about Jack's mind state. So, so we know because I, I'm trying to follow it. Like we, we initially have the, I'm not going to do it, Jack. Yeah. Right. And Kate telling him, you know, they're going to kill Sawyer. He's still, I'm not going to do it, Jack. Right. Yeah. So, so, 
now, you know, Ben probably pretty much, I agree, orchestrates this plan that involves Alex, but I want to believe it's not Alex because I just, it's just whatever. But anyway, gets this thing, uh, this situation together where Jack sees Sawyer and Kate, you know, uh, cuddling, uh, and, and he thinks that that's going to convince him to do the surgery. And, you know, ostensibly it, it does. Yeah. At this point, Jack says, okay, I'll do the surgery tomorrow. So, he turns a corner here from, I'm not going to do the surgery to, all right, I'll do the surgery. But, as we know from the end, he's not necessarily just planning to do the surgery. He's planning to use the surgery as a form to, to take Ben hostage. To mm-hmm. some extent, and sort of use his life to to try to get Kate sort of you know, or to Kate at least to to escape. So so you know why didn't he do that from from the beginning? And why would seeing Kate and Sawyer like that make him think of this plan? Um, here's here's a theory. Um, that maybe can answer your question. What if Jack was all what Jack wanted to do the surgery, but he needed he needed to find. Um, like, I mean, obviously to a certain degree he doesn't want to do it, but I mean, he was going to do it even at the beginning, but he needed, he needed like maybe more time to think, more time to figure out what exactly was going to happen, what exactly he was going to do. Like he didn't necessarily want to do what Ben wants, which is to just do the surgery. And he didn't want to do what Juliet wants, which is to kill him, uh, d- during the surgery. So he's trying to figure out some other plan of sort of, cause he doesn't trust either person. So he's trying to figure out some way to not do either one of the things, but to sort of get out of the situation. Right. So in the beginning, he's saying no, because, you know, he needs more time to think about what's going on. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I think he's saying no because he doesn't really want to do it, but he's also biding, buying himself some more time. And then when Kate comes in, he's, you know, he's pissed off because he's getting more pressure to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's still not figuring out what's going to happen. When he sees Kate and Sawyer, I think... um I think to a big degree, he does want to get off the island when he sees that, cause he's like, oh god, I don't want to see this, you know, all, after all this, now I gotta, now I gotta watch them and be upset about this, you know, if he really cares. Um, I'd like so to I think, believe he's not that petty, you know, that, like, however, however he, much he's upset by that, it should, you know, his concern for his life and theirs should supersede, you know, oh no, I, you know, uh, I mean, it could be that too. It could be that once he saw Kate like happy or something, that he that he was really more motivated to get her off the island. Then, I mean, it could be that. Not that, you know. I mean, he does say get me off the island, but obviously he trans he he takes that to get getting her off the island. That's the thing. I don't think he's to... telling the truth because he doesn't really follow through with what you know. Part of the deal wasn't you know. Yeah. Taking... Well, how about that? How about we believe that Jack was pulling a Jack was pulling a bin and he was basically lying and saying I got to get off this island I can't stand this anymore basically saying maybe Jack realized what Ben was doing that it was, it was a little too convenient that the door was open it was a little too convenient that you know I just walked in here and I saw these monitors he's like okay okay Ben I know what you're trying to do you yeah. you're trying to convince me to do this surgery how about this I'll do the surgery not only will I do it. I'm going to tell you that I really want to do it and I got to do it because I got to get off this island. And he sort of, that's the thing. I think he's, he's falling into what Ben wanted to happen, you know? Yeah. That's what Ben wanted. Ben wanted to create this feeling where he would, you know, want to leave or whatever. And that would compel him to do it. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's falling into that. But that's the thing. From what he does, I don't believe that's what he really thought. I think it's, I think it's a, it's, it's, it, this whole sort of series of events is just like film noir double crossing. Yeah. It's like you try to convince, you try to surreptitiously, ter- surreptitiously convince someone to do something. And on the surface, you, you, you got, you, you know, you got what you wanted. They're going to do the thing, but they also have another plan that you, you don't know about. And I think that's what happened with Jack is, whether he realized it or not, he's 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 telling Ben, yes, I'll do it. I mean, whether he realized what Ben was doing to him or not, he's telling Ben, yes, I'll do it. But he's also got this whole plan in the back of his head, you know. And even though the, in the scene when he cuts Ben's kidney sack, um, which I guess is the same as a kidney, I don't know. He said kidney sack. Um, maybe there's a sack next to the kidney, I don't know. Um, resting on my anatomy. But um, when he does it, he sort of hesitates. So I don't know. I, I I read that you know either you know he he had planned to do it, um, and he was just hesitating because you know this is sort of a you know bad thing to do, yeah. or or if it or if it just came to him at that moment, like he's like, oh my god, here's an opportunity to do it. I can do this thing right here. I can just cut his kidney sack, you know. So it's it's kind of hard to tell how much of this he had pre-planned. I don't really know. I think it could go either way. It could be. You know, he was really, you know, disgusted by what he saw with Caden Sawyer, and he really wanted to get off the island. He told Ben yes, you know, as long as he lived up to his plan, and, and he was just going to do the surgery and get out, you know. And But, you know, or it could be that Jack is a little bit smarter than that and uh, had this whole plan concocted the whole time. Uh, so I don't know. It could go either way. I don't think there's enough evidence for, you know, for either side. I want to believe, based based on the way the scene plays out, when when he's doing the surgery, um, he uh, uh, Juliet's standing there, and he uh, he tells her to, oh man, oh I should have written it down. He tells her to go do something, um, right before he makes the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what he tells her to go do. Was it like get some more something or get something else or? Yeah. I forgot what it was too. But it seemed like, you know, he created a diversion for her so she wouldn't be there when he sort of did it. Um, or she wouldn't be standing right there. Um, well, what, but that, that was weird. Like what difference does it make if she's standing there? I mean, as quick as that cut was, what was she going to do? Oh, I agree. You know? Um, yeah, nothing. Um, I sort of felt like when she left, like I said, he has that moment of sort of hesitation. It was either hesitation or it was when he, when it, the idea dawned on him what he could do. And it was like the fact that she was gone, it was like, oh, I could do this thing now, you know? So I don't know. I, I get your point. I don't know if it was a diversion he created or it just so happened at that point he was like, oh my gosh, she's away. I could do this. Yeah. I read, he, I read the hesitation as, okay, this is, you know, this is the serious time for the plan. This is where, you know, it goes from a great idea to I'm actually doing it. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I can understand hesitating at that point because once he does that, it's all in motion. It is definitely all in motion. And it's like, you know, to a certain degree, he's got to be playing his plan by ear because, you know, if, if, if Pickett wasn't there, you know, with the radio, what would he have really done? You know? Like, uh, right. Hey, Juliet. Or pick yeah, him. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, okay. Tom. If Tom wasn't both of them, <laughs> sort yeah. of, uh, if they weren't where they were with their radios, I mean, it, it would have played out very differently, you know. Um, 
But uh, I have to say, been... Tom's reaction really like uh, his 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 the the look on his face just really Did... amused me. It amused you? Yeah. What do you mean? I just like when when he cuts the thing and 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 like Tom's like looking down. And like he, you know, he, uh, uh, the, the guy comes around and says like, that's not supposed to happen or whatever. He's like, yeah, it's not. And then he sort of elbows him in the face. You know? Yeah. And like Tom's looking down. I just, I don't know. I was, I was very amused by his like, uh, and he's just yeah, sort of standing I there. The way, I thought the way, uh, the way Tom, the guy who plays Tom came off, uh, in that whole sort of couple scenes was really good. Like when he's on the, on the walkie with Pickett. You know, and he's sort of staring at Jack, telling Pickett, dude, get K on the phone. Like, I, I thought, I know, I really, I noted his performance in that. Yeah. Uh, he seemed, he seemed really sort of genuinely concerned about what the hell was going on. And, yeah. And very taken aback by the whole situation. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, a very good job. He, he was like, just the way he was standing out there with like, a, almost a totally blank, like, wow, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to stand here, look at his yeah. face. And Jack sort of jolts him out of it by, like, yelling at him. Yeah. You know? But I agree, yeah, when he came down and he's yelling at him on the on the uh, walkie-talkie. Yeah, I, I noticed that was that was a very good uh, little performance there. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a good, he's a good little actor there. Yeah, yeah. Although I think he's never going to be, uh... <laughs> oh, really? You're on a plane crash? You don't say. <laughs> no, he's never going to beat that. Oh, what, are you kidding me? You crashed in the plane? Well, you know what? We're going to have to take the ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, was that was awesome. That was awesome. That's just, oh, boy, this is great. We're all going to, everybody's going to be happy, but there's just one little thing. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's good. Um, yeah. um, let's step back a second. Um, uh, I do, I, uh, let's talk about the previous scene, or sort of the beginning of this whole thing. Okay. Jack, Jack is getting ready for surgery, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, he's like, okay, when I tell you to do something, I need you to do it, don't ask questions, and Juliet says, you know, I've always been pretty good at following orders. Oh, right. Uh, which is a really interesting line, and I love how Jack, Jack, like, stops and looks at it, he's like, is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times characters say lines like that, those, those, those big crazy lines, when all you really need is a yes, you know? And I love right. the fact that he's like, wait, are you saying yes or no? I just need, which one are you saying? Yeah, and, yeah. Yes, you know. yes. That was, that was very clever and I'm glad you're revealing things about your character, but can you just answer me, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I love, I love Juliet with her mask on. Yeah. Cause, cause she, you can still tell she's doing the one quarter pucker. I can, agree. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? She does, it's such a part of her, who she is. You can see it in her eyes. Yeah, you can, you I, that's what I was thinking. When I saw her eyes, I was I was seeing the pucker. You can see the pucker in her eyes, man. It's so weird. Like you can just tell. Like when Jack cuts that kidney sack, she's like one quarter pucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, she's uh, she is definitely perfected the one quarter pucker. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I don't know how you even uh, come across that, but she's good. She's good with that. <laughs> Um, oh, one of the things, uh, a little, little thing I wanted to mention is that as they go into the operating room from washing up, uh, above the door, it says restricted access op dash zero six, which I was assuming meant operating room six. Okay. Which, which might mean there's five other operating rooms at least, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was just an interesting bit of knowledge to have, sure. um, in terms of the size of the place and in terms of 
Like, Jesus Christ, they're operating on a lot of animals. Yeah. Um, which I guess if they're doing research, I guess you would be doing a lot of... I mean, I guess it depends on the research, but... Yeah. Um, when they walk into the room, there's two nurses. Uh, one male, and I believe the other was a female. Okay. Um, and so, you know, Carlton and Damon answered a question recently about the the sort of medical staff that the others have at their disposal, all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, in regards to what we saw at the medical hatch during... Um, maternity, well, leave. maternity leave, and what was their answer? I believe it was just like, you know, don't assume that all those people were really doctors. Yeah, uh, and, I think that's I think that's what they were saying. Uh, yeah, they confused they, me. Yeah, they confused me too because they tied that into like the demise of Dharma and what that might mean in terms of their medical staff, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really interesting, but my point is there's at least two people here besides Juliet who have some medical knowledge. Um, cause I think you need a bit of medical knowledge to, um, you know, to sort of help assist in an operation. I agree. Need, I mean, you need to know what the tools are called and you need to know, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I were standing in there, I would just be like, yeah. I, I mean, if they ask for a scalpel or spreader, yeah. A scalpel and spreaders, I can tell you what those are, because I know what they are, but besides yeah. that, I can't help you. Yeah, and just, just being in that environment, if you don't know how to deal with it, I, I don't think you'd handle it very well. I certainly wouldn't. Um, I want to get back to that, um, that thing they said in the podcast. Yep. So let's, let's do that. Um, okay, like, we're, we're, oh, okay. Or do you want me to do it now? Because I just, um, I wanted to say a few things about it. Sure, let's talk about it now. All right, fine. So, so when they said that, I I thought a couple of things. Does it does is he implying that they were they were pretending to be doctors? Yes. Um. um it, does that mean that they weren't really gonna do what Alex said they were gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. I really think that was the case. It's it's coming back to me now that you said that that they they they, they seem Alex Carlton and Damon seem to imply that. Um. That they were just pretending to be doctors, that they really didn't have the ability to to do a C-section on Claire. Um, so what that what does that mean? I don't really know. Um, I mean, that's astounding to me because yeah. it, they didn't want her to escape. Uh, I mean, they they immediately went looking for her. You know, Ethan comes and and threat you know kills people to get her back. Like, I don't buy that they wanted her to escape. So why would they set up this scenario? Like. It, it, it's, um, maybe just for us. Maybe, maybe just for the drama for the audience to, to, to believe what Alex was saying. Um, I, I need to listen to that again. You know, Carlton and Damon are very, very, uh, you know, ambiguous with their responses. Yes. Um, they certainly, but are. they were, ba- I think they basically, the gist was don't assume that they were, that those people were necessarily doctors uh, and nurses and stuff. And, and yeah, I got the sense that they weren't really able to do the C-section on Claire. I got the um, sense that maybe they meant, um, maybe they meant that they were going to do it, but they're not experts. Like they were Yeah, gonna, maybe that too. You know, like that, that that was a possibility. Cause the, I mean, I think either one of them is a possibility, but I, I just yeah. thought those two things occurred to me as being an explanation. I just, I think that's a big, I mean, to me, it seems like kind of a big deal. Uh, so. Oh, definitely. Um, 
you know, I'd really like to know. They they weren't quite definitive, but they definitely said, you know, you can't assume that they were that those those people really knew what they were doing. So it could mean that they were pretending, or it could mean that they just didn't know what they were doing, but they were gonna try to do it anyway. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's okay. That's all I got. So um, one of my little sort of half-ass theories here. That if it turns out to be true, it will be really interesting. But I don't, I don't really think it is. But um, you know, Jack, I guess, administers the anesthesia to Ben and tells him to count back, count down from twenty. Yeah. Which, which at first I thought was really strange because a lot of times I've seen, you know, things like this. They say count back from a hundred mm-hmm. uh, because it takes a while for the anesthesia to actually, you know, knock you out. Yeah. And, you know, Ben starts counting down, and at the 18, he's already passed out. Right. And I was like, wow, that's really quick. Like, like in two seconds, that stuff has gone to you, and you're done, and you're out. Yeah. So, here's my really crappy theory. Oh, boy. I'm wondering if, if, because other people have wondered if, if Jack and Ben had something going on. You know, maybe, maybe Jack is trying to sell out Juliet and, you know, double cost her or something. Uh, why don't ask me um but here's my crappy theory is that maybe instead of giving ben like sort of general anesthesia that he basically gave him local anesthesia like he just he just gave it to where you know the part where they're doing the surgery will be numb and he won't like you know (laughs) die from pain um and so ben is fully awake right now uh which I don't really buy, but the no. idea that the but the idea that Ben is conscious because it just like the, I put this together because he count down too quickly, and I was just thinking about it'd be really interesting if if basically the end of this scene is you know Jack is trying to get Kate to escape, uh, but then at some point he calls he calls Juliet on you know what she did before, and 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 Ben gets it over here this whole plot, and Juliet you know of course confesses because she thinks. That that um that Ben is you know knocked out or whatever, but really you know he's still he's still awake. Oh my god! So he's talking with his kidney like cut like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, it's so scary. Yeah, I, I don't want him to talk. When, oh my god, oh my god. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he like pops his head up and goes. <laughs> Et to Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Then he's like, "Hey, somebody sew up my kidney while you're talking, while you're double crossing me." <laughs> no, I mean, I don't really believe that, but um, some think, version of that I, I would like to believe. I think the reason why it was so quick it was just because you know they didn't want to have it take that long. I guess. I guess that's true. They weren't going to have him sit there for a minute or two minutes or however long it would take for him to actually be knocked out. And, yeah. you know, they, they just wanted it to, to move along, you know? They're just so weird. It's like 20, yeah. 19, 18. And then it's like, okay, wow. Exactly. Sugar Plum's dancing in his head. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I mean, it, it is wildly unrealistic, but, you know, that's lost. That's new, that's cool, that's lost. I guess. Um, so, as Pickett storms out of the operating room when, oh when Ben goes under the knife, he gives the, uh, one of the most, one of the most talked about words <laughs> since, since, uh, him, since, um, 
since Carl, to a certain degree, uh, when we didn't know what was going on with Carl, we still don't. Yeah. Uh, since, uh, since a lot of words. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he goes, Pickett tells whoever the other little guy is. I don't know. I think, I think he has a name, doesn't he? I, yeah, I don't remember. He's that background uh, bald. Actor. I think he's I think he's Jason. Okay. Um, and he gives he um. There's something I want to talk about in terms of the others later, but um. Okay. I, I think his name is Jason. Anyway, he tells Jace Pickett tells Jason. Uh, you know, he wasn't Shepard wasn't even on Jacob's list, which probably was the most interesting line in the whole show. Definitely. Um, now he also says, as we mentioned earlier, you know, uh. As soon as, as soon as Ben, you know, is, is under, you know, he's, he says, well, I don't remember exactly what he says. Something like, okay, I'm going to go do it now. You know, he's going to yeah. go kill Sawyer. And, and, and then someone says something. God, man, I suck. I wish well, I Jason, Jason says, Jason says, well, Ben just went into surgery and then. Oh, right. Pickett, yeah. Pickett says, well, yeah, Ben just let one of, you know, just let one of them, whatever he says. Ben just let one of them operate on him, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then, yeah, and then Shepard wasn't even on Jacob's list. Yeah. So, this opens up a huge can of worms. Okay. Uh, with one line. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, as we said earlier, it sure seems like this whole thing was all about getting Jack over there to do the surgery on Ben. Sawyer and Kate were a bait, and that's it. Yeah. And it's this line, which I'm desperately clinging to, that suggests that there's that there's more to the story and that this is sort of Ben's agenda and that there's some other agenda out there that isn't that. Yeah. I, although what if uh what if what if Pickett thinks that Michael's name is Jacob? And he's just referencing the list that Michael had, which Jack's name was on that, so that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would he think Michael's of, name was Jacob? Of course I was joking with that. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, that is a crazy theory. I, I, you know, wow. <laughs> I mean, come on. He didn't, he didn't get to know the guy that well. Well, okay, but that's okay. He looks, uh, Harold Perrineau looks like a Jacob to me. Does he? Eh, a little bit. He, he looks like a Michael to me. Eh, whatever. He looks like a Harold to me. Not well, really, though. <laughs> he really doesn't look like a Harold. He really doesn't. I'd never think he was a Harold, but he's a Harold. Um, know. I agree. Well, do you want to start musing about Jacob? Yeah. So, so let's see. I have, I have a number of. Questions oh wait, can we, can we, can we finish the episode real quick? Because we're almost done. Oh, you want, you want to finish the episode and then talk about Jacob? Yeah, cause I think, uh, cause yeah, let's just finish talking about what happens real quick and then we can be done with the episode. I don't know how much we're gonna get out of it. Much like, you know, various mysteries that have been just thrown at us in the past with, yeah. with a tiny line like this. I don't know how much we can gleam from it, but yeah, I, it's, it's the most interesting thing. So, okay. So the next scene, Pickett goes for Sawyer, you know, and, uh, basically almost kills him. And as much as I knew that they weren't going to kill Sawyer, I, this, the drama of it was still there for me. So I was still enthralled about, oh, my God, Sawyer's about to die. Oh, my God, what's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though I knew they couldn't kill him. But I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe they could shoot him in the head and Jack could go save him or something, mm-hmm. you know, get the bullet out. Um, but um, Or maybe it'll just graze him like it did Locke. Oh, uh, 
he's not that lucky. Only Locke is that lucky. Oh, okay. And only Shen is that bad of a shot. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, Jack cuts the kidney sack and basically tells them, you know, Ben has an hour to live uh, or <laughs> or else he's going to die. <laughs> that was a weird sentence. Uh, ben has an hour to live and that they need to, uh, you know, basically get down there and let's start talking. Um, mm-hmm. so blah, blah, blah. He tells, he gets the, he gets on the walkie with Kay and tells Kay, you know, she's got to leave and, you know, remember the story that I told you when we first met, blah, blah, blah. And when you were sewing me up and do you, do you remember the story, Justin? I certainly do. That's okay. the story from the pilot. It was, uh, yeah. it was the story we saw them rehearse in the, in the auditions. It was about the time that, uh, he was doing the surgery and he cut something and it came out like angel hair pasta and then he counted to five and let the fear go in and, and then after the five he stopped and finished and safer and something. I mean, that's a really crappy version of the story, but. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, he, he, it was, it was his whole story about fear and how he sort of conquered fear and, and all he does is count to five and the fear goes away. Right. He um, lets, he lets it in for the five count. Yeah. Yeah. He did. De- yeah. He lets the fear in for the five count. And then, and that's it. And that's all you fear. That's all you get. <laughs> Somehow, like, if you let it in a little bit, then that's, that's the way you can sort of get over it. Yeah. Well, cause fear, you know, fear doesn't mind. Fear doesn't want to stay too long. You know, as long as it can get a hold of you for a little bit, it's happy and it just yeah. goes away. Right. <laughs> Right. So yeah, that's a that's a serious callback to the uh to the pilot. Yeah, I'm surprised they sort of mentioned that for people who have been watching uh from the beginning. Uh that's like one of the first scenes really after the crash. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyway, that's the story. So he so tell me this. Tell me this. Um is he does he ha- is he just going to let Sawyer stay with the others? No, um, he's not. That's what Carlton told me. What do you mean? You act like I knew. Uh, you asked me, well, you asked me like I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, cause you were in the writer's room when they were talking about this. I was, I was, and, uh, we had tuna fish sandwiches for lunch. Um, no, I mean, I mean, what do you think? You know, it's weird that Jack, the, the whole, the whole way it happened with Jack telling, telling Kate to, uh, to, to get to safety and he didn't mention Sawyer at all. Um, I, I don't know if he thought that Sawyer was already, I mean, I don't think he thought Sawyer was already dead or anything like that. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe to a certain extent, you know, as some people think that, you know, Jack sort of maybe has a deal with Ben or something weird. I don't know, but maybe, maybe the deal is, you know, maybe he has been told that like, okay, we'll, we'll let you let Kate go or something like that, but there's no way in hell Sawyer's getting off or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm trying to rationalize why he didn't mention Sawyer. Um, I don't think, do I, do I think, I guess there's two questions. Do I think Jack would allow Kate to get away and Sawyer not to? Yes. I, I think, I think so. Really? Um, He's that yeah, much I, of an ass? He's not that much of an ass, I think. I mean, even Sawyer didn't want him want himself to be saved. You know what I mean? Like Sawyer, you know, it's this oh, weird. Oh, whatever. He see, he just says shit. It's this weird, like pride thing. And I think when you're in a situation as dire as this, it's like, you know, I mean, like, you know, like you said, hope is really important, and you know, Sawyer doesn't have a lot of it. 
And, you know, I sort of believed him when he said, you know, I don't, I don't want to be saved or I don't need to be saved because at this point it's like, you know what, kill me already. Jesus Christ. Like, how much more of this, like, existence can I take? I mean, what am I going to go back to? Being on the island, you know, being chased by Smokey, you know, being sand everywhere all the time, hot and dirty and sweaty and, and eating fruit and fish and shit all the time. I mean, that's not, that's not the idea of paradise, you know, even though they're sort of in a paradise like place. Um, so it's like, what is he, what do they really have to go back to? You know what I mean? Uh, besides freedom, which is all they have on, on their island, to a certain extent it's freedom. Um, so I can see Sawyer ready to cash in the chips and, and ready to, you know, be like, you know, whatever, kill me. I don't really care. I mean, like, you know, in that whole scene when Kate's like, no, you fight, you fight. And he was just, re- he sort of resigned to die because he had, he had done all the fighting he could do. Um, it's like an old horse who's run a lot of races, but uh, sometimes you got to put that got to put that horse down. I mean, I hate to even say this, but couldn't he at least have Kate to live for? Who Sawyer? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has. He could have Kate to live for, but not in this situation. Not when he doesn't necessarily think that they're going to get out of it alive. But if know. I mean, if they have this opportunity to leave, I mean. No, okay, yeah, no, no. I mean, obviously he says that before this whole thing happens with Jack, but, um, I mean, it just depends on how it plays out. I mean, back to the original question, uh, I mean, I don't know how it's gonna play out with, with, with Sawyer. I mean, that's the whole thing, like, I'm surprised that, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's a situation where Jack wants Kate to be safe, and, you know, and barring the Sawyer situation for now, maybe, Maybe after Kate is safe, Jack is going to negotiate his own safety, you know. Um, I mean, do you think that, to throw a question back at you, do you think Jack is is sort of, his idea is that Kate is going to get free, but he's just going to stay there? I mean, because if he stays there, he's going to die. They're going to kill him for what he did to Ben. Whether or not he fixes Ben in the end or not, they're, they're going to try to kill him for that. Oh, Jack wants to leave, no question. Jack wants to leave, but why do you think he... He's orchestrating it like he is then. Like, okay, Kate, like, there's one hour, you know. And I mean... I think he thinks they're not going to let... I think he thinks they're not going to let him go anyway. And so he figures the only leverage I have is to take Ben hostage and negotiate for, you know, Kate's release. And, you know, I guess I just care about Kate and Sawyer can die or stay here. I don't care. I don't, yeah, that's the thing, like I said, I, 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 would he let Sawyer just stay there? I think he would. Um, but, but will he? No. I think there's gonna be some sort of way where, where, so, where Kate's like, you know, what about Sawyer or something like that? And, um, you know, I'm surprised she didn't say that before, but then Kate's like, I can't leave without you. I mean, I don't think, I don't think their escape is gonna happen the way they sort of make it seem like it's gonna happen. This whole thing with, with you know what are they? I mean, like I said, what are they gonna do? Take Kate to the boat and like send her back to the island and then like leave her there. I mean, she's gonna have to have the walkie-talkie, you know, with her to tell Jack. And can the walkie-talkie even like you know transmit a couple miles away? You know, um, see that's that's the other part of the problem. Jack doesn't know where they are. Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't seem to know where they are. And uh, and Kate doesn't tell him, of course. Why would well, she? There's too much going on. Um, run, Kate! I can't run, Kate! I can't. Like, don't don't explain why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess that's the idea. I, I mean, it would be crappy if it, you know, 
if if you're like run Kate, I can't. We're on a separate island and it's too far. Oh shit. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Now that should have been the ending. Oh shit. Lost. <laughs> Like, that would be the worst ending ever. It's like, no, run, Kate, I can't. Run, Kate, I can't. They cut off my legs. Lost. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man, yeah. I just want Jack. I, yeah, I want I, I want to. Oh, God. I wish this was on, like, HBO or something where they could be like, oh, shit. Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's one of the, that's one of the weird things. Like, if you read the script, they actually do put words like that in there. Yeah. Um. I guess just when they, I guess their idea is this is what they would say if it were on HBO, but you know, since it's not, you just leave those words out. They sort of like put them in parentheses. It's like yeah, it's like for the actors to be able to to understand, you know, whatever, and to sort of get that meaning across. Because sometimes you can tell when they would have said a curse word, right? Right. So I think yeah, that would be that would be quite an ending. <laughs> I you know, I am a little I'm a little torn and disappointed by this whole by the way the show ended. I mean obviously, you know, we didn't really like the episode that much anyway, which is why we've been talking about it for three and a half hours. Right. Um because we hate it so much, right? <laughs> but um I'm a little disappointed in how this whole thing ended with you know, with just the idea that you know, Jack is trying to get Kate to escape, but obviously he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't have the full picture. And um, and just, you know, he didn't sort of mention Sawyer. You know, why not say, you guys escape, you know? Yeah. When you guys get to safety, you tell me the story once you guys get to safety, you know? Right. And, um, you know, and I was going to say maybe he doesn't know where that Kate is with Sawyer, you know I mean? But he does know that... <laughs> They're they're in the cages to get. Hopefully, he sort of assumes they're together in the cages. You know. Yeah. Well, after he, he saw them in the cage together, I would think he would assume that. Oh, that's right. He saw them in the cages. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't mention Sawyer. I guess just for the drama of the scene, uh, it wasn't really important. I guess. Uh, we should we should write Carlton and Damon and ask them uh, ask them because. Uh, I wonder when they record the new podcast. Or Greg Nations. That's the problem. They uh, they record pretty far in advance. I have a feeling it's already recorded. Yeah, probably. Uh, because uh, I remember one of the more recent ones, they said they recorded it um, at the end of October. Uh, so it was like a week behind. So I, I, I have a feeling it's too late, sadly. So there's, so there's no way to ask that anyone would have asked that question. Uh, yeah, exactly. No one saw the episode yet. Right. Um, so basically, we could out, we could send in the questionnaire, and when the next podcast comes out for the beginning of the season, yeah, that I would mean, be that's, a good time. That's when they're going to talk about I do right again. They'll talk about it. Yeah. And and preview the upcoming season. So yeah, that would definitely be the time. So I guess it's it's worth sending it in now, but I would say send it in later, like January maybe. How about I'll send mine in now. You send yours in January. Okay. And Sounds neither like of and neither of us will do that. I know. <laughs> um, um, okay, so uh, Jack cuts the kidney sack, and uh, which I guess is the same as a kidney, right? I mean, is wow, a kidney sack some other? Or did you already say that? I already said that. Okay. I'm just really concerned that he. That that it's called, it's a kidney sack and I cut his kidney, but I don't know. You're not you're not familiar with the fact that the kidney has a little sack on it. Yeah, like a satchel. 
Like it for when it goes on it goes on vacation and has this little stuff. All right. Um, and then I love the guy who comes and goes. Should, should it be bleeding like that? Uh, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> Pop in the face. Right. <laughs> uh, and you shouldn't be this close to me either. Slap. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we go. Then we go back to the cages, and Sawyer has Pickett. Uh, Sawyer and Pickett. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sawyer has Pickett. You know, pretty much, almost conquered. And of course, of course, Kate foils the whole plan because she gets like caught, and the guns on her again. And it's the same thing that's happened before. Just like in the hunting party. When she yep. came and nobody wanted her to come and she got captured. And the glass you know. ballerina when Sawyer started, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know what, Kate? Damn, it's like you... <laughs> they would have... Things would have occurred so differently if she wasn't so crappy in these situations. Yeah, she gets to be the uh, the damsel in distress constantly. She always is. Um, And then I, I thought Pickett was really, really, really ridiculous towards the end of this episode. Like... His vehemently crazed disdain for Sawyer is is so strange. Like, you know, like he he gets Sawyer on his knees and is about to shoot him, and he tells you know he tells Kate he wants her to watch, you know. And it's like you know if if the point of this is to you know take away somebody you love, like I just don't understand why you want someone to watch that, you know, like. Uh, I mean, it's not like it's not like they killed Colleen on purpose, or or like you know, they were like, "Oh, Colleen, you're lucky Pickett's not here. They would we would make him watch you die, you know." Like it's so, I, <laughs> I you know, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that's a good point. I mean, does he know what she was doing? Like, you know, if I feel like if he if he knew what she was doing, I mean, he's just he's just being totally irrational. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. He's like, "This is for Colleen," and it's like, yeah, it's like. It's like Look, bitch, he's, she stormed onto a boat with people with guns who yeah. are hijacking the boat from the people who, you know, ostensibly owned it. You yeah. Know, at least, you know... Hey, they, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was Desmond's boat, and he let him use it, so, yeah. you know, it was it was more theirs than it was the others, you know. They're yeah. stealing their boat, they're coming on with guns, you know, and you, and you think you don't have a... You don't think they have the right to, like... Defend themselves? defend themselves. I guess he thinks they don't, or at least they shouldn't have. What they're just supposed to be like? Oh, okay, bye. Like I, I don't understand why. Yeah. He... I mean, I guess he just he doesn't care. I mean, obviously he's not being rational, and he just doesn't care how Colleen died. Just the fact that she died, the fact that she died, and she died because of you know by the hands of one of them. Right. Um. You know, I think is all he he is concerned about. I I I'm just really you know confused on why he's taking it out on Sawyer in particular. Right. And maybe it goes back to the idea that Sawyer was going to die anyway. Yeah. So, it's like, well, I want to be the one to kill him, because he did the, they did this to Colleen, you know. Yeah. And I guess Jack is out of the pick question, because then, you know, Ben needs Jack, and I guess Kate's out of the question, because she's too Canadian. Yeah, I know. Kate, whatever. She, she's a mole. That's why she's out of the question. She is a mole. I think, uh, if, if, if if the Lost Ways had kidnapped Colleen and Pickett and then shot Colleen in front of Pickett and then, like, let him go and, you know, then he went back and then they captured Jack Gaines Sawyer, then I'll buy him doing this. Yeah. Um, but the way it is now, it's just totally absurd. But, yeah, I guess I guess it's process of elimination. Um, 
but I don't see, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's still, it's still just weird. It, it seems sort of, it seems like they, they need some drama there and, uh, and it seems plausible that he'd be upset about it. So they just sort of took it to an extreme that's a little unrealistic. Yeah. You know. It was pretty crazy. I just, just when he said like, I want you to watch, like, jeez. Like, yeah. isn't the point, like, isn't the point, like, uh, the point is for Pickett to get satisfaction, not to make Kate upset, right? Well, so I crazy. guess, I guess he, he, he likes that, he likes it more if not only can he kill, you know, one of the people he holds responsible, but he can also take away, uh, you know, uh, someone who cares about someone else just like he, you know, and in front of them sort of makes it worse, you know, if they have to watch. So do you think if, if, if Kate had said that she did not love Sawyer when Pickett was beating up on him, that's that, that Sawyer wouldn't have been as big of a target for his revenge since, you know, since it's about taking away somebody, someone, one of these guys love. Uh, I mean, bar, barring the idea that they were going to kill Sawyer anyway, I mean, do you think that if Pickett was like, do you love this guy? And she's like, no, you know, I don't love this guy, that, that it would have been less, I mean, maybe Pickett would have killed him anyway, but it would have been less, you know, less of a big deal. Yeah, that's the thing. Alone. I think, I think he likes that that's the case because he gets to take a more exact revenge. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Don't mistake coincidence for faith. Don't mistake coincidence for Pickett, because coincidence hey, Pickett. won't kill you. Hey, Pickett, why are you really killing Sawyer? Is it to avenge Colleen, or is it because... <laughs> Thank you, Saeed. <laughs> oh, God. Or that was Desmond that said that, but it was a it was a big Saeed. That was a Saeed line. It is, yeah. The Saeed. Oh boy, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it left them. It left them in a situation of high, high drama and tension. So, I yeah. mean, you know, to me, it's it's um it's definitely a mid season sort of cliffhanger, not a end of the season cliffhanger. Um, yeah, yeah, well, it's definitely not in the middle of the season, but um, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean by mid season, I mean at any point during the season. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is yeah, that, is that is that include the beginning and end? Well, that's no, in the, that's in the season too. No, it means it means at any point in the middle of the season. And by middle, I mean oh, never mind. <laughs> you mean episode from episode six to six? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, no. But I mean, never mind. I... Okay, let's talk about let's talk about Jacob. We're done. Okay, so basically the rest of the episode, you know. Uh, Jacket's on the phone with Kay. Oh, you should run. No, no, I can't. I love you. I can't stay. Oh, I can't go. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Kate, damn it, run! <laughs> and then it's like, lost. Right. Uh, you gotta love that line. Kate, damn it, run! <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Jacob, what's, what's your thoughts? Alright. So I have a list of questions here. Okay, your thoughts consist of questions. Awesome. Yeah, that's this is what I do. You know, it, it reminds me of last episode with Patchy Matt, Patchy, eye patch uh, guy, gag, gag. Excuse me, uh, glass eye guy. I guess that's what that means. Um, yeah, with that guy. You know, I basically just had a series of questions, um, and that's basically what I have about. Um, okay, Jacob. I can answer. I can answer seventy-five percent of your questions. Okay. 
Well, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. So okay. uh, we'll see how that pans out. Um, okay, number one. Who is Jacob? Obvious question. <laughs> uh, Jacob is gag. All right. Uh, question number two. How did he make a list? Uh, with a pencil and paper. Okay, that's not what I mean. <laughs> what I mean is, how did he get the name, you know, what process? Question, question number three. Did he check it twice? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, my, my, my real question there is, you know, by what process did he obtain the names that he put on the list? Why, whatever names were on the list, why were they on the list? Uh huh. Question three. <laughs> okay, you're, you're not gonna answer that one. I don't um, know. I have no idea. Uh, the, my next question is, how did the list get changed? Uh, Ben just added the name. Okay. My next question is, who was on the original list? I believe it was Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley. Okay. Next question, how does Pickett know about the original list? Because he was there when the list, you know, he was, I think they, I think all of those guys sort of know the whole, the sort of general plan when they were going to sort of. Uh, you know, have Michael go and do the whole coup, the, not the coup, but the whole thing. So I think that's just sort of general other information that they have. Um, so wait, when I said how did the list get changed, what did you say? He just added his, Ben said, no, I want, I want Jack too. Now, how could Ben have added Jack's name to the list if he was captured? Or did he do it before he got captured? Yeah, I would say before. Yeah, I would say he did it before. Okay. Or he did it he did it during the um when he was in the hatch in the, the during lockdown or something. Okay. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Like maybe he went maybe he went when he got captured and he had spent all that time with Jack and he messaged back to them, "Okay, I finally met Jack and he has a great bedside manner, so I definitely want him to be my doctor <laughs> and uh put him on the list." I don't know. Okay. I, I'm thinking, okay, here's the whole thing. Um, the whole thing with who was originally on the, on the list, uh, I, I feel like it's, it, I feel like it was definitely Jack, Kate, I'm sorry, Jack, I'm sorry, Sawyer. <laughs> Please Kate, don't say Jack. <laughs> Sawyer, Kate, and Hurley. Because, you know, cause just because all Pickett said was his name wasn't even on the list, that doesn't seem to denote that the list changed dramatically, just that that name was added to the list. Okay. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the list was about, you know, and I think that, I think this whole thing is really interesting because, you know, we, we, you and I in particular want this, 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 uh, capturing of the losties to be more than just about the surgery. Right. And for Ben, it seems to be definitely just about the surgery. Yeah. So maybe for the others in general, it's more than just that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't understand, you know, and then, and then that leads me to believe that they weren't going to kill Sawyer all along, but maybe they were. I don't know. Um, well, because I have to say, I, I need to say this. Please Because say if Jack was not on the list, then it couldn't have been about the surgery. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because Jack's the only one that can do the surgery. So if his name wasn't even on the list, then whatever they were going to do with that list had nothing to do with the surgery. There's no definitely. way. Just had to say that. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, so, so another question is, what is the hierarchy among the others? What's what is Jacob's relationship to Ben? 
Um, you know what? I it could Jacob could have been this this sort of guy I like to think that was in charge before Ben got in charge. Uh, you know, the maybe Juliet's husband or or significant other, which is part of the reason she doesn't like Ben. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe Jacob uh, you know, um died or been killed him or something like that or for some reason jacob's out of the picture uh i feel like if jacob was still around things would be a little bit different yeah uh, and we would have probably seen him by now yeah um so i don't think jacob is still around okay uh, i think jacob was the person who was originally in charge uh the, the 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 big part i don't like about my little theory about jacob being originally in charge is yeah. that you know Ben is the first person we see given orders. I was just going to say that. Ben, now, was, ben sure seemed to be in charge at the time of the crash, which is now, certainly before they knew about Jack. Definitely. But I think, I think the idea is that, but, you know, very, very recently before the crash is when the whole change of power happened, you know. And I think that's, I think that's related to why Juliet was crying when we first see her. And why, you know, she didn't invite, you know, Ben to the book club. I mean, obviously something big happened between the two of them. Because, okay. you know, he re- he says as much. He says, oh, I guess I'm not invited to the book club now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, referencing that they have some sort of falling out. I agree. You know, and and then, you know, when he sort of comes to Juliet and tells her that he needs her help, you know, and it's it's very sort of formal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, I like to think Jacob, Jacob was the guy who was originally in charge. And he was the guy who originally made the list. Um, but, now, but yeah, I know what, how could he make the list when he wasn't in charge when the plane hadn't crashed yet? Uh, good point. And maybe, how did he do it? I just, maybe, I don't understand. Maybe that means, I mean, that can't possibly mean that Jacob and the rest of them knew the plane was going to crash, right? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing. If Jacob was in charge before Ben, and Ben wasn't in char- charge until after the crash, um, or before the crash, Ben was in charge, I should say, then that means if Jacob made a list, then that means he, he knew the plane was coming. That's the, I mean, that's pretty much the only explanation. It's in, or, you know, to some degree, he knew those people were going to be on the island. How could he know that? Though? I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and and retract my theory that Jacob was the guy who was originally in charge, because it, it leads to a path that I don't want to go down. Um, I want to get, I want to say that. God, I don't know, man. It just, it, it, it. To me, it works better for, for, for Jacob to be in charge originally, you know, and Ben to take his place. It, it makes more sense. But in terms of making the, you know, when the list was made, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. part of me wants to say that, um, that it may be one of those things that don't, that just don't quite add up. Yeah. Um, and then maybe and that, he was originally in charge, but, oh well, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. And I guess, uh, one of the quick questions I want to ask, do you think when, when Tom mentions him that he's talking about Jacob? I mean, I know originally we thought we, he was talking about Henry, but now that we know about this Jacob character, maybe he was talking about Jacob. Yeah, one of the theories I've seen floating around there is that that's who Jacob is. But the thing is, you know, Ben talks about him, but if Ben took over, you know, I don't think he'd talk about him. You know, or or maybe Jacob, maybe Jacob is ultimately the one in charge. Maybe maybe Jacob. Um, 
I still don't feel like Jacob is there though, like he's present. Right. Now um, if he you said he was Mr. Eyepatch, right? Yeah, maybe he's Mr. Eyepatch. Now if he's Mr. Eyepatch, then he's probably in the flame hatch, which is probably not where the other's village is. Definitely, definitely. Um so that's I guess that's my theory for now. Um is that he uh he really is in charge and I guess I guess my theory would be that he's he's supposed to be in charge but that Ben has sort of done some behind the scenes like Ben is uh, like like a uh an under under uh Wing. What's the word? underling yeah but but still in charge to some extent he's like the vice president yeah something like that where he people do follow him but that he, he him doing this has sort of superseded or or gone above and beyond what uh, this guy's plans were. Yeah, I think I think maybe for whatever reason, if Jacob is gag, then you know, then you know, Jacob has some need to be at the flame station or whatever he is, and he can't you know easily you know sort of just come back to O Town or come back to the the mini island, and so he's relying on um on Ben to to keep things in order while he's there. Right. Um. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't think of too many compelling reasons why. Because I think for Ben to be in charge like he is, and to and to things to be so bad that Juliet wants him dead is is really the idea that like, if Jacob was is is the is the higher guy, then he's sort of not coming back, or he's not going to be back for a long time. You know, or that, or specifically that Ben has been in charge for a long time. Yeah. For thing for things to get this bad, and you know even you know and for um for for Jacob if Jacob is gag like. You know, if all he is is at the flame station, I can't really imagine why Ben would need to be in charge for so long. You know, and why, and what would be so important for, I mean, these are like questions we can't possibly answer, but what would be so important at the flame station that would require Gag's full attention for a, a lengthy amount of time? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Although I liked, you know, my theory about the flame station is that that's where the controls for Smokey are. Right, right. Which would be um, something. Um, so maybe he's maybe he's busy using Smokey to, uh, you know, judge Locke and Echo. Yeah. And the other like the others job. are very judgmental. Yeah. So it would be in line with their philosophy, I think, to have a thing like that. Um, I I don't think I believe that, but but it's a it's a possibility. Yeah. I think I think I I think I'll give that like. Twenty percent of what I don't know. <laughs> you just give it twenty percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's like uh, ivory soap, one hundred percent pure. Okay, <laughs> pure what? One hundred percent pure. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, good point. Um... <laughs> it's just pure. It's pure, pure. It's pure, whatever it is, I guess, which is kind of yeah. silly because isn't everything pure, whatever it is? Yeah, even you know, dirt is one hundred percent pure dirt. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those great claims that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, I think to me, various things are another thing that's interesting about this line is it shows Pickett not being totally reverent to Ben, being sort of questioning of his judgment and decisions definitely especially in in this situation when 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 you know 
Pickett doesn't agree with what's going on, and and you know he's looking for any reason to go against what Jack what what Ben is trying to do yeah. in relationship to Jack. So. And, and you know he's like, screw this, I'm gonna go kill Sawyer. Ben is hopeless. Look at what he's doing. And the guy he wasn't even on the list to begin with. So I don't know what we're doing. Like it's it's I don't know. It, it suggests that there's some there's something beyond Ben here. Um, yeah. and I think that's interesting because it definitely seems like Ben was it. Uh, so. I, yeah, that line really surprised me. I did not expect that line. Did not expect it. Me either. And it, it saved me. Like if, if you take out that line, I, I, my disappointment in this episode goes down considerably. Yeah. And um, it goes up? Cause it really saved it. Saved me. You from, mean your disappointment goes up? Did I say down? Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. I said remove that line. Oh, yeah. It goes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're more disappointed. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Up. That makes more sense. Um, because, I mean, I was really depressed when Kate said, yeah, we're just bait and, you know, they just wanted Jack to do the surgery and it just seemed like that was it, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, it was very depressing to me because I thought, God, this is the best they got. Like, Come on, guys. Yeah. That's all. Uh, I had a tumor. I was dying, and I had to, like, ugh. I think they're going to whip something out, man. They're going to, that sounds really weird to say, but they're going to pull something out that'll be, um, that'll be compelling. I mean, it's, it's lost, you know. They'll, they, I think in the, in the, at the end of the day, they always, they, you know, they, they more often than not satisfy the fans, so. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty compelling what's going on. Um, you know, I'm glad they have the Jacob line. I mean, that's pretty much what's going to keep me going for 13 weeks. Me too. Uh, not whether or not Kate get, you know, gets off or whatever. You no, know, cause Kate. I think it's, it's obvious to me that, well, first of all, Sawyer's not going to die. Yeah. I also think Ben's not going to die. You really do? Yeah. I was going to ask you that, whether or not you thought Ben died. And I got to say, I think he has to die. I I don't think there's any way he's gonna die. I think he's gonna be around all season, no problem. Um, I think I think at some point the only way to get rid of Ben, like in terms of like, in terms of him being on the show, is to have him die. I agree, but I don't think he's gonna die now. Okay. Uh, I think he may die at some point, but if he dies, I say it's way towards the end of the season. Okay. Um, I also think that, um, and this is this is not spoilers. This is just pure speculation. I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't, I think they're going, they're obviously going to escape at some point. Yeah. I don't think they're going to escape immediately. Well, uh, didn't Carlton and Damon say in the last podcast that, that pretty soon we're going to get, like, they're going to escape and we'll be, we're going to be getting back to the beach? Did they, they say that? They did say that, yeah. But um, I'm going to make a prediction now. <laughs> I say by episode, uh, by episode eight, they're, they're escape. I think we're gonna get, you know, I think most of episode seven is gonna be, you know, the rest yeah. of this sort of scene. Um, I think by, I think definitely by episode nine, they're gonna be back at the beach, but I think by eight, well, they're gonna be done. I agree. I agree. I, I would, I'll say even nine, maybe. Uh, I think, I think they might get out in nine. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, okay. I said I said nine at the latest, but I think it's eight. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say nine, um, and we'll see. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So I so what what I, I guess what I'm saying is this initial thing I don't think is gonna work. 
Uh, I think there's something else that's going to happen before they escape. It's a bad plan that needs to be changed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I was, so I want to ask, what is the status? Do you, do you have any idea? What is the, what is the, what is the meaning of this list? Um, you already asked me that. I did? Well, you asked me how they comprise the list. Yeah. I, did. I, I think that's the same question, right? Like, sort I of. I don't know what it means when you're on this list. Like, I, that's the whole thing. It's, it's really asking why do they want, why do they want these people? And I just, you know, I mean, it's not, it's, you know, they obviously don't want Jack, I mean, sorry, Sawyer and Kate to do surgery on Ben. I mean, obviously yeah. not, right? And they, they don't seem to want Sawyer and Kate just to do, just to help with the building, because to me that doesn't make any sense. No way. Um, I, I really don't know, man. You know, like, you know, like um, Pickett said, it was supposed to be two weeks, you know, and it seemed like after two weeks they were going to be let go or something. Because, you know, he said the next two weeks are going to be really harsh. Yeah. So that sort of infer implies that, you know, Kate at least will be let go in two weeks. Um, maybe that implies that. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I can't even speculate on what. Um, okay. Why they, they want these. Uh, it does it right now. I can't even I can't even fathom why. I think. Yeah. I. I. Yeah, I don't know either. I was just hoping maybe you had a 30-second theory. No, I, I've been thinking about that a long time. Why, uh, what, what's the whole point? I mean, Carlton Damon said, you were going to find out relatively soon why the others take children, you know, and the adults, too. And apparently, you know, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler, but, you know, it's not that big a deal, is that we're going to see the kids and we're going to see, uh, the flight attendant Cindy again. Uh, relatively soon too. So I think, uh, I think it all is going to become clear. I think by the time we see the, the children and Cindy again, it's going to become clear what's really going on. Yeah, I agree because I think when they took people in the past, when they took people from the tail section, um, it was, it was for the same reason Jacob's list was made. That, those people were not taken because, oh, we'll take Cindy because you can serve drinks to Ben or, you know, I, I get the sense that Jack was taken for this very specific reason, but that, you know, the other people were taken for this general reason that the others take people that, well, we, have, that we have yet to find out. Well, I mean, Goodwin said as much that they, they, they took the good people, right? I mean, that, yeah. that was sort of our conceit is that they're taking the good people and Sawyer and Kate should not be good people. They sort of take good people... And kids. Yeah. Well, kids should be good. You know, they're kids. Yeah. But no. like, I, I, I don't, I don't buy that, that, that they're taking, I mean, if they took the, if they took the other adults because they're good people, I don't buy that's why they took uh, Kate and Sawyer. Uh, oh, Kate's not bad. Well, Sawyer's definitely bad. Sawyer, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, he is bad. I mean, Kate's bad too. She's a federal. She's wanted for federal crimes. Oh, she's a I, felon. I don't she's think Kate's a felon. Bad. She's a felon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if 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 she confesses to Yimmy, she'd be okay. But yeah, I mean, I think I think for a bad person, she's pretty good. Um, 
But Sawyer is a little harder to defend. Um, but, I mean, well then, so maybe none of them were on the list? It doesn't seem like that from what you Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that. And it's like, well, why would you take, why would you totally change the list? You know, it's, it's one thing to add someone to the list because you're already going to be taking people. But, I mean, you would still want the original people you wanted. And it, it does seem weird that if, if Jacob was the one who originally instigated the list, that he sort of said, okay, I want these people. And then he like disappears or something. Yeah. And he's not, he's not there to be there when the people come or, or, you know, maybe some, you know, if Jacob is gagged, maybe some big thing happened at, at the, wherever he is that he's got to attend to. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe that's what the two week thing is. Maybe, maybe Jacob is going to be back in two weeks. And so Ben and them had to do whatever they were going to do to these people within two weeks. Okay. Before Jacob came back and, and was able to intervene and stop it or whatever. Right. So they have to, but it's just odd that they're, that they're blatantly disobeying this. Not necessarily disobeying. I mean, it just, it's just basically like, you know, like, like, think about this. What if, what if, you know, basically Jacob said, okay, I want Sawyer, I want Sawyer, Kate, and Hurley. You know, and I only want Hurley so that Hurley, so that Hur so Hurley can send the message back to the rest of the people, right? And then Ben was like, "Hey, add add Jack to the list." You know, whether he told Jacob or not, I don't know, but add add Jack to the list. Blah blah blah. Okay, then while you know while Ben is getting uh you know that scene at the end of season two when they're at the dock and they're 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 taking them back to the to O Town or whatever or to this to the the mini island. That's when Jacob has to go and be out of the picture so that Ben realizes, okay, I got this two-week window. You know, maybe he was even in contact with it, but I've got this two-week window, you know, before Jacob comes back and to do whatever it is Jacob originally wanted them for, you know. And and so it's not that he's disobeying him. Not like Jacob said, okay, don't do anything to these people until I get back or don't torture them and don't, you know. It's not like he's disobeying specifically but he's got this sort of free reign because Jacob isn't in the if you know it does because it doesn't seem like Jacob's in the picture right now. So that's sort of my theory right now is that 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 was why that they had that two week limitation. So it's not necessarily that they're gonna let them they were gonna plan to let them go in two weeks. It's just that that's when whatever they were there for is gonna start. Okay. So they had two weeks to do whatever Ben wanted to do. Yeah, okay, okay. And I have and to it, say, I think that's the way Lost goes usually. Um, you know, whenever whenever we've been in a situation where I think, okay, we have to, when we do this, we have to learn everything about that. You know, I thought, um, in maternity leave, when we saw behind the scenes with the others, I thought, okay, we'll have to, we'll have to learn everything about them in this, in this. It will explain everything if we just see what happened to Claire. Mm -hmm. Right, and it and it explained only a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I think I felt the same way about this season when they took him. I thought, you know, and they said well, you're coming home with us, which was a lie, and still here. <laughs> you know, I agree. I thought I thought, oh my god, well, all we need to do to understand the others is be around them more. Yeah, but no, but no, it didn't work that way. They didn't take him to their home. We did at least get to see it. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at least they showed us their home, even though they didn't take us there and let us stay there. Yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, just hanging around the others has not told us very much about them. No. You know, only the tiniest hint here or there. You know, and I, and I think that's, that's the way it goes. And I have to say, I think even once we see the kids and we learn a little more about that, I still don't think that's going to be the end of it. Um, well, I, I feel like... I'll keep going, sorry. I think it might be the end of the season before we have any sort of complete understanding of the others. And I think even then we might not. Well, I feel like I feel like the the more I feel like that we really won't see the kids until towards the end of the season. Because I think once we see the kids, I feel like the kids might come. You know, the kids and Cindy might be rescued to some degree, unless they just like decide to want to stay there or something. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but I think I I sort of feel like once we figure out what's happening with the kids and stuff. That's when we're going to figure out what the others are doing. And, I mean, that might be the end of, you know, figuring out the others. We might not we might not ever get, like, a real complete picture. But I feel like as much as we're going to get, we're going to get by the time we, we sort of see Cindy and them. Unless it's going to be, like, a weird thing where we see them in the background and there's no real big deal. We just we just sort of see them. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I would but, really like to know what happened with Walt, too. Yeah. Well, you know what happened with Walt. Do I? Well, he told you they Miss Clue didn't they say? I mean, he said he had they were they made him take tests. Okay, was it him talking to Michael? Yeah. Okay, why did he leave Michael into a trap? Why did who leave Michael into a trap? Walt. <laughs> what do you mean? He gives he gives Michael these directions that sort of lead him into that. Wasn't you mean on the computer? We already discussed that that probably wasn't Walt on the computer. Well, that's what I was just asking. You said you wanted to know what happened to Walt. No, but I was just asking if that was him on the computer. And you said yes, but... I didn't say yes. I guess you don't think so. No, you said when... My, okay, I'm sorry. You said you said when Walt was talking to Michael, I thought you meant that scene where they're in the tent. and the Oh, yeah, but you meant on the computer. Sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I don't think that was Walt at all. We already talked about that. It makes no sense for that to be Walt. The way the way the, the person on the other end was talking and, like, uh, you know, the, the really specific directions he gave that I really don't think Walt would have known to give. And, like, I don't think in any way that was Walt. But I want to know more than they made him take tests. I want to know what what they were going to do with him or what, you know, what what did they think – you know, why did they take him to begin with? Like, what did they think he was gonna do? What what purpose yeah. did he? That's what that's what I want to know. And we don't know that. We know that already. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy, I'm like, man, I'm not watching the right show because I'm missing all these great answers. Um, yeah, because I think that's and the whispers, of course. Uh, no, there's a, there's a lot of questions. There's there's tons of questions that you know. Um, I don't, I don't know if the whispers are really the others. I mean, as far as we've seen them from the others, I really don't think the whispers are from this group of others that we've seen. Um, so, you know, I, I go back to one of my other mini theories is that, um, the whispers could be, you know, some, some leftover spirits on the island or something, you know, um, uh, cause I, you know, we, we've seen Adam and Eve, you know, and we've seen the Black Rock and we've seen all these signs of, you know, and the statue. We know there's previous people there. Um, so. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, having the whispers be like spirits or something, as I think 
something that the show might do since it's more like not, not really faith based, but more like you know more fantasy than sci-fi. Yeah. You know, which I think the show would do. They'd rather do fantasy than sci-fi. Really? I kind of feel I like the so. other way around. No, I think they're pretty much against doing sci-fi because I think fantasy people can t- can go. You know, if it's if it's a bit of fantasy, I think people can deal with that versus versus some science fiction. Um, I know one of the people messaged us and um, I think her name was Amanda. I forgot. Somebody somebody asked if uh or email. Remember that email we got and somebody referenced the uh. Smokey being a cloud of nanobots, which is a theory a lot of people had, and I sort of, I sort of like that theory only because, you know, my senior thesis was on nanotechnology. Um, yeah, I, I and, should mention that Damon and Carlton have specifically said that's not the case. Yeah, you should mention it because I was just about to mention that. <laughs> uh, not just in the recent podcast, but at Comic Con and yeah, interviews. no, they've said it. Yeah, they've said it quite a bit that that's not it. Um, which, 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 my point is, I think they're trying to steer. It's far away from sci-fi as they can. But they've also said that everything on the show can be explained in realistic terms. So See, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't I don't think that's true though. <laughs> I don't care what they say. I don't think that's true. You can't you cannot explain smoking in realistic terms. I agree, I mean, but well, first of all, what does realistic terms mean? Like it, that doesn't necessarily mean real world. Okay, don't get caught terms. up in my language because that's not exactly what they said. Okay, well, so okay, don't don't were, don't go. I thought you were quoting them. Don't obsess over that the word I used. It was it was that wasn't necessarily exactly it. It was something um, like that, or maybe in in scientific terms, or it was it was. It was something along those lines, but it wasn't exactly that. So, well, that's yeah. the thing. No matter what they said, anything along those lines, it just can't agree with. I mean, I mean, maybe they can do it, but I don't think there's any way in hell you can explain Smokey in any in any scientific way. I mean, Smokey defies science. <laughs> I agree. I mean, its ability to transform, its ability. I mean, even if it's not really. Taking other shapes, and if it's just making you think that, I mean, that's not scientific, you know. The yeah. fact that it's a cloud of smoke that has, like, tangible abilities, like, that's not scientific. I mean, so, they may mean most things on the show, but they can't literally mean everything, so. And if they do mean that, they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I agree. But they have made that claim, so. All I just right, wanted to well. throw it out there. So it's problematic. And did you have more questions about Jacob? I don't think you answered. You had all seven questions out there, did you? Oh, I did. I did. I got all out. Okay. Um, like I said, right now, I think the only people Jacob could be, because I like to think anytime we hear about a new character, we could, it's. I like to hope it's someone we've seen before in some kind of way. Yeah. So it's either Locke's dad, which I don't think it is, or it's Gag, which I sort of hope it is. Locke's dad. Hey, is would that be the craziest thing ever? That would be really bizarre. No, Anthony Cooper is Jacob. All right. Yeah, Man, no way. I I, I will vote no way on that. Glass that guy is possible. I, I don't. I mean, I don't buy it either. But I'm saying, hey, it's a possibility, and it's it's not that crazy. I don't. I know would actually crazy. buy Jack's dad before Locke's dad. Jack's dad is dead. Exactly. Okay, I guess that's your point. Um, my other theory about Jacob 
with this idea that he's away, because uh, he seems to be away, um, is that maybe he went off the island. You know, since they have the ability to get things off the island, maybe he went for some sort of supply run or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so he's gone for two weeks. You know, maybe it takes a week to get whatever they to go and a week to get back or, you know, a couple days and he's going to be there a couple days and a couple days to get back or something. So that's my other addendum to my theory about Jacob being gone and why. Uh, a few people have brought up the possibility that he's a mole. Do you think uh, that's a possibility? Oh, that he's uh, Paolo, maybe. Yeah, Paolo or whoever else you think might be a mole. Um, I, you know, I want to say that anyone that high wouldn't need to go put themselves in that situation. Although Ben put himself in a very similar situation, which being exposed. Yeah. Um, I don't see why... That's the thing. I, I don't think he is because, you know, we saw Ben tell Goodwin and Ethan, you know, basically go be moles real quick. Yeah. Um, if, if, if Jacob was a mole too, I mean, he would have to, I mean, I could see him maybe wanting to go like insert himself into the, the beach folk, uh, after Ethan was killed, but then it would have been too late. Yeah. I think. Um, and so he would have to have done it very soon after. And I don't see any reason why he would do that if, you know, if this is before Ethan died, you know, and Ethan is seemingly, you know, taking care of things, what would be the reason to to have a high person like Jacob to go in there? The other alternative is that Jacob isn't isn't higher on the list than Ben at all. It could be that Jacob, um, that for whatever reason the list was created, that Jacob was more apt to creating the list. Uh, you know, they could, and what, you know, I don't know why the list was created, so I can't come up with too many reasons why he would be the one. But I do want to say that, uh, just because he created the list doesn't mean he's necessarily in charge of, of Ben too. He could be an equal, he could be even lesser, but have some sort of ability or knowledge or whatever reason, and that's the reason he created the list. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, it seems like his his list holds some sort of weight that that goes beyond what what Ben wants to do to save himself. That yeah. that whatever his list was is what the other should do. Yeah. And, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's above Ben. I agree. Um, uh, but his list indicates what their agenda should be. Yeah, definitely. Um. So. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I don't think it's a mole. Uh, you got a, a very good point that it, it, that there shouldn't have been, a, there shouldn't be another mole at this point. I mean, no. it seems like it, it would be too late after you. Plus, in. Uh, plus Hurley's already done his like his 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 census, so everyone there was on the plane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we, I think we can pretty much buy that for face value that everyone who's on the beach right now, besides people who've died, obviously, uh, or even the people who've died, were on the plane. So yeah, because there was only one. So so that's the thing. Even if he was there, if he was there before Goodwin died, then Hurley would have figured it out when he did the census. And if and, and, and if he showed up, huh? Sorry. Yeah, Ethan. if he if he showed up after Ethan died, it just doesn't make any sense because people would have realized, hey. You haven't, I haven't seen you this whole time in what, like, how long was it? Like a month or something? Or, yeah. Something and, weird. And when, like and when, you know, you've already had an infiltrator kidnap someone. Exactly. You're, you're more suspicious. Just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that, that wouldn't be very, very, I mean, that's why I think when Henry showed up, 
they were they were suspicious. I mean, it, it was they're already I think you know ready for the idea that this person is is not necessarily uh, who they claim to be. Do you think we're gonna see Rousseau this season? Yes. At some point, it seems like when you said that, it seems like you knew that for a fact. Well, uh, uh, last season, at the end of last season, uh, the final podcast, Damon and Carlton indicated that uh, that we would see her this season. Nice. I can read you like a book, man. <laughs> I can tell by your response, like you're like, yes. I'm like, okay, he knows that for. I fact. wouldn't be that sure of myself if I if I didn't have some sort of confirmation to back it up. That's what I thought. Otherwise, I would say, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you do that. Or no, or um, maybe. I, I do want to mention uh, that we are at like four and a half hours right now. Um, and well, we're it's pretty funny. much done with the episode. Yeah, but what's funny is that, you know, we didn't think we could get like two, two and a half hours out of this pod, out of this episode, and we've gotten twice that. We were wrong. Um... Uh, hopefully it's been a good four and a half hours because uh, we're not done yet, folks. Um, one of the things I want to mention, uh, I had another question uh, about Rousseau. Uh, I guess this is something we, we could definitely talk about later. But you know, I was thinking, you know, if if Alex is really Rousseau's Alex, which most likely it is, uh, especially at this point since we've seen so damn much of Alex. Yeah. Um, if they ever get reunited, what? Exactly, it's gonna happen. I mean, do you think Alex was really gonna go live with Rousseau in the jungle? After sort of, you know, sort of having this sort of, you know, somewhat normal life with normal, you know, convenient, conveniences of the modern world, you know. Yeah. Uh, would she really say, oh, mom, oh, blah, 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 and like, I mean, and go live with <laughs> Rousseau in the jungle? Yeah. So, you know, like trapping, trapping people and, Creating. I don't think Rousseau's really cut out to be a mom at this point either. Yeah. I think she's yeah. a little too crazy. Yeah. Um, I know she'd be very happy to see Alex, but I think the reality of sort of acting that way is, is she's, she can't really handle it uh, anymore. Uh, but they have set up Alex as being sort of a, a what's the word, and not being happy necessarily with her situation and what the others are doing. Yeah. Um. So I think they've they've sown the seeds for her leaving, uh, if she if they wanted her to leave. I think, um, but I can't I can't see her just going to live with Danielle. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah, I think what's gonna happen is I think after they get reunited, and I feel like they will. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be a, a like a like a obvious reunition. I wanted to say that's not reunition. Like that. <laughs> reunion, obvious- maybe. An obvious reunion. Oh, not reunioning. Uh, an obvious reunion. Uh, you know, maybe it's just that they sort of realize it and maybe, you know, I don't know what my point is, but, uh, my point is this. Maybe they'll um, just take like a long look at each other and. Yeah, and sort of realize our, but I was thinking maybe, maybe after they reunite, um, Russo just dies, like, for, you know, whatever situation they reunite in, you know, it's sort of traumatic or whatever. And yeah. Just, you know, Russo dies, which was sort of, because I think at a certain point she needs to die. I don't think she needs to be traipsing around on the island in the background for the next couple seasons. Yeah, and you know, that would be the perfect time for her to die. It's the perfect time for her to die. Because it's her, it's her big it's problem. Her rev- exactly. And she fixes it. She gets to reunite with Alex. 
She can and, know that Alex is okay. And, yeah, and had a good life. And had a good life. And, and so, you know, now her, her biggest, you know, uh, conflict in life is, is sort of resolved. And yeah, yeah. The, I agree. If we, if we get a Danielle episode this season where she's reunited with Alex, she, I think it's very likely that she'll die. She's gonna die. Alright, we're done with the episode. Um, we're gonna go to our other mini segments and, uh, I've got, I've got, um, a couple things I wanna bring up. Um, I guess I'd like to bring it up now since we're still sort of talking about the main plots of the episode. Um, okay. Uh, the Josh Meister who does Josh Meister's Lost podcast. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, which is another podcast out there. Having a um, pleasure. Yes. Well, um, I haven't listened to his podcast either. I don't, okay. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but, <laughs> um, he created this list, which, uh, if any of our listeners want to check it out, his website is thelostmeister.blogspot.com. And he created this list, um, whose side is, uh, who's on whose side. How do you spell he, Meister? Uh, M-E-I-S-T-E-R. Okay. Very German. Indeed. Um, he created this chart and a, and a list to go along with it, uh, oh. sort of his theories on, uh, on who's on whose side. And, you know, the, the executive producers have stated that there's two factions of others, and he split the factions in, into Ben's side and Juliet's side. And I'll go over quickly the list and some of his points. He, he, most of his points make sense. He sort of, all of the, uh, he sort of basically lists which others are on which, uh, which person's side and reasons why. And a lot of them are, you know, very tangential and a lot, and a lot of other ones sort of make sense. For Ben's side, he has Alex, um, Mrs. Clue, Goodwin, Tom, Adam, who you remember from the book club, who was upset that, uh, Juliet picked Carrie. Oh, right. And Matthew, who I believe, was the guy uh who was helping with um do the Sawyer pacemaker thing. And then on Juliet's oh. on Juliet's side you got Pickett, you've got Colleen, you've got Amelia, who was the old lady who we saw at the beginning of the season, uh during the book club meeting, who sort of took up for Juliet. You've got Jason, who's sort of Pickett's right hand man. And uh in the middle we have Ethan and we have Carl. Um, and basically, uh, it's sort of a, I don't know what you call it, a, a distribution to where, you know, the people on, on the left side of this sort of chart, they have the strongest evidence to support the people that they're grouped with. The people on the right side, the same. The people in the middle being Ethan and Carl, it's the least evidence to support whose side they're on. Um, and I would kind of agree with Ethan, um, just in general, that uh, he doesn't seem like he would be on anyone's particular side, but I would say Ben more than anyone else's. Um, yeah, they, they, it's it's written here. You know, he followed Ben's orders to infiltrate the camp, but he was also working on Juliet's plumbing. Uh, so, there, which uh, I don't, yeah, which I don't think is that big of an issue. Oh, I don't either. But that's uh, what it says. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, he has points for each person. So I just thought people might want to check it out. Uh, it does, it's cool to just sort of graphically see who might be linked to whom. And Colleen's um, on Juliet's side? 
Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Loyal to her husband. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Um, you know, but I, I might want to say that there might be some sort of, you know, um, drama because of the fact that Colleen is on Ben's side, you know, yet she's with Pickett. And, you know, I don't really think she's on Ju- uh, Juliet's side because, um, you know, they had that look. <laughs> they had that exchange, that scene, you know, where they didn't really seem like they were playing for the same team. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw her over there. Yeah, so so I don't know. I don't know. Um, Amelia. Anyway, oh boy. Yeah, she's... I think Josh was uh Josh was reaching when he put Amelia on this uh on this but Well and the I mean does it who cares whose side Amelia's on? <laughs> hey, Amelia might be Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jacob is short for uh Jacobina. It's Amelia Jacobina God. uh Westlake, I don't know. Uh <laughs> don't know. she's calling the shots. Yikes. She's calling the shots. God. Oh, no, she looks hardcore. You guys gotta see this picture. You'll never buy that she's doing anything. Yeah, she's this old lady, and she's got, like, pearl, little pearls on or something. I don't know. Oh, it's funny. But, um, anyway, uh, you guys should check it out. It's kind of interesting to see the lostmeister.blogspot.com. Thank you, Josh, for uh, putting that together. It's kind of cool to see and think about, um, you know, uh, where the dichotomy is, uh, or what the dichotomy is. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's a good thing to do. I'm definitely curious. Uh, definitely curious. Are you curious? I'm very curious. About I'm very curious. Um. I got some other stuff to talk about. Excellent. Um, I wanted to mention some of the uh, comments we got on the blog. We've been uh, getting a lot lately, which uh, we obviously love. And thank, thank you, guys. you. Yeah, we thank you guys for doing that. I appreciate that. it. I read them. Um, uh, Joe and some others have said, you know, if if I do it was just another episode, it would be fine. But uh, the fact that it was touted as, you know, the fall finale, you know, which is what you said earlier, Justin, that, it, you know, it was built up so much that, you know, it, it couldn't deliver and it didn't deliver. So that's why I think it seems worse than it actually was because uh, we just expected so much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after talking about it more, I don't think this is bad as further instructions. I don't think it is either. There's a lot going on here. I mean, we've talked about it for a while. Yeah. So I don't think it's as bad as further at first viewing, I thought it was as bad as Further Instructions. Um, I think it was probably just as much of a letdown as Further Instructions was, uh, but not bad as an episode. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we built up Further Instructions, too. I don't know why, though, but it just I think we just built that up for no reason. Because, oh, oh, Further Instructions, ooh, it's going to be Further Instructions, but no. Yeah, I thought that you was going to be great. I thought episode. it was going to be a big episode, too. I don't know why. Um, I'd like to officially, I don't know any, if anyone else out there has done this, cause I don't really, I don't traipse the forums too often, but uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, since Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, we have to say those three names so many times because of this situation, I think we should just call those three Skak. Can we call them Skak? Well, okay, wait, what are you saying? Skak, S-K-A-C-K. 
Skak. Ugh. Yeah, you like that? Ugh. Or do you, or do you want Skacker? Skacker? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> They're both gross. Yeah, the oh other God. alternative, the other alternative is Jatier. Yeah, Jatier. I didn't like Jatier, but I like, I like Skak. Ugh, you got some Skak on you. Yeah, it's a pretty gross word, but you know. Uh, Your skack is showing. Oh god, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> it's really that's gross. Enough, that's enough out of yo. It's disgusting. Uh, I don't think I can say that word very often. I hope they escape soon, so we don't have to. So we don't have to. There we go. That's the thing. We'll just we'll just have everyone say skack all the time, and maybe the executive producers will hate it too. And you know they'll hate hearing about skack. And uh, they'll 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 write them uh, being rescued sooner because they don't want to hear skack anymore. Skack! Oh god! Oh god! That's so gross. Well, you know me. I I want to say something before no. before we get off again. This is basically along the same lines as what I said at the beginning of the podcast, but I want to say something else uh, related to that. Uh, real quick, okay. I think as as loss goes on, you know, we're slowly uncovering the answers to these mysteries that were set up, you know, very early on. Yes. You know, and um, generally the answers that that we get are kind of disappointing relative to the to the buildup of the mysteries. Yes. You know, like for example, when the when the light lit up and in on the hatch in, in Deus Ex Machina, that was like the coolest thing ever. The explanation of it is really Desmond go, Desmond going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was a serious letdown. Um you know, ju- that's just one example among many. I think uh you know, like when I like I I watch a lot of movies where, where mystery is a component and I really like that. But a lot of the movies that I watch, the mysteries sort of remain unsolved, you know, or or they're or they're solved in a weird way where you don't really know what to think, you know. Yeah. And uh-huh. I get the sense that a lot of times setting up mysteries and making them seem interesting is sort of like one thing that's really cool to watch, but actually resolving a mystery in a way that satisfies the buildup, I think is really hard to do. And I think Lost is getting in that situation where they set up and built up a lot of these mysteries so much that they're that they're almost buckling under the weight of trying to trying to explain them in in a way that lives up to the build up. Yeah, you know, it's, that that reminds me of something Joe said on the board. He you know he says he likes having island mysteries more than like solving island mysteries. Yeah, and I, I sort of think that's true. I mean, it's it's fun to hypothesize and theorize. You know, okay, why is this, and what is Smokey about, and blah blah blah. You know, but you you're right. It's like the buildup is so big. When if they ever tell us what Smokey is, I really don't think it's going to be that compelling. I agree. You know, I mean, even if it's a cloud of nanobots, even if it is the spirit of the island, even if it is whatever, you know, um, it, it's it's just it can't really be that compelling. I really think, and I hope. That the bigger mysteries of the island will go unsolved, even though it's gonna sort of part of me is gonna hate that, yeah, not getting a real answer. But I think part of me is gonna enjoy the fact that we don't really get a definitive answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. You you're. I think everybody has that dichotomy. I think some people maybe generally don't enjoy it, but on some level, you know, you want these answers. You're like, give me answers. 
But on another, at another point, when you usually when you get the answers, it's not nearly as interesting as the speculation. And I think yeah. I think what's cool is like hinting at things and and giving like partial answers and you know enough to sort of fuel speculation, but not sort of coming out and and saying everything. You know, because I think that's the most fun. You know, that's what we do on this podcast is sit here and speculate. So yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I I hope that. Um... Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. I guess I, I guess I worry that when it, when it comes down to the end of this, they're gonna try to explain everything, and it's just gonna be very, very underwhelming. I don't know if they will though. I like I said, I, I, I hope that they'll just explain. Oh yeah, I hope they'll just explain. You know, the little stuff. That was that was what I was gonna say. Is that I hope that they like things like the others and why they want you know the scack. And, uh, <laughs> got to use it in a sense. I got to use it. Why they want Skag, uh, and, um, and, and things like that. I think that's the kind of things they, they should and hopefully will give us the answers to. Um, you know, cause it's like a mystery, you know, but it's, but they can give us the answer to that and it won't be that big a deal. You know, what the island is really about and, you know, um, and, you know, what smoke is really about and what do the numbers really mean? That kind of thing. I don't want the answers to, you know, I don't mind hinting at them and, and helping us get closer to figuring it out. You know, I mean, to me, that's the best mystery is, is something that's really big and puzzling, but you can get clues that'll help you piece together a logical conclusion. And, you know, for yourself, you know, you, you have the satisfaction of saying, OK, well, I think Smokey is this based on this information. You don't actually get confirmation from the creators, but you're happy with the answer that you've come up with. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think to, I think that's to me that's sort of like the best you can do with 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 those kind of things. It's just like get enough information to where you're happy with whatever you can come up with, and uh, you know, but you don't have to you don't need the writers to come out and, and answer it for you, because right. then you're going to be disappointed, you know. Yeah, I agree because I just think I think it would take a uh, I don't know some sort of crazy genius to sort of come up with an answer that sort of outdoes you know, your imagination about things. Yeah. You know, your imagination of the possibilities. An answer is more interesting than that. I think that's really rare. And that's the other thing is that, you know, like you like you said when you were paraphrasing, apparently, that uh, everything everything on the island uh, can be explained in real-world terms. And I think if... That's the thing. If they actually do that, it's not going to be that interesting. If they're like, well... The plane, you know, crashed because of, you know, the magnetism, but it really crashed because of this and because the island is cognizant and it wants this and it wants this for Locke because Locke did this. And, you know, if they actually explained it in real world terms, it would be really boring. Yeah, I agree. You know? I mean, it would be great in terms of getting the explanation, but it would be like, ugh, okay, I'm done with that. On yeah. to daybreak. <laughs> oh, God. Give me some desperate housewives, please. Ugh. Come on, they're desperate. Yeah. I'm Wait, busy. they've been on for like three or four years. Are they still desperate? Have they had any hope yet? No. Maybe maybe they can have a spinoff called Hopeful Housewives. No, 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 no. If they stop being desperate, they have to cancel the show. That's why it's a spinoff. Oh, okay. Yeah, like at the very end of Desperate Housewives, like some of them get some hope. And then like they have a spinoff show where the hopeful ones like start like um, start a rest. They they get a restaurant together or something, and it's all about the crazy antics of them running this restaurant. Wow, that sounds really 
<laughs> yes, I got a future in TV. I know I do. I know I do. And it, my future in TV is watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um. Uh, Vargas asked if Jack and Ben were in on something. Does Does Ben know about Juliet's plan? What do you think about that? Oh, uh, really? God, yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I think, okay, here's what I think. Let's see. Okay. I hate taking a stand because I'm not necessarily good at knowing what's going to happen. But, okay, here, here's what I'll say for now. I okay. think that, I think Ben knows to a certain extent that Juliet's not entirely happy with him and his way of doing things. Definitely. So, so, so there's that. Um, does he know specifically what she did with the video and what her plan was for Jack and all that? I'm going to say no. Okay. I'll, I want to say no too. Um, for various reasons, uh, that I won't name. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't name them. And I have similar reasons that I won't name either. Uh, no, I, I guess, I mean, he let Jack operate on him, reason number one. Um, yeah, part of me felt like he was calling Juliet's bluff, though, like if he did know about what was going on, that he was sort of testing to see if, because I, you know, they have this whole thing that they haven't talked about in a couple episodes, but about knowing them, and I know you, son, and I know you, Jack. <laughs> so, so maybe, I mean, obviously Juliet thinks Jack's capable of doing it, but maybe Ben knows that Jack isn't capable of, you know, sort of, purposefully killing him mm-hmm. so um so maybe he's maybe if he does know which i don't really think he does but if he does know he's he's okay with let, letting jack do it i mean what alternative does he have really uh to die a painful death from his big tumor or you know let jack operate him on, on him yeah. since jack since jack says yes and just hope that jack doesn't have you know the whatever it takes to kill him yeah. you know well, so maybe it doesn't the tumor's really... fake, and it's all part of the con. You know what? That tumor looked really plasticky to me. Yeah, I think that was Acme fake tumor. <laughs> you know, you can order that online. You know? Acme. Acme fake oh, tumor. Oh, God. I mean, if it's on loss, it should be Dharma brand tumors. No, Dharma didn't make that. Actually, that's the thing. It was Acme brand, but Dharma put their logo on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about that? That's all they do, really. They don't make stuff so much as slap a label on it. Slap a label on it. They're like Dell. Oh, wait. Um. Ooh. Dell doesn't do that. Dell doesn't do that. Dell doesn't. Ooh. Oh, I just realized what you said. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not easy to diss a major computer manufacturer. It's, uh, that's, that's, it's hard to get that, that diss in there. Uh, I don't think that's true. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not this, disparaging the Dell company. They make fine quality products. Yeah, I recommend this, you all go buy them. This podcast brought to you by Dell. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, do you think? I guess you already said. Uh, do you think Jack, uh, Ben will die or will he live? Oh, 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 oh! Here's what I want to say. If he knew about it, why, uh, why wouldn't he like do something to Juliet? I mean, that's a pretty serious plot there. Do what? Well, first he's concerned by getting his tumor taken out. And like I said, he doesn't have, he doesn't have much of a choice. Either he, you know, doesn't take Jack up on his offer and dies in a couple of days or a week or whatever, 
uh, I guess he said a week, and then, um, or maybe he didn't say a week, but he said whatever. He's going to die soon, and then, uh, or, you know, he lets Jack do it, and then hopes that Jack, I see, I think, I think Ben, I think Ben knows that Jack really doesn't have what it takes to just kill him. Yeah. You know, and I don't think, I really don't think Jack does. I think he could be pushed to that point, maybe, but I think who he is intrinsically, naturally, he's, he's not, he's not that kind of person. I mean, he's I a healer. He's a healer. So, um, I think Ben may be under the idea, if, he, if Ben does know about what Juliet did with the cards and the videotape, he's saying, okay, I don't have much of a choice. If Jack's going to say yes, which I want him to, uh, then, you know, I'm going to bank that he'll, he'll heal me like he, you know, says he will. And then I'll deal with Juliet afterwards. If okay. it comes, if it comes to that. That's my thing. So you, I think you, that's possible, but I don't, I don't think he knows. I don't really think he knows either. I just, I find it hard pressed that he wouldn't know. Uh, I feel like, you know, he went to go take his trash out one night and he saw a whole bunch of, <laughs> All those cards Julia oh, had like, in the dumpster. <laughs> and he's like, what is this? Um, yeah, you know, that was pretty dangerous. You know, and the weird thing about that video that I didn't bring up is that it looked like she was in the house. I know, that's what I was saying. It looks like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it looks like she was in her house recording that. Which means that she she didn't record it anytime soon, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know... What do you mean? I mean, how long ago could she have recorded that, you know? Well, it could be recently. I mean, how long does it take for them to get to O-Town? I mean, you think she really goes there, like, back and forth all the time? I think if she needed to record that, um, well, that's the thing. I don't think she could have recorded it at the, at the Hydra station. There's too many cameras around. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think, I think she could have had an excuse. I mean, I mean, even if she, she might not even need an excuse, but she could have come up with an excuse why she needed to go back to, um, O-Town, you know, or maybe, or maybe she could just go on her own accord, you know. She went back to O-Town and did it, you know. It, it shouldn't take that. I mean, you know, if they have a boat or a sub, you know, it shouldn't take too long to go a couple miles. And then, of course, she probably has to, like, walk from the beach to to where they were sort of in in inland but um yeah she could do that in a couple out you know several hours six maybe maybe in six hours or so something like that okay. you know over over now it looked like daytime but you know whatever she could have done it yeah i and that's the kind of thing you know the writers aren't the creators aren't very big on those details as we learned from the hurley photo Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the fact that it looked like it was in her place and it was daytime and all that stuff doesn't really matter. I agree. I agree, but I had to bring it up. So do, do you think do you think Ben is gonna die? You said no. After you don't think Ben is gonna die anytime soon. No way. Okay. No way. I'm gonna I think say he's yes. gonna continue to be uh, a character. Uh, I don't think they're gonna kill him that quick. No way. See, I feel like they. I feel like this is an ample time to kill him because, first of all, I'm sort of getting tired of him. Second of all, um, how can you possibly get tired of him? He does the same stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He's the same. He's one note, one note, Joe for the last <laughs> ten, fifteen episodes we've seen him in. Um, no, I'm getting tired of him, but um, I think the fact that they they reference Jacob at this point is interesting because Jacob could come in and be sort of the new whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that I think Jacob is going to be as evil as Ben, but that they're going to take this whole thing in a new direction. And I mm-hmm. think 
I think this is maybe a good point. Like we said, there's it doesn't seem like they're going to really be able to escape from what Jack is setting up now. So I could see like Ben dying, you know, then, you know, Jack trying to get them to escape and it doesn't work or whatever. And, and, you know, Ben end up, ends up dying and then Jacob comes back and takes over things. And then things go in a, you know, in a, in a pr- pretty different path with, uh, with Skak. And, um, and then eventually Jacob lets them go. Cause I feel like Jacob isn't as hardcore as, uh, as Ben is, but, but that's assuming Jacob's in charge. Yeah. So I think I, it go. I think it go either way, you know. I think we have more to learn about Ben. Uh, I don't think we're done with him by any means. So I just I think it's too early to kill him. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's any way uh, they'll kill him now. I mean, I just no way, no way. Because no okay, way. I, and under let me ask you this: under under what? scenario would he die would jack just let him die i mean that just that sucks for his plan because once well it could be it it could be what i mean what'd you say well i'm just saying like once once ben's dead jack has nothing well that's not true uh he still has to deal with juliet i mean he he seems to be circumventing that deal as of now um but he still has yeah this was not part of the plan her Her plan was, you know, he dies, make it look like an accident. When he yeah. when he cuts his, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kidney sack, it, it doesn't look like an accident anymore. So he's not following through with her plan. No, I agree, but he's still basically like, if in the end Ben is dead, I think he could still sort of cash in those chips, and and and, and I mean, it might not work, but he could still sort of say, okay, I need I, I need you to help me, you know, blah blah blah. But um Well and you think Juliet's gonna be able to help him after that? Like I I don't think so. I think the key the key well, thing would... for Juliet's plan was that it was an accident. But that's the thing. Depending on why they wanted Skak anyway, like Juliet's plan Juliet may not even help them in the first place. She could have just been saying that, you know. And she she never said she was gonna get them off the island. She just said I'll protect you, you know. They could have just, you know, thrown Jack back in the, you know, back in the aquarium cage. But of course, the idea is that they only needed, they only wanted Jack for Ben. And if Ben is dead, they don't need Jack anymore. That doesn't mean they're going to give up Kate and Sawyer. So my point is, I don't know if Juliet, her plan was going to work anyway. And and Jack may may have realized that, that she might not have any real power to do anything, even if Ben is out of the picture. I think that's a fair point, but I, I don't understand how you, how you, what are you disagreeing with me about? I don't think I'm disagreeing about anything, am I? Okay. <laughs> Alright. No, I, you, I didn't get you the sense you were, and I, I was, I was waiting yeah, for the no. part where you disagreed. No, you were saying that Jack can't go along with Juliet, um, or, well, that wasn't Juliet's plan, and that Juliet won't be able to help him. Especially at this point, I, and I was just saying, I don't know if she was ever, ever able to help him. So we well, I would say like if Ben, if if there really is a hierarchy where where she's next in line, and Ben dies by accident, then I think you know she maybe is in a position to say, you know, okay, well they serve their purpose, we can let him go now. But do you really think that like okay Ben dies right and all of the people who are 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 under Ben you know or with Ben 
are really mad and pissed off. And, you know, of course, Juliet, you know, if it was an original plan, Juliet's like, oh, you know, he didn't do it on purpose, blah, blah, blah. It was an accident. It's complicated surgery. You know, she's protecting him. Yeah. And, I, but do you really think that, you know, especially Pickett, you think Pickett would let Jack go after Jack botched the surgery? You know, Pickett or any of the others would really say, oh, okay, Juliet, I know you're next in line. We're going to listen to you now. I think, no, they're going to be like, we're still loyal to Ben and what Ben wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it going the way you said, but I, I still think that there's there's so much writing against Juliet having any control in, like, any scenario. <laughs> like, I can't, I mean, I think most scenarios, Juliet's hey, plan's not going to work. Juliet's got murder in her heart. She's got, she, hey, she will shoot you. Uh, I agree. But, but I, my point was supposed to be, I don't know if I expressed it very well. My point was supposed to be, if, if Ben dies, Jack doesn't have any, um, uh, bargaining chips. He doesn't have anything left to, to bargain with. He does. There's, there's nothing stopping them from just coming in and putting him back uh, in the cage. Jack's got his eyebrows. Oh! Yes. And he's gonna raise those eyebrows really high. And that's gonna scare them all off. Um, it is scary. It is a little scary. And by that I mean charming. And by charming I mean scary. Um, does he have any bargaining chips left? Is Ben is dead? He goes, well, in this scenario, probably not, because he's like, hey, I just, you know, put Ben's life on the line. And I was thinking, you were asking me how would it happen or something that he died that he would just let him die. And I was thinking, you know, if he go, you know, depending on how long, I mean, if this plays out the way it seems that it could, you know, with Kate and or Sawyer really trying to get back to the island and then, you know, they got that hour, you know, if it's getting too close to the end and then, you know, even if Kate says, okay, I'm safe now and Jack tries to go fix Ben, you know, it could just get to the point where it's been too long. Or, you know, he it's bleeding too much and he can't sew him back up. And, I mean, I can see him dying. I can see Jack pulling this stunt with the idea that he can save him and he's just sort of not able to save him after a certain point. Uh, and that's how Ben dies. Uh, so so it's like he didn't mean to kill him, but he was definitely negligent uh, in his uh, in his surgery. But he didn't specifically mean to, to have him killed. Not that I think that's going to, you know, get him off in terms of the others, but... But the real question here is, do you think the island is moving? <laughs> no. Okay. That was a question in the official podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What did they say about that? They they basically said how... They basically did the thing where it seems like their answer is no. They're like, well, how would it move? Oh, if it was on the back of a turtle, a giant turtle, it could move. Yeah. Like, they were basically saying, like, how could it? Which doesn't necessarily mean no, but the way they were doing it made it seem like no. That back of the giant turtle thing, I think that's a Stephen King reference. Is it? Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Damon said that. Yep, he did. He did. It. It's in it. If you want to find out what he means. Well, what does he mean? Tell me. I don't want to read the whole book for one reference. Oh, it's too It's too big. I can't explain it. Did somebody or something get somewhere on the back of a giant turtle? It's, they're, they're, they're well, God, the, the turtle thing is intimately tied in with, like, it's, I can't explain it. 
I, I didn't see explain. anything about a turtle in the movie. Yeah, it, they did, the turtle didn't make it in the movie, but it's a big part of the book. I guess it's not that big a deal if it's not in the movie. The the movie the movie missed a lot in the book. Yeah, I was kidding. Um, okay. Um, I, well, I knew that, but I felt the need to. Anyway, uh, it's very it's very interesting. The the turtle and and the the creation of the universe and the coming of it and there's all sorts of interesting things there. And I, I think that's what he's referring to. Uh, I know he's a fan. So. Wow. Thanks for that one. Yeah. So, what's next, buddy? I'm done with my little whatever that segment was. That was your... I don't know what that was. That was my Claude wants to talk some more about some couple things. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are, these are weird segments. Uh, I forgot my... I want to say something about the episode and... Oh, it was Justin has something critical to say about the episode. Yeah, there you go. Very long titles. <laughs> yeah, um, and like general criticism, I guess. Anyway, uh, I want to say this is this is a spoiler. Okay, yes. so we're gonna go into our spoiler section, guys. Yeah, I just I want to throw this out there. I'm I've really been wrestling myself whether I want to say this on the podcast. Well, not so much on the podcast, but to you. Yeah, because I was just gonna say I don't know if I want to hear this. Yeah, you I'm know not- I don't I don't like spoilers. You know that whole thing, like that video, the little lost uh, interactive web maze thing, like yeah. the video that they had, like it was very hard for me not to watch that, and I haven't watched it, and I won't watch it. And but, I will uh, tell you that this specifically relates to that stuff. Okay, I don't, dude, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> uh, well, okay, tell me, tell me what it's about. Like, is it about you know Smokey, or is it about the numbers? What is it about? It's about the numbers. And is it about where they came from or is it about what they do? Or both? Neither. It's, it's about, let's see, how can I explain? How can I explain what this is without giving it away? Um, oh, I have no idea how to tell you what this is without, um, giving it away. Uh, Hmm. It's really hard to describe, or at least I I'm having extreme difficulty. Let, okay, let me let me. Is this is this one of the things that you wish you didn't know? Yes. <laughs> okay, you cannot tell me if you wish you didn't know. I'm All sorry, right. you, so, you cannot tell me. Okay, I won't say. It. Let me say this, uh, just for the people listening. If you want to know what I was going to say. <laughs> You can go to Greg Nation's uh, section on the uh, fuselage. Someone, I was gonna say you can say it on the podcast. I'll just like not listen real quick. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. So Justin, you're gonna go ahead and say the spoiler thing that I don't want to hear and that you wish you didn't know. But I think (laughs) uh, I think some of our fans out there might want to hear it. Um, so I don't want them to be deprived because of my own whatever. So, um, if you're out there, guys, like me, you don't want to hear this, uh, Justin says, what, it's going to be about a minute or so? Yeah. Uh, so I would say fast forward about a minute, uh, in just a second, and, uh, you won't have to hear it. I'm going to not listen to Justin say this, because I don't want to hear it. So, uh, go ahead, Justin, I'm going to not listen for a minute. Okay. So, 
Uh, I read this on the fuselage, and I thought that I should share it with you. So basically the story is this. Um, the, the meaning of the numbers uh, will never be revealed in the show, okay? Uh, they're, they're never going to address it. Greg Nation said this in, in a post on, on the fuselage. So if you want to know what the numbers mean, you need to go watch the Lost Experience video. Um, that's basically it. Uh, I, I think it's kind of sad, although the meaning of the numbers is not as interesting as I'd like it to be, so maybe it's for the best. But um, that's basically it. Uh, it's basically a, it's a spoiler about what's going to happen. So, All right, so I'm back. Justin has said the thing. Um, and uh, what's really funny is that I actually only overheard him say it because my... Uh, my my phone headset was still going, and I heard a little bit of it, and it turns out to be the whole thing. Um, that the uh, that uh, well, I won't say it because some of you may have fast forwarded and didn't want to hear it. But let me just say that I had heard it, and I don't really care that much. Um, so it was pretty funny that we went through all that trouble for me not to hear it. But right. anyway, I think for some people maybe it'll be a bigger thing. Yeah, maybe. Okay, what else? What uh, are we talking about? The official podcast now? I thought we already did. Oh, well, I didn't talk about those two things I wanted to mention. Oh, okay. I thought you did. Um, okay. no, I didn't. The one thing, first thing I wanted to mention that one of Carlton and or Damon said, or one of them, not both, is that Juliet is not a fully indoctrined other. Um, I thought that was a very, and that's a quote. I thought that was a very interesting thing to say. Did they really uh, say that? She is not a fully indoctrined other. They Which really means, said that? Yes, they said that. Whoa. Yeah, that's a big deal. I did it not means, hear them say that. Yeah, it means that it's like, it sort of explains why she's not on the same page as Ben is, because she's not fully indoctrinated. She's not totally down or brought up to speed or coerced or made to believe whatever their real big goal or plan is. Wow. Um, so it's like, it's no wonder she's against Ben. It's no wonder that she wants to change. She's not... She's not really one of the others in, in the way that Ben is, uh, which might mean that that the that the that the group of others that that Ben is with may be the ones who were there for a longer time or since birth or whatever Ben claims he's been there his whole life, mm -hmm. uh, and and then Juliet and some of the others may be newer people, uh, maybe they're the descendants of Dharma, uh, you know. Uh, the, or something like that. So, or the you know leftover from Dharma, or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought that was a pretty big thing. Um, the other thing, which was really interesting and really sort of makes me mad to a really big degree. Oh boy! Is they they basically say Nikki and Paolo were are basically just diversions because they knew when they were writing that they knew when they were going to kill off Echo. That ABC was going to have all these promos saying, tonight someone's going to die. So what they wanted, so they introduced Nikki and Paolo a couple episodes before Echo dies. So that we would think that, oh, when they say someone's going to die, it's going to be one of these new people, Nikki and Paolo. Oh, it's not going to be that big a deal. And then they wanted us to be really surprised when it's Echo. That, from what I gather, is pretty much the only reason we get Nikki and Paolo. At least it's the reason we get them when we do. Even if they, even if they have more stuff for us for Nick and Paolo, 
the reason we see them when we do, the reason they're introduced when they are, is because it's supposed to be a diversion from when Echo dies. Can you believe that? You know, I guess. Although in their own podcast, they said it wouldn't be them. Did they? But did they say that? They said that before Echo died. Yeah, the week before. The week before they addressed the promos, they said, "So, uh, Damon, in these promos, it's saying somebody's gonna die." Um, but it's just going to be one of these new redshirt people, right? No, no, Carlton. It's actually going to be a major character that we've known for a long time. You know, some, they said something along those lines. Maybe they were trying to be backwardsly facetious. And we were supposed to believe it was going to be a redshirt. Oh, yeah, well. I don't know. It's hard to take them sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. They, they, they do have a history. I mean... A lot of the stuff they said has come true, um, but so yeah, a lot of times they're so I don't know what the word is, playful or something. That it's like hard. aloof, yeah, it, purposefully it's, aloof. It's hard to know what's what they're serious about and you know what's just pure frivolity. Yeah, they're for crazy. Better word. Well, anyway, I just thought that was weird. It's you know, and I, I'm gonna be a little peeved if if they don't really ever do anything major with Nick and Paolo because I, I feel like that's a waste of time. You know, I mean, obviously they can do whatever they want with this show, but um, I think they're gonna do something more than I think. I think maybe you know, in that episode, they wanted people to think that's who was gonna die, but I don't think that's their whole plan for the characters. Yeah. We'll see. I think they. Um, you don't think Paolo I think they even a- said as much on another podcast. You don't think Paolo and Nikki ha- has had a good arc so far? <laughs> you know? I think their arc has been really interesting. Going from, um, from, uh, oh wait, and they've done nothing. <sighs> Alright, yeah. I'll buy that. So, okay, we're done with that. What else are we talk? I think that's it. Are we I think we're gonna get a Nikki Paolo flashback at some point this season. A picky. Yeah. A picky, a picky flashback? Picky. I mean, they picky. may not be together, but one of the two, at least. Yeah. Who do you think, let's place your bets, you're betting, man. Who do you think will show up and, and, who do you think of the main cast will show up in a, a picky flashback first? I'm gonna um, say lock. I'm gonna say lock. I was just gonna say lock. <laughs> Cause lock is everywhere. I know. He's always got all kinds of jobs and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lock's, uh, ubiquitous. Um, I got another I, question for you. I was trying to figure out where they live and I'm thinking, ah, maybe California. So maybe lock's there. Yeah. Um, they should, I should live in, everybody lives in LA pretty much. Except for Saeed. And Sawyer, I think. But, and Kate, um, and I think several people don't live in LA, but, uh. Oh, Kate didn't live anywhere. <laughs> she was on the run. Well, so in particular, she didn't live in LA. Yeah, but that doesn't count because she didn't live anywhere. <laughs> anyway, do, what do you think about, um. Oh, now I forgot my question. Claire, Charlie. Oh, oh. What do you think, uh, you think anything's gonna happen more with, uh, with, with Nadia and Saeed? Oh, or, dear. I mean, like, I, mean well, I don't know what could happen, but. Yeah, me either. What could? What could? 
What could? They can't nothing. What can? What? Okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, um... What if we find out Nadia is one of the others and she's there hanging out? No fucking way. How about this? <laughs> Maybe um, maybe she gets in touch with Penny, and they both go to find Desmond and Saeed together. Yes, and Penny and, uh, and Nadia have uh, gotten married, and they want Saeed to be the third in their open marriage. Oh, my. No, they want Saeed and Desmond in their really open marriage. What would that be? Ninny? Not, not, not Denny? Uh, Nitty. No, wait. Nadia and Penny. How about Padia? Padia? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why doing that makes things gross. It pretty much does. You can you combine names and it just makes them gross. What's Claude and Justin? Like, Clustin? Ugh. Or, uh, Jod? Ugh. Yeah, that's not good. Neither one no. of those is good. No. Uh... Wait a minute. About, what was what was your new question? Carlton and Damon. Oh. Uh, Darlton. Carlton. Oh, that's stupid. Why did I say that? Uh, no, it'd be Darlton. <laughs> you, you put an L in Carlton. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? I don't know. Here, this is how you add Carlton and Damon. You put an L in Carlton. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's Claire and Carlton. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Damon and Carlton be Darlton. Uh, Darlton and uh Clayman. Clayman. Yeah. Wait, not not an L, it'd be Cayman. There's no L there. Why am I putting that L in? I don't know. I, I, think I, I think I put it in there too this time. I can't resist. Whenever Carlton gets involved, I guess Claire comes along too. Yeah, Claire's along for the ride. Don't forget me, I'm blonde. <laughs> and I have great hair. I have great hair. Don't you love it, Damon? He does love her hair. Um, okay, I think Was we're he done. serious? No, I don't think he was serious. Okay. I mean, he might be. Who knows? That's the thing. I don't even know if he's serious about that. Yeah. He saw he saw her audition tape. We've got to get Emily DeRavin. She's got the best hair. <laughs> All right. I think we're done with the podcast, dude. Um, Hold on. This one's... We've got to be forgetting something. No, uh, we're never... We never forget anything. Did we get a next week oh, on Lost? Oh, no. we didn't... Is there no next week on Lost at all? I, I don't mean, think so. I know it's not coming next week, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I think there was a promo, but I don't think we really have a, a you know, uh, like a preview for the episode. That would be yeah. weird. Thirteen weeks in advance have a yeah. I mean, the episode's ready, but I don't think they showed it. Well, I'm sure it's re- it better be ready. It's ready. They're uh yeah, they're way ahead. They're probably on eight or nine or something by now. But Yay. Uh, I guess we don't have that. So let's see. Uh, you know, comments. Once again, the comments have been really good. Um, the past, uh, the last podcast, really good comments. Lots of comments that I enjoyed reading. Uh, and and for the uh, for this um, podcast too, uh, uh, I enjoyed reading them. Also, I really liked. Uh, I really like that we're getting a lot of comments now. I think that's good. Um, so I just wanted to say that. Continue well, to do that. I think people realize the only real way to show how big a fan you are is to comment a lot. Yeah. So unless you want to look like, you know, 
you're not a big fan of the Lost Lowdown, then then don't comment. But if um if you don't want Justin and I to cry ourselves to sleep every night, then then you'll post a comment and right. we'll appreciate it. Right. Um, and I definitely want to specifically mention uh, Kurt from the Black Rock podcast. Uh, Kurt's all over us. He's uh, yeah, he's become in a non-sexual way quite uh, ubiquitous on the side, and that's uh, that's good. I like a little uh, crossover. Uh, the other podcasts don't seem to care about us. So uh, oh, they care about us. Everyone loves us. My question for you, Justin, is. Um, or not for you, Justin, but for the audiences. Um, you know, I, obviously the break is coming up. Um, we have, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, a whole batch of season two retrospective podcasts. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, don't forget about those because we're going to be releasing those very, very shortly. Um, so we've got several podcasts recapping season two. We can all relive that glorious season. And, uh, for you guys, and, um... But, Claude, when did we record those? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, we haven't recorded them yet, because we'll record them soon. No, wait. Um, yes, this is, uh, these podcasts we're referring to, we like to jokingly refer to as the Lost Podcast, uh, because Justin and I recorded these, um, over this recent summer, when we did the season one retrospective, but we didn't have enough time to get them out before season three started. Uh, and luckily we've got this 13 week break and we've already got material for you guys. Um, so we'll be definitely releasing those, ep- those, uh, podcasts. We will definitely, um, most likely do, who definitely most likely do another sort of, um, another season two recap podcast where we talk about Anything extra that we've learned in terms of this part of season three? Uh, what's so funny? Uh, definitely most likely. Definitely most likely, <laughs> maybe, if we can. Um, oh. What else? My question for the audience, for you lovely fans, was uh, email us or comment of anything you guys would like us to talk about or do over the break. Um, I refuse to do book reviews. Um because I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but if there's I'm anything not else, Dickens. yeah. If there's anything else you guys want to talk about, uh, how about some Stephen King? You want to read some Stephen King? <laughs> well, now see, I might do that. Yeah. Well, you've already done it. I won't though, because yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um. So anyway, email us or or comment and let us know if there's anything particular you'd like us to do, and we will take it under advisement. Uh, <laughs> but just, <laughs> well, I just want to let them know we're not going to necessarily do it. Oh, I love uh, that. Because uh, when I hear that, it just I just hear, you know, take care of advisement, a.k.a. ignore it. <laughs> we won't ignore it, but if we don't do it, then it's because we took it under advisement. Um, and so just so you guys know, we do have the we do have some stuff coming for you guys. Um, and I just want to say, cool. just so people know, you know, we as as you mentioned, we recorded these before season three. So if you find us saying things like we don't know what's going to happen in season three, it's because we don't. There's going to be a lot of like, I can't imagine what they're going to do with Jack Hayden Sawyer. <laughs> oh, like, Ooh, what has been, what is, you know, Henry, we're going to be calling him Henry. Yeah. Like what is Henry doing and why? And we don't have any, you know, all that stuff. We won't know anything about that. Stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be a little weird to hear us not, you know, sort of not understand, you know, not talk about stuff in terms of having watched season three because we recorded before season three. So bear with us on those points, but I think we did uh, bring up a lot of good points about season two, 
as we usually do, I think. And I think it's um, interesting to listen to anyway. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to listen to. So we got that coming for you guys. We've got a couple other little things uh, planned for the break. So we will definitely try to keep you guys busy. We know um, just because Lost isn't on the air doesn't mean you guys don't need something to do besides work. Um, right. So, so we'll we'll take care of you guys as much as we can. Uh, other than that, the uh, output will probably be a little less. It won't um, be it won't be a podcast a week, but hopefully we'll have some for you guys every every two weeks, maybe three weeks. So. Yeah. And you know when when they come back on in February, you're gonna get a lot. When they come back in February, it's gonna be 18 straight weeks of lost. It's gonna be intense for us, but I think it's gonna be cool. Uh, 18 straight weeks. Yeah, wow. I think that's gonna. That's gonna make or break us. That's gonna kill us, and I think it's gonna uh, kill us, and then we'll be resurrected even better than before, stronger and wiser, <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Not that we're divine, but hey. But hey. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm done. I'm ready to close this sucker up. Okay, so use that Gmail, Frapper Map, uh, all the usual stuff. Yes. Uh, Check it out. Join our Frapper Map. Some of you have been recently joining and, and our numbers are gaining, but we know there's plenty of you out there who have not joined our lovely Frapper. So uh, you can access it on our website, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Right. Uh, we're missing a lot of people in the Northwest. I was just going to say. <laughs> we're missing a lot of people in the Southeast. Come on, guys. We know you're out there. We know you're out there. We track your IPs. I mean, um,. We just know you're out there. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Non-Americans, too. Please. If you're not in America, please join. We've got, uh, we've got I think, one on there now. So I wouldn't mind having Kieran. We have Kieran, the long-lost Kieran. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. Who we haven't heard from in a while. Hopefully Kieran's still out there listening. And if you are, let us know because... Um, yeah, we miss, we miss your commenting. Give us a quick comment if you're back, because uh, you were, or if you ever left. Yeah, that too. Cool, dude. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and sign out because I'm done. Me Are too. You done? I think I'm done. As always, guys, we thank you very much and Namaste. Namaste and good luck. <laughs>